you getting yourself ready for our show? and bigs we got another amazing show for you guys you don't want to miss out we got some good stuff coming up we have first and foremost we're celebrating a little bit today we got uh zach from dark horse tackle joining us as a guest co-host for this week's show uh he's got a little bit of a celebration happening with dark horse tackle and we want to kind of celebrate with him we also have uh you know planning we're, we're planning some trips for 2024 we got some uh information that uh we just kind of want to throw out there and kind of brainstorm a little bit a little collab i guess with the jabber hammer um i have a fail with a piece of software that is just driving me bananas that i gotta talk about get a little bit of this off my chest i'm, I'm there's a little, little ray of hope at the end and i'm hoping that it works out we'll see what happens this week's hot topic we had an amazing sit down with uh christian over at veterans inc and he dives into some of the details about what veterans inc is actually doing for the veterans community in our area all of the stuff that uh that they can handle their capabilities really and uh, it's, it really sheds a lot of light on stuff. And, and that goes, you know, to partner with the 200th episode that's coming up that you don't want to miss. And just the tip this week, we've got some great information regarding records and spots specifically. Not just catches, all kinds of other stuff. we got a couple of jet ski fucks to talk about in FTG, believe it or not, in November. And in Gear of the Week, well, it's up to Joe this week. We're going to find out what's going on. Don't go too far. we got much more good stuff coming up. Jigs and bigs. You don't want to miss it. We've got a great show lined up. Grab yourself a tasty beverage. Come on, let's go. Welcome to Jigs and Bigs, everybody. I just looked down on my phone. There's a little bit of a group chat that we have going regarding the Columbus show coming up. And the one and only only Adam Blomicky just put in there uh, something about Googling some shit. That could get you in some shit, Joe. I don't know if you've seen this yet. I'm looking right now. After last week's show, we have had more people send memes or commentary that were meth related, and I don't, I don't know that that's a good place for us to be, but I'm okay with it. We're gonna live with it. Zach, how are you, man? Good to good, see you, man. dude. You've got a little celebration, uh, a, a little, a little, a little bit of, of of personal celebrating that I think is is well deserved. <laughs> Tell us what's the occasion. Well, um, uh, it's it's an anniversary. Um, here in what what are we today? This today the nineteenth, eighteenth. Today is the nineteenth. Oh yes, nineteenth. So in three days, it marks uh, the one year anniversary from when I bought the old owner of uh, Dark Horse Tackle out and uh, became co owner of Dark Horse Tackle. Dude, that is absolutely amazing, man. And what a year it's been. I mean, look at look at where how things are going. I mean, things are 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 picking up and it's getting it's getting it's getting really good. Like you got a really great pro staff working along with you guys. You get your second appearance now at uh the Columbus Fishing Expo or second at least under your command. Um hmm. that's that's amazing. I mean, that's that's Actually, huge. that's the uh, second appearance. That's the second appearance period. Um, oh, Dark really? Horse Tackle never made it to an expo before. Gotcha. Before then, 
So that's, I mean, we're just, we're just hammering through here. Um, you know, and this is, this is a good thing. And for those of you that, that are unaware of what dark horse tackle is, maybe, you know, maybe you enjoy living under a rock. Um, you know, we have uh, uh, this amazing resource that you can take part of to, to really kind of experiment and sample and try different baits and uh, and, and ha- take the the risk out of like just going to going to the tackle shop and overspending. Like this makes it nice and easy and convenient. In fact, uh, I have a really good conversation about Dark Horse Tackle with our guest in the beef seat this week. We have the one and only Dave Urkey with us, the Wolf of Walmart. Woo! Dude is amazing. I can't wait to meet this guy. He and I have, uh, we had a great conversation, fantastic conversation. From what I understand, I did get a message from him earlier, uh, or, or last night, late last night. He uh, is going. went out today uh, for the first time on his new kayak. With a group Ooh. of friends, and uh, it's 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 pretty intense, man. It, it really is. I'm psyched for him. I'm really excited for him. I think he's doing it the right way. He's taking all the right, uh, you know, precautions. And I mean, for a guy who, and you're going to hear about this in the interview, for a guy who doesn't exactly love water and isn't uh, the strongest swimmer, he's uh, he's going about this the right way. You know, he's 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 doing it the right way. I think this is a good thing. But he got himself one hell of a first boat. And, yeah, he did. Yeah, he really did. It's really really good. He's uh, he's in a, a, a bon. A, a bonafide? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a, a bonafide RVR. Nice mm. little setup. Real, real nice little setup. And I've heard the term thrown around party barge with that boat. And something tells <laughs> me that that's what Dave's bringing to that boat. Dave, he's bringing the fucking party. Um, Dave always does. That SoCal party. You know, it's good shit. Um, we have a lot of shit going on here, guys. Let's just real quickly kind of go through a little bit of the housekeeping and stuff. Heads up for our listeners. Um, and our jig heads. Let's say hi to our jig heads. We've got Pat Martin in here. Uh, he said, uh, good evening, fellas. Uh, how you doing, Pat? Good to have you, buddy. we got a couple other jig heads in there. The count looks like that. I'm sure they're going to jump into the comments. We'll uh, we'll give some shout outs there. Um, this week's show is going to be a doozy. I mean, it's going to be this. This might end up breaking the record for the longest episode of Jigs and Bigs. And we wanted to do that this week on purpose. We wanted to make it happen so that you would have enough fresh quality content to enjoy on uh, on on your Thanksgiving holiday, you know? You're going to have Friday off, you're going to have all day Thursday off, you're probably doing some traveling or something on on Wednesday. We want to give you guys enough quality fishing entertainment content to enjoy to get you all the way through you know, um, the, the the terribly made pies and Uncle Frank's unwanted advances, all that stuff. You got nothing to worry about. Look, I knew we were going to get more jig heads in here. Cheryl Bentley is with us. Cheryl, how are you? I, I do want to mention, uh, while I, now I know Cheryl's in here, everybody from Cheryl's group has reached out and thanked us for talking about that situation last week's FTG. Um, you guys probably saw the dude on the on the cover of the uh, podcast for that week's episode. So um, thank you so much for sharing uh, your story with us. That dude is an absolute douche. If you don't know what we're talking about, check out last week's episode. All that information is in there in, in FTG. And uh, wow, it's, it's amazing. It was a well-deserved FTG for sure. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, we'll talk what our weeks have been like, uh, this week. I know for a couple of us, there's been minimal fishing. Some of us, it's just been mainly, you know, this kind of stuff behind the scenes, but, uh, we'll go ahead. I'm going to allow Zach. Why don't you go first? Tell us how was your week this week? Did you get out and fish at all? 
Uh, no, I did not get out and fish. Um, I worked. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes I'm sense. A, I'm union millwright, and and everything's broken, which means I'm I'm busy as hell. But yeah. um, it's not just it's not just that. Lots of stuff going on with Dark Horse Tackle um, has kept me very very busy. We got a lot going on behind the scenes. Um, I would like to point out that mm-hmm. we now have a shop now button on our social medias. Yeah. And, I noticed uh, that. I would also like to point out that that would not have happened without who the fuck is Joe Brown? Who the fuck is Joe Brown? Yeah. Coming, coming in, coming in clutch, coming That's in clutch. Awesome. That's awesome. Coming in clutch. Him, him and him and his wife Meg really, really lent a hand. And that was fantastic. That's uh, huge. Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Badass. Badass. That's awesome. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's amazing that, uh, that, relationship with the ability to shop or book services on your social media is huge because there's a lot of people, this sounds insane, but there's a lot of people that just can't be bothered to open the browser. You know what I mean? It's not insane. If you can say, let me, if you can just streamline it. Yeah. How often have you been watching a crappy movie on your TV and you would like nothing more than to change the channel, but that remote is just, Three and a half inches too far from your fingertips. So you just watch the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same premise. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. It's true. People just punish themselves, you know, uh, until the very end, I suppose. My goodness. But no, that's good. So congratulations. That's huge. Is there any of that Dark Horse stuff that you want to kind of tease a little bit? There's an opportunity if, uh, if, if you can. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we've been working hard and um, a lot of the stuff that we've been doing is coming to fruition. And we've got we've got baits coming in the December box that are we have never had this high of caliber. And it's it's not to it's not to put shade on anything else we've had. Um, we've had beautiful soft mm-hmm. plastics. But this is like a different kind of soft plastic. Oh, right. um, and I, I don't want to ruin the surprise for anybody. Yeah. But like this, we're talking like soft plastic with paint on it. Like this is oh. this is some nuts shit coming coming, and and it's it's also a um, a technique that I I can almost guarantee a lot of people are not familiar with. So there's going to be some terminal tackle in really? there, and there's going to be this new soft plastic in there, and and. Whew, Dude, it's I gotta be good stuff. I, I want. I want to tell you, man. I'm glad you mentioned Terminal Tackle because I opened up the my box arrived when when uh, when Dave and I, you know, Dave the Wolf of Walmart. When when Dave and I every time. were every time it's happening. When we were talking, you know, because he's on the the West Coast, he hadn't received his box yet. So we actually went through in this segment. You'll hear we go through all the baits, um, the Madmouth, uh, the Madmouth Nedheads that are in there, the Screwlock ones. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome, dude! Like, Madmouth is. Josh and I were just we're going through. We're trying to build the January box, and yep. and we have like, all right, well, who do we know that makes this? And then we think of everybody, and we look for like like the best, and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, it's Madmouth. We just had Madmouth in the box, <laughs> but I, he's see, really good. It's funny though with Terminal. Like I feel like you just got to go with it, live your best life, and I love that you guys included like the Somatis. That 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 floating tail worm in there for the Ned bait with that Ned head, but you know, do you know what I, I use that head that Ned head for? Mm. Two point eight inch Kitech. 
Hey, that's beautiful, man. It's it's the sexiest thing. Oh my God. I absolutely that's love That's beautiful. It. Yeah. We just uh, had a conversation. I had, we had a little pro staff meeting last night. Mm -hmm. Um, little zoom, little professional zoom meeting. Oh. It was very productive. It was very, yeah. We're, Hey, we're, this is, this is the new face of dark horse tackle. We're, we're coming. I love but, that. But, um, we, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I had to, that one was for Sean all day. I was waiting on that. I was, you didn't disappoint beefy, <laughs> but, uh, no. And we were talking about, um, so in the past, like with the old regime of dark horse tackle, there was this almost prejudice against using other baits. Yep. And, um, we have, that was one of the first things I did away with when I came in and, and, and Josh feels the same way. And so like Josh and I did that together. We mm -hmm. got rid of that prejudice because listen, like I want, we, we want you to use the stuff you have with yeah. the, the, the stuff you're getting with the stuff you have, like make it work. That's the magic. Like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because th there's no reason to, there's no reason to like look down on this other stuff. That's, that's not the point of yeah. dark horse tackle. We're not, we're not elitists here. Um, yeah. we, we, we want you to take what we have and experiment, have fun. Oh, for you sure, know? man. For sure. Besides that, this is America, baby. Live how you want to live. I love that. I love that. And <laughs> so, so a week, you know, prepping for some really exciting stuff with Dark Horse Tackle. Obviously, that involves like the expos. You guys have a lot of shit going on this year. Your short, your show season this year is way more in in depth than than the Jigs and Big Show season this year. We have. Columbus, we've got Springfield that we we have to just kind of put the 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 the, the last sort of pieces together, and uh, and then we've got the 200th episode, and we, I'm thinking that we're probably going to be doing something out of town. In what's uh, Springfield? Springfield Sportsman Show. So Ooh. what's interesting about that show is it does it combines the fishing world and and hunting and almost anything that could be adjacent between the two and puts them mm -hmm. all together. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a good show. It's been what last year was the 40th year. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Last year was the 40th year of that show. Uh, and we've been there for two years now. Last year was the first time we, we did a booth and we actually felt like that was like the best fit for like doing all kinds of stuff, you know, just reaching out and like, like engaging with listeners, obviously, you know, creating new listeners. We did a really good giveaway. Uh, and it was just, it was a whole lot of fun. It was just, it was, it was, there was a lot of social element to it, which it was perfect. It was fantastic. And there, there were folks that I knew that I knew I would see there and they're just like, what? you're the guy that hosts the show. Holy shit. I didn't know that. That's amazing. So it's just, it's a lot of fun, man. It's That's in awesome. The, it's in Western Massachusetts, which means that uh, you can, you know, get lodging infinitely cheaper than you can on the eastern end of the state. Uh, save a little bit of money there, and uh, it's just it's it's unbelievable. It's a good and and Doug, uh, that the owner of the organization that puts this on, it's been family owned this whole time. Um, he is just great to work with. Has really really good vision and just kind of wants to see a lot more growth in, uh, in, in the coming year. So it's pretty, it's pretty, it's a pretty good show. It's actually how we met a Bay was. Oh, wow. The, yeah. That's how we met a Bay. They were yep. the yep. booth right behind us. Yeah. So like, you know, we, you know, talk to some folks, you know, get some mailing list signups and everything, take some pictures, give out some stickers, go buy a couple of glide baits and jerk baits, come back. You know I mean? It was just, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. Speaking of a Bay, speaking of a Bay, if anybody wants, you guys want a little teaser, here's a little teaser coming in March. There's going to be a jigs and bigs takeover box. Oh yeah, and and 
and I'm so excited. Abe is going to be Peyton. I'm, 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 I'm losing my mind. So I'm really excited. I've been watching what he's doing. I've been watching oh, yeah. his paint. He's got a very unique, almost, almost very old school way of painting baits, and yeah. they look amazing. Like there's colors that you just haven't seen for a long freaking time, and they're mm-hmm. great colors. Yeah, I love his stuff, man. We're 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 flippant over working with him. So I actually got to see Chris and Christina, the Mellow Ships, this week. They were they travel throughout New England uh, a handful of times throughout the year, and I went to my it was my Tuesday trivia night, and they were there, and they're like, where I I walked up to the bar and I was like, holy shit! I was like, that guy's wearing a Jigs and Bigs hoodie, that's cool, and I was like, it's Chris. Oh my god! I was like, what are you guys doing out here? And so we're talking, and they stuck around. They played, and this is this is kind of wild. They're like, hey, Bobby, are you a wine drinker? And I'm like, I drink all, all, everything. You know, I, I really, I'm a wine drinker. I'm a whiskey guy. I'm a, I'm a beer drinker. I'm like, all depends on, on my mood, you know? And there, there have been a handful of nights, especially when we first bought the house, where I would spend my summer, uh, you know, hanging out in the backyard, just having a little fire. And maybe I may have finished a, 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 one of those, the, the smaller jug of Carlo Rossi, the Paisano. Cause I'm not, I'm not bougie like that when it comes to wine. If it's, if it's red, I like it. And, uh, yeah, I may have woken up at 630 in the morning, you know, covered in dew from being just sleeping in my chair the whole night. That might have happened a number of times. But that was back when I had, like, you know, a a real job and, you know, wasn't a business owner and all that shit. So I was it was kind of therapeutic. Um, Let's talk about uh, Joe. How was how was your week? Did you do any fishing? I didn't do any fishing. Um, I had a busy week, though, with work and whatnot. I also I had a birthday this past past week. Congrats! Big yeah, big three nine. Um, <clears throat> but I made a big purchase. I made a big purchase. Oh this past yeah, you week. did. You did. Made a big purchase. So I'd been in the market for a new truck. Um, originally I was going to go with a Ford. I, I had ordered another Ford. Uh, that Ford came in. I did not do it, and I ended up getting a new Ram twenty five hundred Cummins diesel. Uh, with the a very obnoxious, not needed, unconventional uh, Black Widow package, they yep. call it. So Ooh. it's got, <laughs> so it's got a five inch lift, thirty seven inch tires, a um, bunch of other doodads, doohickeys. But I couldn't. Uh, I'd actually um, the person I had bought the vehicle from um, actually used to come to the shop. Um, I'd known him very well from coming to the shop with his kids. Virtuous cycle, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he, um, I was like, I was looking at one, a different one. I was like, ah, man, I don't know if the price is there and blah, 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 blah. And he ended up texting me a little while later. He's like, dude, I'm going to hook you up on this one. It's a leftover. And I couldn't pass up the price. And, uh, so I picked that up the other day. Um, God, man, that thing is fucking sweet. It's so it's pretty. It's, it's pretty. Yeah, I've I've never had a. I've always. It's literally my dream truck. I've always wanted a Ram Cummins. Um, I'm really happy with it so far. Um, are you gonna have, take that? Are you gonna take the Cummins to Cumbies? I already have. Oh. <laughs> I already have. <laughs> I went and got milk today in it at Cumbies. <laughs> you got That's- you got milk at Cumbies. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's yep. not unusual. It is a Cumbies, but and a know, little meth. Funny. I got a little meth too. <laughs> How is Nadia? Yeah, is she oh, working. I, so I didn't go to that one. All right. Very, all right. Rare, very rarely go to. Do I go to that one? This one's in uh, Spencer. It's a little cleaner. Oh little yeah, cleaner. you went to the nice one. Yeah, yeah. The one you go to. That one's like. That one's in like. I like to ride in the gutter, man. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah, what Bobby Rose yeah. Beef do. Yay! So, <laughs> you so don't want to get milked in a dirty cumbies. <laughs> no, no, you sure don't. It's true. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of like a little birthday gift to myself. I wish, you know, I I, I ran up by the wife. I, I sometimes I really wish she'd say no to me, um, but she has a tough time doing that. So now I have a really stupid payment and. Uh, <sighs> Because I, I usually I, I I've been leasing my vehicles for fucking like the last twelve years. Yeah, I bought the I obviously I bought this one, um, and I still have my F one fifty two because I'm I you know I paid that lease off and I so I'm still gonna run out the miles on that thing. So my fucking driveway is a goddamn mess right now. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Between my the one fifty, my wife's car, the boat's still here, and then that thing. It's like musical cars to do anything. So. So what kind of a drop do you need on the Dodge to haul the boat? Have eight you played inch. with that? An eight inch? So I did a quick measurement today. It looks like I'm going to need an eight inch. Um, <laughs> so it, it's so funny. I was at my buddy, Dan Griffin, who I was at his house. He has a 2,500. He's like, got an eight inch. I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I think a five inch should be good. He goes, yep. no, no. He goes, I use a five inch. You're going to need an eight inch. I'm like, Dude, oh shit. I use a seven no shit because my 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 kayak trailer is so low yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah it's so low so it's like yeah i gotta use a seven those yeah, are fun so, you're gonna get hung up on shit <laughs> maybe, yeah maybe not so with I'm yours gonna, maybe not with i'm yours. probably i'm gonna i'm probably gonna buy one of those like adjustable ones that's a good um, idea yeah there's i mean they're a lot more expensive but it'll be worth it because I, I got about I got a fucking side by side and shit that i gotta buy a trailer for so i uh i mean could you put 37s on the boat trailer Oh, that would be gnarly, but no. That'd be sick, right? <laughs> You're That'd overlanding with that thing. You're like, yeah, we're going to Moab. Skeeters bouncing by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't yep. know there was any water in Utah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, we're going to Lake Tahoe, but I'm making my own boat ramp right off the fucking cliff. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that was kind of my week in a nutshell. Um, oh. Again, nothing. unfortunately, nothing really fishing-related. Uh, we had talked about it, I think, last week, the week before. I... I keep saying I'm gonna bring my kid down to uh, the Swift River. We're gonna fuck around in there, yep. kind of walk, walk it. He's been asking me, so let me know when you go. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. It'll probably be this week because it, you know it's a short week for everyone. So uh, I'll probably bring him down there, try to get onto a to a nice trout, and uh, hell yeah, yeah. That was my week. Very expensive week. Good birthday. Big three nine, almost forty. And uh, fuck, I know. Hey Joe. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. Thanks, my man. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, appreciate that. It, and the truck matches the mustache. It does, yeah, right? 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 Yeah, I know. <laughs> now, no. So, it, oh fuck. What did? Oh, Meg says I need to buy pit vipers now. Oh no, fuck no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. No, 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 no. <laughs> she's no, no, like, no. she's like, oh my god, that fucking stash. You need pit vipers. I was like, I'll never do it. She's into it. I'm telling you, Meg is into it. She loves it. Cheryl, <laughs> yeah, Cheryl says yeah. happy birthday. Yep. She's like, oh yep. wow, this okay. I think I can get down with this. Yeah. You know, Holly but, used to give me shit about the beard, and now I I think she kind of yeah. likes it. You know. But what what Come I here. will say is Come Meg here, fucking Santa hot. Claus. <laughs> 
Meg hopped in that fucking new truck and drove it like a champ today. She's like, she's like, she's like, I'll drive this. I mean, she, Meg was like, she's like the jack of all trades. She's done like everything in the past. So she used to, she was a EMT, used to drive an ambulance. She's like, ah, I used to drive an ambulance. We'll do that. So she killed it. That's, that's awesome, dude. I got time for a little time for just a quick little interruption. I got a story that Joe just reminded me of. Uh, So last year, I was I was I was I was at Lake Arthur and I was coming in from being on the water for like six seven hours and I, yep. I come up and there's this there's this there's this lady there's this uh, chick and, and and she was like on a blanket laid out on the dock reading a book okay and I roll up and and she's like a nine and a half okay so like you know I pop you're, the chest out a little put, bit putting you know? on the game yeah. 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 Take a little bit longer strides with the paddle. You know, I'm, I'm coming in and, 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 and then she asked me if I want help putting my canoe on my truck. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And then, so I just said, you know what? Yeah, sure. She helps me put it up. And then she knew how to use a ratchet strap. I was in love. Wow. I was in love. Never, never saw her again, but I was in love. Yeah. There is something fantastic about, about yes. Fantastic. That just reminded me that I just wanted to share. <laughs> this, begs, this begs the question. So, yes. Beautiful woman out sunbathing, knows her way around a ratchet strap and a kayak. Why nine and a half, not 10? Because I don't think there's a 10. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. I like that. I, I, that's a good way. Yeah. It's like, that's a unicorn. Unicorn. I've never seen one. Yeah. They're not really there. Closest you're going to get is a narwhal, you know? No, if they're a 10, it's a lot. And you're going to end up being disappointed one way or the other. <laughs> if it's a 10, it's Uncle Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fucking terrible. <laughs> Sean, how was, how was your week? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I did nothing fishing related. Hey, it sucked. Uh, I had actually planned on getting out to the Cape um, mm-hmm. this past Saturday that did not happen uh, for two reasons. Number one, the weather went to shit. Uh, yeah. Yet another, uh, yet another weekend rainstorm, in Massachusetts, which this year has just been marked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other issue was, uh, as we all know, since the pandemic, any of us who have children or whatever, anybody you're scheduling, um, who's doing a lot of scheduling of medical appointments. We're in a different age now. You take what you can get, and I actually got a call yeah. from my dentist about Saturday saying, "Hey, uh, oh yeah, that's we had right. an opening. We had an opening. You want to come in for your tooth clean or your teeth cleaning?" I said, "Yeah, it's going to rain anyways. Fuck it." So I yep. went and got my my teeth cleaned and did not go fishing. Um, I'm hoping to rectify that for this weekend, but I just looked at the weather again on Cape Cod, and again it will be raining on the weekend only. So fuck uh. my luck. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get out Friday. I could try, I guess. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'm in limbo. I'm, I may have entered the winter well earlier than I suspected. You wanted to. Yeah, that blows, dude. It really yep. And you're right. I mean, that, that's been the case a lot of this year, but at least in the summer with the rain, you're just like, no, bring it, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, it, yeah. It's like, it's miserable to be out there this time of year. I, I was out on Saturday. We'll go through my week. So my week was actually pretty freaking interesting um monday i did no real work other than did i edit the show i forget what the hell i even did on monday 
Um, Tuesday, though, I so uh, actually so Monday night I was uh, hosting trivia and I get a text from uh, from the one and only topless Timmy Jakes. So <laughs> Tim mentions to me, he's like, dude, uh, he had, he had actually the previous Friday had said that he was going to be taking a day out. Uh, out of this week to go and get on the water. He wasn't sure exactly which one, but he wanted to know if I was interested in tagging along. I'm like, hell yes. So he was going uh, to fish the Connecticut River. I was like, absolutely, let's go ahead and do it. So uh, Monday, I get the text. He's like, yep, Tuesday's the day. I'm going Tuesday. I was like, all right, cool. Sounds good. So we made a plan, met him at the ramp, brought all my gear out with me, ready to go. And uh, we ended up fishing um, a lot of uh, areas with like a lot of rock bottom and uh, drag dragging uh, wobblehead jigs with like three to four inch Kytex on, on the back of them. And man, we, we were just between the two of us, I think in total we caught like 15 smallies, and they were all decent quality. It wasn't bad at all. Um, there was this one little area where he had marked a waypoint before, and there was there was some some structure on the bottom that he referred to as "quote unquote" the pile of shit pattern. So we, uh, he, <laughs> I was dragging one of these jigs, and then uh, he just started lighting them up on a blade bait. And he's like, yeah, he's like, try one of these suckers. So I'm like, all right, you know, I've, I've never thrown actually the blade baits that I have, uh, in my box are much smaller than, uh, the one that was in actually the dark horse box. And that was about similar size as what I was throwing when I was with Tim. So I'm, I'm throwing this out there and I'm, you know, you get blade baits, you're, you're going to get hung up. It's just a reality. It's, it's, it's part of it, you know? Um, so there was a lot of like trying to reposition to get the baits back and everything, but, uh, didn't hook up on anything on, on the blade bait, but I, I feel like I, I, I put some time in with the technique, which is pretty good. And, uh, we, we just had a, had a blast with it. <laughs> Wrap that day up. Um, actually Tim had brought me back to the ramp. This is wild. So when we launched, they still had the dock at the Oxbow ramp. Like they still had the dock in right there. So load in was nice and easy and everything. We got back and they pulled that bitch out. It was gone. I'm like, no shit. I figured, I figured they do it like end of the day or something like that, you know. But uh, he's like, well, he's like, I got a keel guard. Oh well. <laughs> so I go and jump out of the boat, grab all my shit, head out. He went back out there, and uh, I, I forget who he who was. There was another guy that he had uh, he had he had seen before, uh, and and I think had actually uh, competed against in some tournaments. And he's like, yeah, he's like. He's like, if, if there's at least one other boat out here, like in the area where I'm fishing, he's like, it'll be all right. So he goes out there and I think he caught his last two or three uh, in the last couple hours that he was out there. So it was pretty good. We had a good Tuesday. It was pretty awesome. And I went to work that night. Anytime I catch fish, when I go and host that game of trivia, I, I don't know what it is, but there's a little spring in my step. Like it's just, there's something about it. I just feel a little extra, you know, like... There's a little bit more pizzazz in the Bobby Roast Beef that when you're getting that game show event from me. And I, I walk into the bar, and like I said, I, I rolled up on Chris and Christina Mellowship, like sitting at the bar, hanging out, which they had great things to say about East Village Tavern, which is awesome. They had an awesome game. In fact, Christina, and I don't remember what the recipe is, Christina drank the Drinko drink. And it was one that... It was one of these situations where nobody wanted it, and it finally got up the scoreboard enough where they were like, yep, I'll take it. She's like, I'm going to do it. No sweat. Um, I believe my choice was one of the one of the uh, options was Bobby's choice, and I chose Pims. Have you guys ever had Pims? Pims is like um, Campari or uh, hmm. 
It's it's very bitter, very very mm-hmm. very bitter, and I'm like, yeah yeah, we'll go ahead, we'll throw that in there. And I think there was like, I think mayonnaise was in there, and maybe beer, uh, or no 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 no, might have been some salad dressing. So it was like oil and vinegar <laughs> with mayo and pims. It was it was awful. Um, oh no no no, Abe's in here. It was mayo, pickle juice, and pims. <laughs> Wow. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> That's gross. Wow. Um, so Christina put that down like a champ. She was awesome. Left that night. And uh, now remember, uh, they, they had asked me if I was a wine drinker. Well, they had they said, oh, you know, uh, they're, they're like, uh, yeah, are you a wine drinker at all? I was like, oh, yeah, I drink some wine every now and again. I got out to my car and there was this bag, this amazing bag with pink flamingos all over it. They said they left a, a present for me behind my truck. And there's a bag uh, full of wine. There's like a case of wine stuffed into this bag. It was ridiculous. Um, And my wife and I tapped into two of those bottles on Saturday. We went to a little cocktail party, pre-holiday cocktails with some friends. And uh, in Southampton, we had a great time. Uh, And uh, we tapped into two of these bottles. Pretty damn good. Some of this stuff is vintage, too, like 2012. Uh, so I'm like, ah, this is all right. We had a real nice dry red. And then one that was a little bit more balanced, a little bit rode the sweet dry sort of line. And, uh, my wife wasn't a fan. I polished that one off myself. So there was a lot of wine to be had. It was pretty good. Uh, (laughs) Chris says I didn't kiss her after that. I don't blame you, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think uncle Frank would. You know, tell you the truth. <laughs> Uncle Frank would kiss anybody. That's true. Uncle Frank wants to kiss a rabbit blossom. Um, if the price is right. That's <laughs> true. That man can be bought. So I, I go on uh, Wednesday. I had, uh, I think Wednesday. No, I think it was Thursday. I recorded the, the uh, show with uh, Dave. Um, uh, the interview with Dave that you're going to hear. The Wolf of Walmart. <laughs> You'll be hearing that. And it's a doozy. It's so good, man. I feel like... Dave and I have forged a friendship that is just fantastic, and I'm I'm stoked to meet him in person at the Columbus Expo. I'm stoked to meet the entire pro staff that's going to be there. At uh, hey, dude, Dave's up? the reason why I'm sitting here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's yeah, he's what they call the kids call a mover and a shaker. He really yeah. is. He really is. Um, and then I did uh, a small, a very very short bank send on Thursday. And I thought this was kind of funny. So I went back to, this is a spot that's really close to me and it's, it's easy to access. There's, um, some bank access. There's actually a lot of bank access all around this area. If you want to put the time in and walk it, there's quite a bit of bank access. So I'm like, I'm going to go and throw like, you know, a, a Ned and a little finesse swim bait, you know, see if we can bite, get, you know, maybe we can get some active trout or something like that to, to, you know, snap on or to, to munch on some of these baits. We'll see what we get. So I'm, I'm going around there and I'm actually fishing over by these docks. And I just thought it was funny because there was a dude throwing a big glide and then me throwing these finesse baits and neither one of us could get a goddamn bite. Nothing. Um, I then had to leave to go pick up my youngest, picked her up. And then Thursday night, I started a brand new uh, account uh, for trivia. I had in uh, in Northampton, there's been a little bit of a shakeup. A few weeks ago, we reached a decision that it was just not realistic for me to be able to stay at the current venue that I was at with 
the delay in their remodeling and everything else and their calendar for private events for the banquet area. So we just decided that we had to go our own way a little bit, you know, and kind of make that what it was. I had uh, started uh, at uh, a, a Northampton staple restaurant, and it's actually two different venues. Uh, the, the 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 classic, the staple, is Fitzwillie's, but Fitzwillie's also owns a small, like sports bar type area called the Toasted Owl. Toasted Owl is nestled right on Main Street, Northampton, right by the train bridge. It's kind of like an iconic building. It's it's just amazing. I the only reason I would bring up this trivia here is I was blown away. I arrived at six o'clock just to do an uh, an early setup to make sure everything was working right and all that stuff. There were already teams in there, like an hour before sign in, and uh, you know the management over there has been absolutely amazing. But they were thinking that it was going to take a little bit of time to build things up. No bullshit. There was no no empty seats anywhere in Toasted All. It was absolutely amazing. A lot of these players were folks that came out from the previous location. They were excited to be back. Everybody loved it. Um, they're going to add some more staff for the Thursday following Thanksgiving. Uh, and th- we're doing a bunch of promos with some great beer companies, Fiddlehead, Sloop, Sam Adams, Wormtown. Uh, who else are we doing for beer companies? Oh, I think uh, Jack's Abbey is actually the first one. So we've got some really good promo nights that are going to be happening there, some extra prizes that's going to involve, very, very, and a lot of swag. So this is going to be really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And that night was amazing. I left that night. I was just like, this is fantastic. Came home, had dinner, slept like an absolute champ. Friday, I woke up and took that day to do two things. The only thing I needed to do that day, aside from trivia that evening, was interview Christian from Veterans Inc. And Sean was with me for that one. We we talked, and you're going to hear that in uh, the, the other end of this segment here. When we wrap up, we're going to be throwing to that. And it's great, man. I'm so like I feel I, after this interview, I genuinely feel like like proud to be doing something that's supporting such an, a dynamic and like proactive organization. Uh, it's amazing. They have an event coming up. Um, actually, the day that this drops, it's uh, there. It's the what, what, what is it, Sean? The harvest. What's it called? You're muted. It's the uh, the holiday harvest event, so they'll they'll be um, they'll be doing a lot of uh, I mean basically food for veterans and their families in need. And just Um, just to throw a little perspective on it, it's like six hundred families that they're feeling feeding. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. So I bring this up because, and you'll hear this in the in in the interview. Christian mentions he's like after this event, he's like, we're going like. We're a turn it up to 11 and we're going to be promoting the 200th episode. So I'm telling you guys, these tickets are going to sell out. I'm telling you, they're going to sell out. If you're waiting to like get your tickets in maybe December, it might be too late. That's all I'm saying. You guys may want to get your tickets now because, you know, Jigs and Bigs listeners, uh, we, you know, we, we want to try to fill this place with as many Jigs and Bigs listeners as we can. It's great that folks want to come and support uh, Veterans Inc., but they might not be Jigs and Bigs fans. 
Yes. <laughs> you know, they might be in for a little bit of a rude awakening. So we would like to really stack the room with as many <clears throat> Jigs and Bigs listeners and supporters as we can. So at least like there will be when we crack a joke that you guys should get, we want you to laugh and, and be boisterous and everything. In fact, I'm going to have a, a mic in that room just to record a little bit of the room noise so that I can have it and, and, and inject it as a, a little bit of a, like a setting or, or just to give a little atmosphere to it. So it, I, I'm expecting this podcast to be amazing that that following week. It'll be the 16th, I think. Yeah, something like the 16th yep. when that drops. And it'll be awesome. Um, so that was my Friday. I then had gone out and uh, done trivia that night. And uh, it was it was wild, man. It is so hard to find a place to park at Casa de Lisa on a Friday night. <laughs> and it makes me feel great. You know what I mean? Because like... That restaurant is humming. Like people are in there. I, I walked in and there was a um, there was a, a birthday party going on that uh, had the one and only uh, Ray Gilmet, a Ray of Elvis, as the entertainment. <laughs> so I walked in and I want to I want to show I want to share a little story about Ray because this is amazing. You're gonna talk about inspiring. So Ray, a uh, number of years ago, probably about 20 years ago, had uh, actually even a little bit longer than that, now that I think about it, maybe 25 years ago, he was in a, a motorcycle accident. And uh, unfortunately, he he lost one of his legs. And he's still performing. He doesn't miss a beat. Like, he is, he's just killing it. Like, his show is great. If you're an Elvis fan, you're going to love Array of Elvis. So a friend of mine, good friend of mine, my buddy Desi, was getting married. He and his wife had flown to Vegas and they did that whole thing. And then they just wanted to have a little reception when they got home with their friends. So at Smith Billiards in Springfield, everybody shows up and, you know, uh, Desi's wife, Carrie, is a huge Elvis fan. So Ray was performing that night. Now I'm doing my thing and having a good time. And I was with my, uh, my, at the time, my girlfriend and, uh, you know, we're, we're having a good time, but we had plans the next morning to go to a local mountain and do a hike. So, you know, we leave the wedding, everything's cool, get home, wake up that next morning, we go to the mountain to go do our hike, and we're on our way up the mountain. And I'm like, I was not as fat as I am now, uh, but I was not, uh, I was not svelte, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and it was, it was a lot, man. This was, I'm, and I was like, I'm thinking we might have bit off a little bit more than we, uh, we intended to, you know, a little bit more than we can chew. And no bullshit, no bullshit. Who comes along the trail walking right by me or going right by me? A ray of Elvis, Ray Gilmet, <laughs> with his one leg, and he's just making his way up the trail. And I'm like, well, dude, if he can do this, I gotta keep going. He's he gave me at that moment the inspiration. We made it all the way up to the summit house. It was amazing. So it was worthwhile. So thank you, Ray. I appreciate you. Um and then that brings us to Saturday. Now, Saturday, my my, my wife had, uh, she teaches a course for CNAs, and they're in their, um, what do you call it? I forget the word that you call it. Um, they're, they're basic, oh, clinical. So they're going to a facility and shadowing the staff there to, like, learn all this stuff and, like, get, like, actual, like, real-world experience. So she's got to go for, like, 7 a.m. And I tell her, I go, look, I'll tell you what. I'll drive you there, and then I'm going to go, and I'm going to just fish for a little while, and we'll figure it out. Guys, this gets ridiculous. I saw one of the wildest things I've come across bank fishing before. So I go to this one spot. It's Congamond, right? 
there's a, a fishing pier out there near one of the launches. I'm like, I'm just going to utilize this. And I wanted to test out a bunch of the baits from the Dark Horse box. And uh, I'm like, you know, so we'll go throw a couple of these things. I'm not getting a bite on anything. Nothing whatsoever. It's fine. It's okay. I go and I start making my way um, along the other side of the pier or along the other side of the, the, the fishing platform and uh, still get nothing. And I, I notice I see a bobber, little red and white bobber floating off in the distance. And I had actually tied on the, uh, the knee knocker spinnerbait because wind is blowing like crazy, man. And I love to throw a spinnerbait when it's windy. So I chuck this bait all the way out there and I'm, I'm dragging it back and I'm, I'm, you know, moving it back toward me. And then I notice this bobber starts moving and starts chasing the spinnerbait. And there was a fish that was hooked. And obviously, like, you know, whoever had hooked him had probably just broken off or this shit can happen. I was twofold. I wanted to catch this fish to get that other hook out of its mouth, you know, play the good guy here. But also I was curious what it was. It was just like this slow, like lumbering kind of motion that it was making. It wasn't doing any kind of real darting or anything. It was just kind of crazy. So I couldn't get a bite over there at all. I leave and I go to this other spot in Connecticut. And uh, I've had some really, really good success there in the summer. I figured I'd just try it and see what's happening. Not a tap. Nothing. I leave. I go pick up my wife. We do some errands. Come home. Saturday's great. We ended up going to that cocktail party. It was such a great night. So that brings us to today. Saturday night while I was at that cocktail party, I was talking with a bunch of old friends, and they're all asking me about how fishing goes, if things are winding down. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much done with the kayak for this year. I said, uh, I'm still going out and hitting the bank, and I'm looking to do some camping trips and get out there and fish as much as I can. Well, I decide there, I was like, you know what? I got nothing going on on Sunday. I'm going to I'm gonna take a ride out to Wachusett Reservoir. And I had been wanting to map some stuff. And, and I actually had done this previously in Fishbrain. And we'll talk about Fishbrain in a minute. But I uh, had, had been looking on the map, and there were some spots that looked interesting to me that I had marked previously, these waypoints. And I went back to go and look at them, and they were all missing. Like all my... What do you call it? All my waypoints that I had put in there were all missing. So I go to my account. Now, I had just bought a new phone last week, and I don't know what's going on, man, but none of my data is on my account. So I need to reach out to them and say, what's going on? Because I keep getting an error that pops up. I don't know if there's like an update that I missed or something or whatever, but it's everything else like on my account looks right. It's just there's no data. Like there's nothing in there. And I keep all my stuff on my account private. Like, so, you know, I'm not like where I fish, like the specific catches and stuff like that. Those spots are private. Um, but yeah, all that shit's missing. My entire log of everything is just in limbo. So I don't know. I tried setting new waypoints. And this makes me think that this is an app thing that that is going to get fixed. I tried like using the app just to leave a waypoint and then get the directions to get to that waypoint. It won't allow a new waypoint. I can't save it. So there's something going on there. Uh, hopefully it gets worked out because I'd hate to lose all that data. Um, but I do think I'm going to start doing something localized and maybe even just do a hard reset. We'll see. Um, so anyway, I go and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to go and I'm going to mark these spots in Google Maps and I'll just mark what I want and then take a ride and go. I marked five different spots. Gentlemen, let me tell you, I fish the shit out of these spots. 
I fished the shit out of these spots. Um, all of them had some uh, a good amount of rocks. There was one that had had very sparse rocks, uh, but most of them had a pretty good rocky bottom, um, and had access to like deep water. Uh, I was just casting like I can't believe I didn't throw my shoulder out. I was trying to just get out into the deepest water I could and retrieve again. Blade baits. I was throwing that wobble football head jig, just dragging it on the rocks. Uh, I was throwing a jig. I threw Ned rigs, different with different plastics, a variety of stuff, finesse stuff, finesse swim baits, uh, jerk baits, nothing. And yeah, all five of these spots absolutely got nothing. The worst part, the worst part, when I left, one of the places I like to hit up. To either drown my sorrows when I get the skunk or to celebrate an amazing catch because that body of water will give you both. One place I like to hit is this local eatery that's called Nola Cajun Kitchen. They have some of the best boudin balls I've ever had in my life. Their uh, po' boys are ridiculous. And uh, they have this alligator sausage that is will just blow your mind. I'm like, I'm going to go and console myself with some good uh, Cajun food. I pull into that parking lot. I'm like, huh, it's kind of interesting. There's no cars there. Big sign up. Closed Sundays. Ooh. Fuck my life. I almost cried. Dude, did you just go get like a pint of ice cream and go home? No, I've been <laughs> fasting. I've been I've been fasting. I'm just going to punish myself that way. You guys are going to look sounds at like me. you already got punished. I, I did. I got punished <laughs> bad. <laughs> I got punished bad. It was it was ridiculous. So, yeah, that was the real tragedy. Nola Cajun Kitchen. And there's a couple of listeners who have joined me there. I've been there with with uh, a, a handful of listeners, actually. And they all say the same thing when I go there with somebody else. They're like, dude, I thought that was our spot, man. <laughs> and I'm like, that's bad for the restaurant business, man. I'm like, you got to bring other people there, too. Um, I'm showing I'm showing my age here, but. That's the same way I felt when I realized that Ed McMahon was sending these letters to everybody. Oh yeah, he, he was. He was <laughs> everybody might be a winner. Yeah, yeah. You are correct, sir. <laughs> I love it. I freaking love it, man. So yeah, that was my week. I mean, I did manage to catch some fish, which is hey, I'm gonna take it. That's a dub. Put together a reel for it and all of that. So that's a good feeling. I'm psyched about that. But, uh, you know, I mean, this is the time of year where it's like I'm, I'm going out and I will hit the bank. I, I will I will be out for eight, nine hours and I'll go from spot to spot and change things up. And it's just it it's just crazy. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, that's where that's that's my life now. Until we get hard water, I'm going to be beating the bank. And uh, and and trying to find good eateries that are open on a Sunday when I have to go out there. Damn. Although I did say see a spot on the map that caught my interest as well. That not a fishing spot, a place to fill my fat fucking face. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that's hey, important. Bobby, remember, remember that time I brought you and Bill to that fucking swamp, thinking it was going to be awesome. And I remember in the that. woods, and yep. there was about one inch of water. It was nice. insane. Nice. One inch of water and like three feet of muck. It was yeah. great. It was great. Back back before uh, back before Google Maps and all of this amazing technology that we have now. Me and yep. my uh, best buddy Harvey, way back. I'm, I'm, this is like 2001. Um, 
we we actually would get gez we got a got a gazetteer. Okay. I, I don't even know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but it's a book of maps, and each state would have its own gazetteer. Yep. And and and, it, and it's a detailed map with with all the road numbers and everything else like that. And we would use that, and we would say, "Ooh, water," and and we drive all over the place, find this body of water. And mm-hmm. Joe, I can't tell you how many times that's exactly what happened. You get there and there's like zero access. We'd like walk. We're like sinking into like marshes and stuff, trying to get our ways. There's like snakes. Yeah. No, that's, that's brutal. <laughs> so oh. I, I know what it's like. <laughs> one cool, one cool thing I will say, and I still have it here somewhere. Um, when I was down at Hartwell, we got this like awesome goodie bag yep. from like all the sponsors or whatever. And one one thing they actually gave us was a fucking paper topographical map of uh, Hartwell. That's nice. like something you never see anymore. That's nope. cool. I'm just gonna fucking frame that. Yeah. Was it like you. water? Was it like that waterproof paper? Oh no, no, it was a straight yeah. up shit that when what like they would have in the in the shelves in the gas stations <laughs> yes. back in oh, the yeah. day. Yeah, it's just like you know the the fucking you know quad fold and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, those are that's that's old school. But you know, I mean, maps in any fashion are critical. You know, like mm-hmm. they 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 really are. Like looking for new spots, looking for you know, a topo map is huge. You know, that really really sheds a lot more light and gives you a little bit more insight as to what's going on. I can't tell you how many times, Joe, I've gone to a pond and I'm like, it it's like a foot deep. The fuck, and I'm like, I would not expect that here, and you just, you just don't know. You're like, yeah, that's water, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh goodness. The best part is we still fucking threw in it, like. Oh, we did a hundred percent. Well, you you went there. You, it, what else? Like you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I just walked yep. through this for you know not for nothing. I'm throwing something. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. Hell it's yeah. fun. It's funny because uh, like from the back of my property. Um, so the back of my property have uh. Back in like the 1800s, they uh, it was a, a train. It was a train uh, track, and uh, you know the tracks are out now. Now it's just like a walking trail, and it's right on the edge of my property. And you know, so I bring the kids, the wife, the dog. We all go down there all the time. And then so we're walking down that. We went down into the woods, and we hit the backside of that that same like swampy area. Yep. And I'm, la- I'm laughing. Meg's like, "What are you laughing?" At? I was like, "Well, let me tell you a story real quick." <laughs> That was freaking wild, man. Let's talk. Um, there's a couple things. So I mentioned in the in the intro about a little collab with the Jabberhammer from Bass and Brews podcast. Paul, who, if you don't know, is the voice that says "fuck that guy" in the open uh, for the, the FTG segment. So Paul is no, no stranger to jigs and bigs. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a Jabberhammer in there. Um, this is way before uh, Bass and Brews ever even launched. Before I think it was even a twinkle in their eye, this was this is how it all went down. But um, so I'm planning 2024, and I'm I'm like you know, I know I, I Paul and I have talked a couple of times about going and fishing in his area, and I, I was like, I just got to bite the bullet and figure out like something in that like six to eight hour window where it's far enough away to make it so that I should stay for at least two nights. And and put a dent and do some some legitimate fishing, maybe even three nights. I, this might be a three night trip for me. So I was like, where can I go? I did Moosehead last year with Delirious, which is awesome. I do want to go back to Maine, but I kind of want to avoid spring. Like I'm looking to fulfill that trip where I can fish in an area that's not going to be the same 
weather conditions that I'm dealing with up here in New England. So I'm like, can I do that in that window of driving? Like, is it possible? So I'm looking around, I'm looking around, I'm looking around. I was like, yeah, I'll talk to Paul and see what what happens. And he's, he and I've been talking and initially I was looking at, uh, which was it? Uh, Sharon Harris. Initially, is what I was looking at. The issue with Sharon Harris is there's no camping anywhere around there. And mm. I don't mind, mind fooling around and, you know, figuring out a place to disperse camp for that long. But really, if I'm going to be there for that long, I actually want to be able to set up camp and not stealth camp because that sucks um, for a long period of time. That's just not my cup of tea. So he made a suggestion for a lake that is right nearby. I'm sure some of our listeners are probably going to even know which which one it is. But there are over a thousand campsites available in multiple. Ooh. Yeah, plenty of areas to camp. I've already looked at some of the availability. I'd like to actually book it in the next. I'd like to actually book it uh, before Christmas. That's my goal. And then, uh, you know, set something up. But it sounds like it's going to be pretty crazy. He was telling me that tournaments get started in February for them. That's when the tournament season kicks off. And I said, okay, so that's a good that's a good little boost of encouragement right there to go for it. I'm like, okay, so open water fishing, this will be great. We'll go, we'll do this. Apparently, that uh, the spot that we're looking at, like if we want to catch some crappie, there are there are there in abundance. So that's cool. They could be, you know, eating real well. And I mean, I'm I, it's not going to be a multi-species tournament, but I am a multi-species guy. You know, I want to mix it up. I want to get crazy. So we'll go ahead. We'll have ourselves a good time. What we're trying to do here <laughs> is get the Dark Horse Tackle Boys into it and the Jigs yes, and Digs Boys into it if we can schedule it. But it's going down. It's going to happen. Um, and uh, there's going to be a lot of content being made, both video and for the podcasts. It's going to be nuts. I'm really, really stoked about this. I've been dying to get to new water like that and not just new water as in somewhere I haven't fished before, but new water as in like a new, like almost a new environment, you know, like a new climate, like something completely different. Um, I, the last new, really new place that I ever fished was, uh, the Pocomoke river. My parents moved Mm -hmm. down there and the, the river runs right there through their town. And, um, it's it's amazing to go to a new environment like that like yep. it's 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 just really amazing it's like it's it's completely different it yeah. it reinvigorates not that any of us have lost anything or any excitement about fishing or anything like that but you see that you're like a kid in a candy store like the possibilities are endless yeah. like it, it it's it's amazing and i i, I can't I'm, I'm dying to go I am dying to go down there. I'm really excited. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> I think I, I, I got to tell you, to be totally honest, like I think the travel element to what I'm trying to do with fishing is exactly what I've been looking for. Um, and, you know, I think Dave and I talk about this a little bit in the interview, but not so much like crazy in depth. But um, and I know that th- this is not the most popular, but one of the Googans, John B., Mm. Uh, and and actually, former Google and Alex Perrick, they put out uh, the Never Stop series, uh, Never Stop Tour uh, third edition, and this is where like I this inspired the shit out of me when the first one came out. I was like, yes, that's exactly what I want to be doing: get on the road, travel, and just fish as many different places as I can. You know, and you know, yeah, owning a business makes it a little bit tricky. Like it's nice because my boss is awesome and I can free up the time. <laughs> but it is tricky because there's other stuff like I'm like, you know, I, I for instance, like with both of these, I'm gonna have to take some time off. I'm gonna try to do this so that I can 
I'm going to try to do this trip a little bit differently. I want to leave on a uh, probably a Thursday night again and drive through the night. I want to arrive uh, day of like early that morning, catch a nap in the truck or whatever, get set up to camp when I'm able to camp and then uh, have everything ready to go Friday night, have a little party, do all this other stuff. I want to fish all day Saturday. I want to fish all day Sunday. And then Monday morning, way before checkout, I want to hit the road and drive back so that that way I can be hosting trivia where I need to that night. I kind of did that when I went to Chick and it worked out awesome. I like I just made it to trivia. <laughs> like that, but that was twice the driving. You know, that was a, a 15 hour ride. That was that was way, 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 way more hard to, to like actually swallow. But we'll be able to put this together. I think it's going to be awesome. 100 percent. It's happening. And uh what was it that Paul had mentioned doing some what he said, quote unquote, country shit for us. And I'm I'm really, really excited about this. Now, now I'm I'm both excited and, and worried. He said he was like, oh, I'm going to make you guys. Uh, one of the things he said, it was a, a, a liver. I forget what it was. Not a oh, liver. God. Have, you, have you heard what that man eats? Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I can give him a run for his money. I eat a lot of weird shit too. I have. I'm a very adventurous eater. Bobby, Bobby. So the first uh, hoodlum fest was it? The first hoodlum fest? Oh yeah, the first hoodlum fest. Oh, 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 oh. You're talking boats you and scrotes, huh? Boats and scrotes. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was boats and scrotes. I made uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, and. Uh, <sighs> We had dude. They were actually they were actually pretty good. They were pretty. I good. was shocked. And only a few of us ate them. Uh, there wasn't many of us that ate them. No, 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 were, no. Uh, there were there were. Uh, we had thirty people there. All of everybody except uh, Scuba Steve. Ate oh, them. that's right. Twenty nine right. out of that's thirty right. people had my balls in their mouth. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old school days. Oh, that's that was what, good. Yeah, that's when the uh, we stuck there. Well, I wasn't, but uh, they stuck the old dangalang on the trailer too. Oh, that's right. That was solid gold. That was <laughs> you need to you need to do like a, a your own rendition of uh, Chef from South Park's chocolate salty balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can make that happen. I can make that happen. Come along. The voice would work well. It will. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it, man. I love it. So, yeah, that's happening. I mean, you know, we're, we're planning this. This is going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think we checked all the boxes as far as the stuff we want to talk about this week, yeah. reviewing our weeks and everything. Guys, we're going to take a uh, little transition here, a pivot point, if you will, a pivot point. Ah, see, I'm tying it in with the basketball coaching right there, a little pivot point, and we're going to – Pivot here and throw you over to our interview segment we did with Christian talking about Veterans Inc., talking about the 200th episode. Get your tickets now, guys, because it's it's going to be it's about to be like feeding time. People are going to be ordering these things like crazy. And if you want to make sure that you and your friends, your significant other, whomever has tickets available, you're going to want to go to jigsandbigs.com to get your tickets. You can also just if you're on our Instagram. We have a link tree up there. You can get your tickets right there. It's on Eventbrite. Makes it nice and easy. Thank you, guys. We'll see you on the other side of this for segment two.
Alrighty, guys, Bobby Rose Beef here. I've got Sean the Fisherman with me, and we are sitting in right now with Christian Deluzio from Veterans Inc. Now, Sean and Christian go back quite a ways. They've got a really, really good extensive working history together. But uh, Christian is, uh, he's, he's representing Veterans Inc. He's got some really good stories to tell. We're going to talk about the organization, what they do for the veteran community, the services they offer, and they're a plenty. And uh, some of the ways that, that they go uh, really sort of above and beyond in, in, in what it is they do. So Christian, thanks for being part of the show. We appreciate you. We also appreciate, obviously, the, the good work that Veterans Inc. is doing for the veterans in our community that really kind of need it and uh from you explain from the way you explained it before you guys kind of fill a need that doesn't fit one niche necessarily you kind of fill all the cracks and you seem to help a whole lot more people that way can you kind of expand on that a little bit for us we do it's it's pretty great i've worked for the org for almost a decade now i got Mm -hmm. out myself i did 20 years got out in 2012 um short version when i first got out i moved back here from new york and i didn't know what was available in terms of services uh met with a vso from west side who's a former veteran inc employee himself mm-hmm. and just talked about one of the things veterans inc i think does extremely well is we have we talk about the triangle of needs which is yep. housing employment mental and physical health and how all those things are looped in together mm-hmm. so when you're working with veterans or any at-risk population there's traditionally underlying issues to why somebody is chronically unemployed or why somebody is chronic, chronically homeless. There's some out there who just say, okay, we're just going to treat the symptoms. What we really try and do here is get to the underlying conditions yeah. so that we can break cycles. I don't want the same person in my office, you know, three years down the road, if someone's job placed or if someone's housed, mm-hmm. we want to put them on the path to success where I don't have to worry about them. I want my guys to come back a year later and, you know, show up with a six pack and say, dude, thanks for everything. I can take it from here. That's that's the end goal right yeah. there. Yeah. More self-sustaining, you know, versus being in a cycle where there uh, there's there's peaks and valleys. Breaking cycles is hard. And I have a yeah. lot of coworkers. I have a lot of staff that I work with. And that's that's the end goal for all of this. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Um, can you give a little bit of insight as far as to like. Maybe some specific, obviously, like I said, you know, you can't you know, use anybody's name or anything, but like specific sort of instances where you've kind of stories that have kind of stuck out to you. So one of my first guys um, yep. came in, he was moving out of a sober house. It's honest to goodness, true story. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first guys was at a sober house. He got out. We got him employment, got him hooked up with the HUDVAS team, and he got his apartment, and he got his first real job. He was a Navy vet. Yep. Um, and again, sitting down with somebody, the first time I sit down with somebody and I'll say, hey, you know, these are the services available to you. Where are you? He, he got a job. It was a construction job working with uh, the MassSafe team that actually goes into people's homes and helps winterize places. Oh, yeah. So one of our programs is we're authorized to purchase work-related materials. So this guy needed boots, gloves, stuff like that. Yep. So physically brought him down to... Walmart yep. right here on Boston Road in Springfield. Yep. And uh he got all of his stuff, whatever. And we're driving back. And uh and uh he goes, You see that street corner down there? I go, Yeah. He goes, he goes, that's where I would use to panhandle. Uh, you know, that's where I set up shop when I was really, really bad and desperate. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay. And he goes, I'm never standing on that street corner again. <laughs> we're driving, right? Oh, no. I'm coming back to my office and he just hits me with that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and I got sunglasses on, bro. I ain't can. I'm trying not to cry manly tears. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm never going to get that low again. Thank you. And I'm like, okay, bro, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> We're you're like- back. And I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. Um, there was another guy 
here's a real good one. And I think Sean was around for this one. We mm-hmm. get walk-ins in our office all the time. And we had a dude walk in, um, twitchy, thin, not well-dressed, didn't smell well, just walks into our office and goes, goes, I started using six months ago. I lost half my face in Iraq. I, I don't want to use no more. I need help. And he just sits down. Yep. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. Called up. We have an amazing CSS crisis support system in Shrewsbury, Mass. Yep. Filled out the paperwork. We got him. We got him in the very next day. Oh wow! Not even six months later, right? I'm sitting here, and I think Sean's sitting with me. This dude comes in in dress pants, hair, whatever. Comes in, sits down. He goes, "Hey," I'm like, "What can I do for you, sir?" He goes, "You don't remember me, do you?" And I'm like, "I have no idea who you are." Yeah. Um. He sits down, and we start talking. He goes, "I sat in this chair six months ago." And uh, you're the guy who got me into Shrewsbury. And I was like, you are not the same guy. This guy had 10 pounds. He had um, his lower teeth were gone. So he had that weird sucky face thing. Oh, yeah. But he had the full dentures. He was clean. He gained 10 pounds. He was employed. And he goes, I, I just want you to know, you guys saved my life. Yeah. And he walked out. And I'm like, I don't recognize that guy at all. Like, yeah. it was a totally different person. I want to say six, six nine months later. Um <sighs> And just stuff like that really, really sticks with you. In this job, there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows. Oh, so yeah, you definitely. definitely remember the highs. Yeah, you, you got to because I'm, I'm, those highs are what's going to carry you through when the the lows, you know, come come along. You know, I mean, that, that's you got to hang on to those high points. That's amazing, man. You give somebody an opportunity like that and then they like <sighs> I'm so jaded with when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Like I really I'm like I, I've seen a lot of people and just dwelling in their own kind of shit. You know, and mm-hmm. like it, I'm. I love when I hear somebody who's actually like they're at that rock bottom, and they're just like, "Yeah, we got to go back. We got to fix this." You know, it's it really is inspiring. So you're like, "Yeah, it can actually happen. You don't have to stay in that situation forever. When you want it, you can get it together." And it's amazing that like that next day you were able to place him. Yep, we have a very That's good wild. team. We have a very good center in, Shrews- in, uh, in Shrewsbury, Mass, and we got him into the program, I mm-hmm. want to say, the very next day. Yeah, that's a, it's absolutely nuts. And I love the way that, you know, when you explained Veterans, Inc. before, you said that, like, there's there are, are lots of organizations that can uh, that are, are trying to help vets, but you use the example of, like, well, they're trying to help, you know, uh, like, the homelessness issue, but, you know, maybe they're not homeless enough, or, you know, they're not, uh, you know, it's an employment issue, or they're not uh, so far down with substance abuse where it's effect- like they haven't gotten to a certain threshold where they need to step in and you guys are able to kind of do a lot more in between those areas where they're like, let's try to nip this in the bud when we can. And I think that's really, really important. Um, you also have uh, an event that's happening right now before the uh, 200th episode uh, game dinner that's going on. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? What's what's happening as far as because you said you're feeding quite a, a, a good number of families in the area. Oh, holiday harvest is amazing. There's two, and Sean will tell you too. My two favorite days of the year are stand down and a holiday harvest. It's when everyone comes together. It's all hands on deck, and you're physically doing things. Um, So for holiday harvest, we have 600 veteran families signed up, both in Central and Western Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, Veterans Inc. teams up with Table Talk Pies, with Shaw's, with a number of different financial institutions. And we will be feeding next Tuesday, the 21st, we'll be feeding over 600 families um, throughout central Western Massachusetts. And I'm talking turkeys, table talk pies, all the trimmings. We team up with a number of different um, farmers markets. So there's more pro fresh produce than you could possibly shake a stick at. Um, 
we're physically going to be there. The veterans are going to come in. They, uh, they've registered, they walk in, they have shopping carts, boxes, mm-hmm. bags, whatever they can carry. And they walk out with food for entire families. That's awesome, man. That's huge. And it's the perfect time of year to be doing that kind of stuff. And 600 families is a ton of people. It's <laughs> amazing. It, it, it is. We were shooting for 500. <laughs> There's so much need out there right now. It's not yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. Um, we were shooting for 500 when the final list came in. It was right over 600. So I think we're still soliciting donations uh, from the community for food, for mm-hmm. funds. You can find out more information about on that on veteransinc.org. Um, we're right at where we need to be, but I'm fully expecting Monday yeah. morning we're going to have a couple dozen more uh, signups. So, yeah. And we don't turn anybody away ever. So someone can register even at the last minute on Monday. And that's why those last-minute donations and requests are so important. That's amazing, man. Now, what's the coverage area for Veterans Inc. look like? Like, is it is it strictly in Massachusetts? Is it uh, how does it work? No, Veterans Inc. operates all over New England. We have offices oh, in okay. all the New England states, and also Montana and North Dakota. It's uh, one of the largest server service providers in the entire country. What you saw was my office, just a satellite office here in yeah. Western Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have operations all over New England. And I'd be remiss if I'll let, let me get the official stuff out of the way now. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our information you can find on veteransinc.org. Um, and also our 800 number, and this is very important. Yep. This is a service we pay good money for. We have our own veteran line. That number is 1-800-482-2565. And this is very important because an individual from anywhere in the country can call this number. And uh, if they're in our catchment area, that person's info will immediately go to the closest case manager. So if someone's in Maine and they say, hey, I need help with housing, I need help with employment, mm-hmm. they'll call the 800 number. It will immediately go to the Maine manager and they'll take care of it. Gotcha. If a veteran in Western Mass calls that number and says, hey, I'm sleeping on a park bench tonight, that 800 service, which is a live person, mm-hmm. I'll have an, an, uh, a notice on my phone. Hey, Bill Smith from Springfield needs housing drop everything that you're doing and come help this guy and then that's what we do that's amazing man that is what a it's a, it's it's an unbelievable resource and the fact that you know a vet can pick up the phone and you know and and receive help that they need and have it that be that type of a turnaround that's that's amazing i think that we got to make this more well known you know where the best that we possibly can and that's what we're hoping to do with jigs and bigs so we have a little party coming up that we're looking forward to it's uh, maybe you've heard it's in January on the 13th. We're going to be eating some uh, very interesting uh, wild game fare and uh, having a whole lot of fun. And we're excited, Christian, to have you guys there. And uh, of course, uh, a, a huge chunk of, of the, the purpose of this is to raise money for this amazing organization. That's what we want to do. Um, so I'm, I'm urging all of our listeners, uh, if you are in the Western Mass area or you can be the weekend of January the 13th, 2024, Please make your way on out to the Munich House Restaurant in Chicopee. Um, get your tickets. You can go over to jigsandbigs.com. You can get your tickets for the 200th episode game dinner. Uh, you can also on our Instagram and our uh, even on our Facebook. We've got links posted all over there as well. If you're looking to get your tickets, you can get them. They're being sold on Eventbrite. There are no additional fees that are getting added to the to the ticket price or everything. It includes uh, your meal. There's an, an amazing buffet. We've got a full cash bar there with a great beer 
beer selection and pretty much anything you could want for uh, your favorite adult beverages. We've got, of course, some I would say some pretty good entertainment. We've got myself, uh, Sean the Fisherman, and, and uh, of course, who the fuck is Joe Brown? And uh, we've got a few tricks up our sleeves. Plus, we've got prizes that you can win as well. So we've got a fun little like virtual raffle here. There's no tickets, no managing any of that stuff. You just sit down, have a good time. You win a prize. We're going to call your name, and it's going to be fantastic. Sean, you want to jump in here and add a little bit to the conversation? I do. I got a couple things just to follow up on uh, on the event itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get a question the other day. I don't know if you feel that this one too, Bobby, oh, okay. about about a dress code or a possible dress code there. And I said, I did, no, yes. please wear jeans and a T-shirt, whatever you're comfortable in. It's January. You want to wear a bikini. That's your business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trim is all I ask. <laughs> and uh, we're, uh, we're we're looking forward to it. But no, there is no dress code. This is not a formal dinner. This is uh, a come as you are and have a good time. Yeah. Um, informal gig. Yeah. I think, um, I think when I fielded that question, I think my, my answer was, um, pants are a good idea. Pants are <laughs> probably a Munich good house. Idea. I'm wearing leader hosing. Come yeah, on. Let's see, just that's, establish that that's, right now. Yeah. It's exact where I would, God, if I could find someone my size this quick, I would. Um, <laughs> I think I might be able to find some actually. <laughs> now you're going to look, yeah. uh, as Fuck. far as, as far as, um, you know, the history of where, all of this is is going to be culminating on January 13th. Obviously, before the pandemic, uh, Christian and I worked together for a couple of years, both of us being vets. Mm-hmm. I think we hit it off relatively right away. Kind of a conversation we relayed to you of, do, do you like pro wrestling and video games? Yeah, I like pro <laughs> wrestling right. and video games. You, you want to talk about pro wrestling and video games? And and a relationship was born. Yep. Um, it's all it takes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was probably my two favorite years of employment in my entire life because he and I had a blast whenever we were out working hard and we got to see the results. Like, like Christian said, we had people stroll back into the office completely changed from the work that we either did or got the ball rolling on veterans Inc covers a ton of stuff. Yeah. And the, the few things that we don't, we always make sure that if a veteran is walking out of the office and, and they need a service that veterans Inc did not provide, they were on the path to getting that yep. and we would follow up with them, you know, to make sure not, not just like, Hey, we're going to hand you off to somebody. No, you got to go talk to this person and then call us back the next day. We want to make sure everything's straight with you. Yep. So nobody was getting left hanging, which was um, phenomenal. So yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of the work I did with Christian. I mean, he was my trainer. Everything I learned, I learned from him. Yeah. I learned it by watching you, Christian. I learned it by all watching the gray the areas, baby, all the gray areas, great dancing in the gray areas. <laughs> one of the other things, one of the other things that my org does really, really well. This is the way I yep. train Sean. This is the way we operate here in Western mass. When I got back in 2012, I think I, I talked about this before I was handed like this giant book of services. That was nothing but 800 numbers and websites. Oh yeah. And, um, it's, it's frustrating. You're a grunt. You need services. Your back's up against the wall. You're at risk of homelessness. You're not working. You're hungry. You're standing in line at the food bank. And there's all these 800 numbers and websites. So what I always tell people is if I can't help you, I know we're going to find you the person who can. Because yeah. Sean learned this from me and I learned it from Beth and, and so on and so on. If there's a service out there, I'll say, hey, I want you to contact Ron Cole at suit up Springfield. He's going to take care of you for the upcoming career fair. Yep. You're going down to this food bank. You're going to meet with Eric Segundo. Here's his 413 number. Here's yeah. where we're going to be at this time. I'm not big on, well, you need to sign up on this website or you need to go contact this agency. We try really, really hard to say, Hey, grunt bro. 
this is the person you're going to contact for this particular service. And again, you need to follow up. You need to stay on top of it Mm -hmm. because it's, um, what we refer to as wraparound services. Yep. I'm not big on just handing off and kicking the can down the road. Well, and it's it's interesting because sometimes the perception of just like when you get told from somebody, you know, oh yeah, just fill this form out, and it, you know, it might take uh, you know X amount. Of, it might take 12, 48 hours from them to get back to you. It makes it seem like it's this sort of like a, a like almost like it's being gatekept from you, you know, like, like there's a filter that you have to wait through and you're like, well, maybe somebody is my problem enough to get the attention of so-and-so. But when you have a name and contact information that you can reach out to, it, it feels like there's actually things that are working for you. And, and I feel like that can help somebody really with their own motivation to go out and get it. You know, you tell somebody, Hey, just go to this website, fill out this form. Somebody will be in touch. They might dismiss that. You know, yep. but if you say there is a person and here is their name and this is where you're going to contact them, it's an extension such and such, then they're like, okay, hold on. There's stuff that's actually happening here. And that can be that little extra push that somebody needs to do because a lot of this stuff, I, I, I'm sure, like, I, I'm sure a, a part of what you guys are doing is is r- making making veterans that are in need realize that there are services that can help them and that they're it's, it's not hopeless. You know, you're almost inspiring them, but, but really at the end of the day, like they've got to be, be going and, 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 and they've got to want to get better. They want to improve their situation. You know, I'm, am I, am I right with that? And like, in a way, some of you guys are sort of like cheerleading their, their, their uprising. So most veterans, I, I don't want to speak for all veterans cause you I can't, can't I yeah, can't cause we're all so different, can. but we dig that hole. We dig that trench and we're, we feel alone because you're taught for yes. decades. You know, you're an army of one stand up, arise, adapt, mm-hmm. overcome. You can, you don't reach out for help. So it's really easy. I, I, I don't want to sound I didn't too hyperbolic, but way. seconds matter. So like I mentioned that, that 800 number, I'll get, I'll get something. Bill Smith needs, needs help. Even if I can't help build that particular day, cause I'm tied up with, with whatever yep. I'm still going to reach out and say, Hey, Bill, my name is Christian. Here's my phone number. My office is in Springfield. I can't really meet with you till next Tuesday, but helps come in, hang in there. Is there anything I could do for you right now yeah. before we have an in-person meet and greet? And just that extra couple of days of like, hey, here I am. I'm local. I'm in, I'm in Western Mass or Central Mass staff, Eastern Mass, Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, doesn't matter. Hey, my name is Dave. I'm here to help. We're, we're going to link up soon. Just hang in there for me, buddy. Yeah, that, exactly. that could make all the difference in the world right there. That can help them hang on to get there. Like, that's the whole thing, really. At the end of the day, they're like, shit, there's there's hope, you know? And, and these days, that doesn't seem too, too very obvious to a lot of folks, you know? Um, no, you get in that dark place. It's really yeah. hard to climb out by yourself. Yeah, it really is. Man, that's wild. I think you guys are doing amazing, amazing work. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're able to... Uh, put our efforts with our tomfoolery with this podcast and everything that goes along with it uh, into something that's so positive for members of of our communities that we really like we really need to look out for because they gave everything up you know what i mean it it matters it's a it's a big deal and and i'm i'm kind of proud to be you know involved with the this this show and putting this together i think this is awesome i applaud everything you guys are doing at veterans inc and uh i'm i'm hoping that uh that that you guys just continue to grow and reach out in other areas as well, you know, uh, other areas of the country, because um, there's there's veterans everywhere that need help, you know. We do good work. We've got yeah. a lot of programs between post nine eleven veteran support, health and wellness, yeah. housing programs, employment training opportunities. 
all that stuff. Um, it, it's a joy to work for. I really, really, really love my organization's mission. Yep. I love everything we do and I love the way we go about things. And let me tell you, I'm appreciative for you and the stuff you guys do. Cause this is kind of like an outside the box thing. Definitely. And one of the yes. things I really enjoy is uh, going where veterans are doing fun things like this, like, yep. like a, a, a game night or outreach, or when we had our other game night, like board games and video games and stuff like that. Like this is the new paradigm of veteran services, getting out of the office, doing fun things, playing video games, mm-hmm. doing, working with frost call, um, going out and being where the veterans and their families are. Like, this is the stuff that we're really moving towards. And I love that you guys are like, helping to spearhead that it's awesome that's awesome man I, I'm, I'm stoked things like organizing a concert on a 200 degree day in a parking lot <laughs> and so that's uh, that's how this all started in 2019 we had pink floyd we had crazy arepas we had alcohol <laughs> we had geraldine's we had pink uh, mass floyd oh that was awesome oh. we had to walk to the parking lot right before floyd so i could enjoy an arepa yeah these things happen it was good stuff. That's what that's These are great things. That that really kind of birthed the whole relationship with Crazy Arepas. It did. You know, it, it really, really did. did. That was the that was the spearhead of that. And and really, I think at least our three lives are better for it. <laughs> oh, I still remember. I can't remember. It was ten bucks, and they hand me my first arepa, and it weighs eight pounds. Yeah, and I might have been a little tipsy at the time, and at the time, it was the, quite possibly the greatest meal I've ever oh, had. One hundred after yeah, one hundred twenty degree day, unbelievable. <laughs> We're, we, I, our goal it's it's kind of our our short mission is to do some type of a summertime event where we can have food trucks involved, and one hundred percent they're going to be there. Yeah, they have. Oh, good. Yes, yes. Yeah, they just have to be unbelievable. Um, Is there anything, Sean, that maybe I've missed that we need to go over before we wrap up? No, I think we covered everything, man. This is um, I love it. This was a no brainer when you said, hey, we should do something for charity for the 200th. And the first words out of my mouth were Veterans Inc. Yeah, Um, I love I've seen I've seen where the resources go. I've seen how it helps people. I've been able to help people with with Christian looking over my shoulder and um no, I mean, seriously, when I say it was the best two years I've ever been employed, it really was. That's awesome, man. So I love that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Christian, we're looking forward to it, dude. We will. Uh, we got uh, I, I forget what the official countdown is for days to the event, but I mean, we're it's coming up. <laughs> it's, it's coming. I was up told quick. there would be no math. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with that. <laughs> I'm OK with that. No math. It's it's that date is coming up soon. Just as a, a as a, a reminder for you guys, again, if you want to get your tickets for the 200th episode, Go to jigsandbigs.com. We got a little banner there for the 200th episode with all the details there. Click that banner. It'll bring you right over to Eventbrite. In the Eventbrite description, we've got a layout of exactly what's going to be going on, what's going to be happening. We've got some amazing prizes available. I've got some stuff from Andy's Heat Your Meat. I've got stuff from, uh, what is it? Is it Dark Corner Custom Crankbaits? Um, I've got, obviously, you know, Dark Horse Tackle is going to be getting involved. We've got stuff coming in from Abe Lure Lab. By the way, speaking of Abe Lure Lab, um, I had a conversation with Christian, uh, about, uh, with Chris over at, uh, eBay and, uh, they have some really interesting prizes. In fact, there might be some stuff, some, some odd kind of like what seems odd on the outside, but interesting combinations of prizes that might be going on. We had some think, uh, some, some discussing, and you guys actually may have already heard this in the earlier part of segment one. I may have gone through this, but, uh, yeah, the mellow ships, we love them. They're fantastic folks. Another another veteran owned business right there. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Absolutely. Never stops. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good, good stuff. So, yeah, uh, we have uh, a lot of good stuff to look forward to. But jigsandbigs.com, that's where you can get your tickets. Click on the banner. It'll bring you right over to Eventbrite. You're all set. It's a digital ticket. No added, uh, no additional fees, nothing like that. The price you see is the price you pay. And uh, a good chunk of that does go to help Veterans Inc. And uh, the, the rest of it goes to uh, really kind of supply uh your gullet, <laughs> to be honest with you, because we got we got one hell of a menu, and that that finalized menu should be coming in in the uh, next few weeks too. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about the uh, the items that uh, that we'll have uh, available for uh, for good eats. Plus, I actually, you know, it's funny talking about fielding phone calls for this or fielding questions. I did get a question from uh, one of our one of our jig heads. Actually, it was like, yeah, I'm not much of like a wild game kind of kind of person. And I said, look, I was like. If you're not down with the elk or you're not down with the wild boar or the gator or anything like that, there are plenty of other options that are going to be on that buffet that you're going to absolutely love. Trust me. And worst case scenario, if I got to buy you a burger, <laughs> you know what I yep. mean? I'm like, I get it. You know, um, but it's, this is going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Christian, thanks again for being part of the show and uh, and and doing the, the great work over there at Veterans Inc. Um, we are looking forward to January 13th, and uh, we'll see you guys all there. January 13th. Come on, listeners. Thank you for everything. Come out and meet your heroes. This could be a fun night. This is going to be good. I love it. All right, man. Thank, thanks. Oh, go ahead, Sean. I was just going to add our best and favorite two words. Party time. Absolutely right. We are consummate professionals. We always have been, always will be. Yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. We're going to wear paper party hats. It's going to be fun. All right, guys. (laughs) uh, We will see you guys on the other end of this. Don't go too far. Jigs and Bigs wants to take a moment to say thank you to our partners for helping us continue to push the limits of our fishing adventures and bring you amazing long-form content. We're excited to offer Jigs and Bigs listeners a 15% off savings on your first installment of a month-to-month subscription to Dark Horse Tackle just by using the code JIGSANDBIGS15. Dark Horse Tackle provides a monthly supply of small batch craft and custom lures, allowing anglers to try some otherwise tough-to-discover baits. This is the stuff you're not going to find just anywhere. And Dark Horse Tackle does the hard part for you. They track down these small companies and then test the baits to determine if it's a good enough fit for the Dark Horse Tackle community. You can also build your own box with Dark Horse Tackle. Select your own baits in a BYOB and try it before you subscribe or just pick up some past baits that you may have missed out on from previous boxes. Jigs and Bigs listeners can save 25% on a BYOB using the code JNBBYOB25. Subscribe now and build your own box at DarkHorseTackle.com. For all your premium kayak needs, we partner with Three Bells Outfitters. Located along Smith Cove in Niantic, Connecticut, Three Bells is your go-to location for kayaks and accessories by Hobie, Native, Bonafide, Jackson, Yakutak, Nakwa, Boondocks, Burley Pro, and many more. Financing options are available to upgrade your kayak fishing experience. White glove delivery also available. Visit ThreeBellsOutfitters.com 
jigsandbigs.com for more information and do not forget to tell them that Jigs and Bigs sent you. Next, we need to thank Abe Lure. Abe Lure, a quality product at a quality price. Painted by a fishing fanatic who just wants to see you catch fish. You can get your own custom painted lures with a 20% off savings using the code JIGSANDBIGS at checkout. Visit abaylure.com to order. But wait, there's more. Have you always wanted to fish the famed St. Lawrence River? Well, stay in Alexandria Bay at either the Bay House Apartment or the Ship Motel. Links for booking can be found in the description of this podcast. Reaction Tackle is the Jigs and Bigs approved source for tungsten, all types of fishing line, a variety of fishing storage and accessories, and a whole lot more. Reaction Tackle provides high value for your money. Click the affiliate link in the description of this podcast to check out their wide selection right now. Again, we cannot thank our partners enough for their support. Please consider supporting them and supporting the show in the same process. All links and codes are listed in the show notes of each podcast. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one with the impeccable taste in fishing podcasts. Bobby Rose Beef here with a little call to action for all Jigs and Bigs listeners. We're opening up our hotline to you. Now you can call us to sound off about almost anything at 413-324-8519. Want to submit someone for our FTG segment? Call us at 413-324-8519. Care to maybe suggest a topic for just the tip or bait of the week? Call us at 413-324-8519. Maybe you just want to give us or anyone else a little shout out on the show, or you want to suggest a guest for the beef seat. You guessed it. Call us at 413-324-8519. The Jigs and Bigs hotline is there for you to leave a message with us 24-7. Just call 413-324-8519. Also, you can check that number in the notes of this podcast. Bobby, Sean, and who the fuck is Joe Brown now have a special presentation for us all. It's time for Just the Tip. It is time for Just the Tip, guys. This week, I am going to give you a little bit of, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping information that you guys can use. How many times have you been out looking at maybe a new spot, a new body of water, and things just didn't go the way you were planning on? Maybe you just couldn't find the fish. Maybe it was just whatever. You know, we talk a lot about on this show, um, logging your catches and getting all the data so that you can find patterns, but this can also help you in figuring out spots. If you're looking, uh, at places and you're utilizing things like maps and all sorts of other charts, note the, 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 the structure that you're fishing, uh, take some information and whether you're marking it on a map, leaving a waypoint and putting some additional data there. Um, hang on to that info and log it so that this way you can utilize it in other seasons or when the conditions change. Uh, you can, you know, also learn more about that body of water. So we've talked before about going back to a body of water and not necessarily set, you know, letting it fly uh, after one go round. You know, shop around a little bit, fuck around and find out. Try different different spots, but know where you've been. And then kind of like make a note of what you're looking for. So if the conditions are different and you're like, oh, yeah, there's this one drop off right here. or There's this big rock that I marked or there's this huge stump field that looks fantastic. Maybe the time of the year that you stumbled upon this 
there just weren't fish relating to that at that time, go back and give it another go around. But if you have the data in advance, let her rip. That's my tip, short and sweet this week. Take notes nice. about where you're fishing, even if it's even in, in the failure of not catching, that information later can prove to be valuable. Use it. Or don't. You know, oh, yeah. you know what's another good thing, Bobby? What's that? So using that, a lot of the people who bank fish see those spots that they uh those ledges, drop-offs, uh, the structures that they can't hit, they can't get to from the bank. Mm-hmm. Up north here, if we get that hard water, hit them then. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Yep. That's a really, yep. really great idea. That's a, that's, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You're like, oh, I've marked this over here. That's great. Well, fuck, we got safe ice. Let's march my fat ass on out there and throw a drill in. Let's make it happen. Yep. yep. That's not a bad idea. Not only that, but if you find them, if you find them under the ice, you now know where they're going to, which is going to help you in yeah. the transition periods. Yep. To know, you know, you know where they were and you know where they're going. Well, they're going to be somewhere in between in those transition periods. It's it's all about a puzzle. You know what I mean? And and the more knowledge you you have and can apply, the more insight, the easier time you're going to have figuring out that puzzle. You know, Mm. I'm still not going out on the ice unless it's a warm uh cabin with with alcohol and friends i, I just won't I, do it. that's that's what i want <laughs> i really <laughs> want to do that so I, i'm not a huge I, I get out there a few times i'm not like a diehard ice fisherman but yep. it's more ice drinking than it is ice fishing it's nice to be out there in a crisp morning, you know, and like have, putting some tip ups out and, ha- you know, chasing those around or, you know, watching uh, watching a flasher and just jigging on the water. You know, <laughs> maybe ha- I, maybe you're enjoying some homemade Portuguese wine. Like if you're smart, you will. So the last time the last time I hit the hard water, one of the last times I hit because I didn't go at all last year mm-hmm. was uh, we met up. I was with Wild Bill. Yep. Um, and uh Fucking Cody and Scuba Steve were up. That's right. Oh my god. Oh, it was because it was of the live show. It was the hundredth show, and uh, so they were in the area. And uh, Nelson was out there cooking all of his fun stuff. And oh yeah, it was fucking with his dad. It was fucking phenomenal. And then Zach, who worked at OGO, his dad fucking ate shit, hit his head so hard that we thought the ice cracked. But he was okay. Oh he was shit. Okay. He was all right. I- I thought didn't didn't Steve also take a shitter? Oh yeah, dude. So he yeah. he fucking he took two steps on the ice. He comes out with his, like fucking his like uh, his like throwback like Bulls type jacket. His fucking jeans is like Timberlands. <laughs> takes two steps on the ice, hits it, and he goes, "Fuck this! This isn't for me." And like, oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! But they they ended up, so they ended up getting superior. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up finding a a spot to that was uh closer to where we were. Like in someone they like parked in someone's fucking yard, like walking yard. Hey man, I've got just as much respect for the guys that know when to roll them as the guys that know when to walk away. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta respect it, man. Gotta fucking respect it. Oh, my goodness. So what do we have up next? Oh, we got... I can't even believe we've got this FTG this week. Back. 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 
Sean hit me with this one earlier this week, and I, I, I had to pull over, and I was like, are you serious? What the fuck? This is a recurring theme here it on is. Jigs and Bigs, and we're just going to telegraph this one. This one's short and sweet. A lot of stuff going on here, but what's one simple sentence. I went over the Connecticut River on Interstate 90 the other day and saw two jet skiers out in the middle of the Connecticut River. The water, Bobby, you said was what, in the 40s? Yeah, it was like 42. All right. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I. I'm not going to knock them for not wearing PFDs because they were far enough away. I couldn't tell. Yeah. I'm not going to knock them for not wearing any uh, protective clothing such as wetsuits you know, wet yeah. or anything like that. Because well, they were out there like Baywatch. Oh, yeah. And the Connecticut River is just a completely <laughs> disgusting river. Anyways, which you shouldn't be yeah. doing that shit anyways. And lots of bodies. Lots of bodies. Lots of bodies. Lots of pollution. Just lots really gross. Shit. Yeah. Lots of shit. Yep. Sewage. And um, they were... They were out zipping around like it was a beautiful July day. Oh so um, I, I don't really know what else to say other than fuck those guys. Uh, I'm good. They're out there doing their thing and um, just fuck them. I don't know. I, I love the outline for this week's show. It says just the tip, finding spots, value of taking notes and revisiting spots. FTG hyphen jet ski fucks. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only one, and it's been like that since you called me. Like that's yep. the only way to word it. <laughs> oh. It's so it's so funny that we like. I mean, we got to be honest here. We shit on jet skiers a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. I but what I will say is I do too because I deal with those guys and they're fucking. Oh yeah, you know. I've only ridden a jet ski once in my life, and that shit was fucking fun. Oh, I'm sure it's so fun. I get it. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm God. sure it's but fun. you don't have to be such a fucking asshole on man. Such a have you guys have you guys run into the 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 aren't they making jet skis now or sea doos or something for, for fishing? Yeah, yep. So yep. have you seen those yet? I yeah. have dude, they are so expensive. Buy a boat. Like they're like 30 grand, right? Yeah, something they're, like that. they're yeah. crazy expensive. Like just get a boat and then you can bring yeah. a friend. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Like, oh, I just can't understand that because it's, yeah. I mean, I get, you're right. Like, they're fun, you know? I mean, I kind of feel like you couldn't ever do this, but take a body of water that's just just got nothing going on in it at all. Yeah. And you're like, yep. hey, let's open a jet ski park, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's funny, too, because the, the only time I ever rode one, I was in fucking, where was I? I think Bermuda. I was on like a trip and like I kept like you have to like follow the leader, like yep. the guy. And I was the guy that kept getting yelled at. So I'm like, well, this is stupid. I'm going to hit some of these waves. I was like, oh, I was that guy. <laughs> I was that fucking guy. Wait, wait, wait. Bobby, are you suggesting an internment camp for jet skiers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> Bobby needs some sensitivity training. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get an email from Jigs and Bigs HR. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I mean Zach, Zach, while while we haven't seen those uh those fishing ones, what has really been making a weird comeback is those 1980s Miami Vice um jet skis that have 
they're not fixed. It's not like a fixed seat. You get on them and it's almost like a foot pad where the seat would be and it's flat and really recessed. Like it seems like it's missing a seat, but the, 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 the handlebar is retractable, I yeah. guess, or, yep. or, or collapsible and it pops right up and you stand up with them. Oh, but you yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. the handlebar will move yeah. up and down, you know, like Miami Vice. That's crazy. Yeah. There's, now, like, now, there's like a weird market for those right now. It really well, is. Yeah, and if, if anybody like has a hard time, like visualizing what, what Sean was saying, listen, if you see something and there's a guy riding it with a turquoise suit jacket on with the cuffs rolled up, <laughs> that's what he's talking about. <laughs> and, a, and a pencil thin tie. <laughs> And a kilo of cocaine behind him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang Joe, on. meth, cocaine. Where are we? Where are we headed down, man? This is uh... guys. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is what I wanted to play. This one right here. Nice. It's the jet ski theme song, unofficially. Bikinis, cute hair, more bikinis. <laughs> jet ski, well, I mustache. Right, and when you get on a jet ski, that just is actually what you hear. Oh, like, 100%. You can get on one. That is yeah, you don't a, hear that, the wind. It, that is the wind sound right there. I had... <laughs> there's, no, there's something you hear when I get on a jet ski. There's Isn't that right, Bobby? There's water. There's, there's a lot of poop in the water. That's amazing. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Farther I, you go north, the better. If you're below the oh, dam, yeah. you're on your own. Uh, below the yeah. dam, it is possible that you're going to get some damage to your clear coat from a giant turd just cutting along. Oh, yeah. Like, it, oh, is, yeah. it is a real thing. That is I a, smacked a couple logs on the Connecticut yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> what's that fucking smell? <laughs> what the fuck? Man. There's this, there's this, so about, I don't know, seven minutes from my house, there's another town uh, it's called Carnegie. And, uh, there's a, a little Creek that runs through it called Chartier's Creek. And I do really well there. I catch lots of smallies, but man, mm -hmm. as you walk up and down it, um, and I, I do not wet wade there. I make sure I have oh, yeah. waders on. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's, uh, you, you start to smell things and, so Wicked funny. So, so there's this place, Bobby. I, this is like a place I'm going to send you for your bank fishing. So it's in oh Spencer, right? He's sending uh, you to poop. Uh, I wish great. I wish. I wish Gravy was in this because he know he would know exactly. He'd know exactly where, I'm where it is. About. So it's uh it's called Muzzy Meadow. Okay, and we okay. call growing up we called it Scuzzies because it's like the most polluted fucking place. But and it's tiny. I'm talking tiny, tiny, tiny. Maybe like. 20 acres, if that. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, my dad caught his PB in there. <laughs> really? <laughs> For a large amount. Yeah. Did no he get shit. a staph infection yep. by handling the bass? Yeah, dude. I have, <laughs> uh, dude, I'm going to have to find the pit. I have the picture somewhere of him. Whole, I mean, you know, it's a Polaroid from fucking when I was like eight years old. But no it was like seven You got like pounds. a clothespin on his nose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. No bullshit. It, it's uh, I, I was it's so uh it, and um you remember uh Jake who uh was with uh um Ryan Anderson back yeah. then? Yep. He that kid smashes fives in there all the time. Really? Fuck it. In, that place is stupid. I'll go to Scuzzies. I'll show him what's <laughs> up. So 
<laughs> so I have a creek that smells like poop and I catch a lot of smallmouth bass in it. You have a place where people are catching PBs that smell like poop. Or is this yep. a is this a pattern? I think it's a pattern. I think, I, I think it's a pattern. It's the shit pattern. <laughs> it's the shit pattern right there. <laughs> now I have this to wonder. This is the shit, literally. I have to wonder because there's there's talk about these poop baits. Have you guys heard about these? Oh yes, yeah. No, I know what like, you're talking about. is it the depths? I think depths makes it. It's a scat. <laughs> And then, but yes, there's a whole yeah, cover scat. Yeah. Yeah. The cover scat, but there's a whole variety. Like people are getting mm -hmm. into this and I'm thinking that like, maybe, maybe jigs and bigs comes out with like a, you know, a, a, a Mr. Hanky inspired, you know, rattle trap or something like that. Yeah. Yep. And when it, sh yep. when it shimmies in the water, you hear, howdy ho. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put hooks on like an old styrofoam cup. Something like that. <laughs> Some kind of trash. An old Lay's potato potato chip bag. They're on a trash pattern. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll fish scuzzies. I'm down. We'll give it a go. I'm gonna actually. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna look up. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find a map and see what, what, what we got. Uh, now it's a challenge. <laughs> no one. No one went anywhere near it to do the actual like uh, topographical. Yeah. No one knows the depth of that place. <laughs> oh, I love it. Could be six inches. It could be sixty feet. We have no fucking idea. Cheryl Bentley says she's. I have one by Realist that looks like a scat. I'm like, mm. you know. And at first, I thought the whole thing was just like a riff on a TRD kind of. But like, there's a variety, and like, uh, I think it was aggressively average anglers. Went hard on the poop baits. It's funny. It's funny you said they went hard. Oh. On the yeah, because they don't. They 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 look like poop, but they also are kind of phallic a little bit. Yeah, they are. They, they, yeah. <laughs> they are. It's like poop penis baits. I love it. You know he's gonna fucking make that now, hey, and I can't wait. Everybody's doing it. And I, I, I'm stoked. Oh, all right. So I'm curious to know what this next segment's about, because all I have in my notes is that Joe is on it. So here we go. Okay, gearheads, it's time to talk tools. Jigs and Bigs Gear of the Week. Let's go with it, Joe. Let's see what we got. All right, listen, we're going we're gonna to talk a little something, something that saved my ass down South Carolina, down on Lake Hartwell. So we had talked about it. Um, my onboard charger had shit the bed on me. Oh, yeah, that's right? right. Yep. Yep. So I had to fucking, I went to Walmart and to buy a charger. And I have, I run lithium batteries on my charger. So, or on my boat. So only specific chargers work and whatnot. So I had gotten the EverStart Max right from Walmart. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about this thing is it actually has settings for lead acid, oh. uh, AGM, and lithium. No shit. It was like 60, it was like maybe 65 bucks. Um I bought a couple of them because you know I have four batteries yep. to charge. So I had to buy a couple of them. But this thing is, it's the, like I said, it's the EverStart Max. Um, this thing was awesome. It literally has a button where you just choose which battery type you have. Yep. So it knows what amperage to put out there and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, man, it, it charged my batteries up quick, um, full charges, and it saved my ass down at uh, Lake Hartwell because I was awesome. fucked with what? the capital F. Oh, yeah. What, what, what's the charge time like on that? Uh, I so you were doing I, them overnight. 
my so my 125 amp hour yep. it took I, I kept on overnight but it was getting almost a full charge it, it was getting a full charge of my 50 amp hours in like less than two hours no way oh yeah. that's great yep yep, yep. That was that was where I was like running all the fucking extension cords out, yep. out of the hotel and like in front of people's rooms. Oh, yeah. I couldn't pull. <laughs> it was an accident waiting to happen, but uh, yeah. So that's again the EverStart Max. You can get them right at Walmart. They're between I think sixty sixty five dollars. Yep. Um, they're great for just a trickle charge. Even for like that, I mean, I had one of them that was almost like all the way down, and it that's it brought that shit up quick. Um, Does it yeah. fix them from dead? Yes. So yep. even because I know good. some batteries, like once they go dead, like you got to do some, you got to do some monkey. Yeah. Yep. To, yep. To so get this them one, back. I, this one did. Um, I didn't. So let me, let me back that up. I can't, re, I I have killed. Yes, actually. No, it did because I just, I just did it a couple of weeks. Actually the night before we fucking, uh, or two nights before Bobby and I went out, yep. I had uh, brought my 125 amp all the way down. I had left it overnight. And it charged it all the way up. So no shit. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Uh, like I said, the, the big thing on that one is so if you like some people have um different types of batteries in the boats. I have all lithiums, but some people have, you know, like one lithium, you know, three AGMs or one lithium and you know, some lead, you know, some uh, lead acid. Um, that one charger will charge all three of those type of batteries. So it, it was awesome. Um, again, it saved my ass at Hartwell. You yep. can get it right at, I got it right at Walmart, you know, pretty fairly cheap money, 60, 65 bucks. Yeah. And it will save your ass, especially if you're on the road. That's a good thing for, I mean, as a backup charger for so many different things, you know, I mean, yep. yeah, that's, that's, that's fucking yep. sick. My Minkota awesome. shit on me. So I, in this off season, I am, I'm going to go ahead and go right with the, uh, Ionic onboard charger. I'm yep. gonna swap it out. I should have did that from the beginning. I didn't, yeah. and I paid for almost paid for it down there. And uh, yeah, so EverStart Max, three different types of batteries, charges them up quick. It'll could save your ass if you're on the road or at home. That's pretty awesome, man. That's a really, really, really good little highlight for gear of the week. Friggin' a man, coming with the oh, heat, yeah. um, folks. <laughs> We have an amazing interview next. Uh, we've got Dave Erke with us, uh, the one and only Wolf of Walmart. You have 100% seen him on uh, Instagram, and uh, he's doing some YouTube content now. And uh, he is one of these, uh, he's got a great little story, too. He's one of these folks that got into fishing, really, during the COVID pandemic, and has really kind of, like, just... He's all in, and I love that kind of energy. Like He's got a great sense of humor. You guys are absolutely going to love this interview. We have a great conversation. We talk a lot about Dark Horse Tackle, <laughs> which which nice. kind of makes a lot of sense. In fact, we unbox the uh, the November box uh, in this interview segment. I figured it was the right thing to do because we've got you know nice. the Wolf of Walmart with us. You know, it's what it's all about. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, guys. We will see you on the back end of that interview. We're going to wrap this show up. One thing I want to make a suggestion, guys, get a snack during this little break because you're going to need it. This is This interview goes into the wee hours. We will see you guys. Don't go too far. Much more Jigs and Bigs coming up after this. 
Hey guys, Bobby Roast Beef here from Jigs and Bigs. You know, if there's one thing I can't stand spending money on, it's on something that's not versatile, something that I can't get a lot of use out of. I want to talk to you about Frost Buddy. What Frost Buddy is, is uh, it's one of those can coolers. I've seen these before. In fact, I have some that are limited to only fitting one specific size of can, like a standard 12-ounce can. I stumbled onto Frost Buddy, and I was blown away with it. So versatile. Fits standard cans, tall cans, slim cans, and even 12-ounce bottles. And the magic is the insert fits all of these items in various stages within the insert. And when you take that out, you can fit a full 16-ounce Tallboy can. In fact, it it even doubles down on being versatile with the coffee lid. And on my recent trip to Chickamauga, I had a field day with this thing. I was throwing beer cans in it. I'd have coffee in the morning. On the drive, I was throwing in all different sizes of cans for different canned coffee products to keep me awake on the long drive back. The thing was amazing. So I recommend you check out Frost Buddy. If you're in the market for either a travel travel cup for your coffee or a can cooler at all, either one of those, check it out. For the money, you cannot go wrong. What I've done is this. In the show notes for this podcast you're listening to right now, if you look there, you'll find a link to Frost Buddy where you can get yours. And not only can you go and get your Frost Buddy there, but you can help out the show as well. Go and uh, visit that link in the show notes to this podcast. Check out a Frost Buddy. Tons of colors, tons of patterns, all kinds of great stuff. And it's a great spot to put your jigs and big sticker too. Take it from me, Bobby Roast Beef. You're going to get the most versatility out of this one product, probably out of anything you're ever going to buy, especially for anything that you're drinking. Frost Buddy. It works for me. I'm a happy guy. and Bigs is your favorite fishing podcast, right? Why not show the world how much you love the show while directly supporting us? We have men's and ladies' shirts, hoodies, and a variety of hats. We even have a waterproof outdoor Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to your favorite podcast while out on the water if you like. Check out jigsandbigs.com slash shop to visit the store and gear yourself up. If you really can't get enough of this show, consider becoming a jig head and joining our Patreon. It's a subscription that gives you exclusive access to recording sessions that allow you to engage with us as we record the show. We also have some exclusive content there just for our jig heads and even have some special promo codes. Space is limited, so join now at jigsandbigs.com. Finally, if you're local to our area in Western Massachusetts, consider checking out the Western Mass Fishing Report posted weekly at northeastwildwoman.com. We have amazing contributors providing great content and info for local conditions and what's been going on and working recently. Jigs and Bigs, so much more than just two lightly roasted hippies trapped in the 90s arguing on the internet about fishing. are back. We have a guest in the beef seat this week. It is somebody that I've been looking forward to have on the show for quite some time um, that really kind of has played a role in, I would say, one of the, the the short list of one of the greatest partnerships that's ever happened with this with this podcast, and that's uh, Dark Horse Tackle. We've got the one and only Wolf of Walmart with us. We've got Dave Erke with us. Dave, how are you, man? How's things? Dude, Things are things are well, dude. Like, uh, how's it going? I it's really an honor to be on here. I was kind of taken back when you're all 
hey, we should get you on the show. I was like, uh, it's, <laughs> about what? It's way overdue, man. So let's let's travel back in time a little bit here. Um, our connection kind of started when you had just sent me. Um, I think it was a was it the Top Water Box? I think it was the Top Water Box from Dark Horse Tackle. It's like you got to check this out. I love it. It's amazing, and I was all about it. Like this thing is absolutely wonderful. There's so many great freaking baits in here. I was like, this is crazy, man. And slowly. That turned into this relationship with Dark Horse Tackle that's now one of our one of our key sponsors, or not key sponsors, what am I talking about? One of our key partners uh, in this show, and, and so many great things have come from that, and uh, they're playing a huge role in our biggest celebration that's coming up. That's a 200th episode. Um, they've been paramount in like pairing things up, and, and what I love uh, about the Dark Horse dudes and the entire pro staff, so far, everybody that I have communicated with has been nothing but the best of the the best kind of folks. You know what I mean? L- yeah. let, let's go ahead and dive into some of your history here, because you're you're a relatively new angler. You're you're what, what some would consider like a COVID angler. That's kind of what got you into it. But- y- yeah. Um, so, okay, uh, small backstory a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, when I was younger... Uh, like a little kid, our, our, our folks would take us to like a, a stocked trout pond. I grew up in Southern California. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a big bass culture down there, but that's a little further South from me. Yep. And where I was at fishing was like, you go off the local pier in the ocean and oh, just yeah. dangle a live or a dead fish and hopefully something bites. Mm-hmm. Um, but we go to like these stocked trout ponds, you put cheese or whatever on the hook, you catch oh, trout. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it was fishing was just always kind of there, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, we need to go fishing all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved up north, you know. Years, years, years go by. Um, COVID hits. I'm a, I'm a union carpenter at the time, so yep. I got laid off for a few months because oh, yeah. you know no one can be working. Um, and it happened to be my birthday's in June, so it happened to be that summer. Uh, my mother-in-law, she was my mother-in-law at the time, but my mother-in-law, she loves fishing, so she got me a little spinning rod and. She gave me like this little tiny compact box of like mm-hmm. little tackle that she uses, like Panther Martin spinners. Oh, yeah. Random stuff. So I tied one on on this little buggy whip rod and I, I, I moved next to a creek. So I walked down to the creek. I got like ankle deep and just started throwing that thing around. Mm-hmm. I, at first on the Panther Martin, I threw it out there, just let it sit on the bottom because I thought that's what you did. Oh, yeah. Like I was that guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I reeled it back a couple times and it got hit. And I mean, I could send you a photo of me holding the first fish. Like I'm, I'm like basically just gripping it around the middle section. Yep. It's a small little bass. And I'm like, what is this? And I take a picture of it. Awesome. And I was like, it fought like nuts on a buggy whip rod. Oh, I believe it. Oh, so, uh, I took the photo to a couple of friends. I'm like, what is this dude? And they're like, Oh, it's a bass. I'm like, whatever this is, I'm going to catch more of these. Like for now. sure. Yeah. And, uh, I was hooked, dude, hooked in no time. Oh Yeah. I think, dude, it's so funny. Those those inline spinners, I think, are they're the gateway drug. You know what I mean? Because it's they do. There's two things going on there. First and foremost, it's not a sit and it's not a dead stick bait. You don't just leave it alone. It's a chuck and wine. So you're actively doing something. So for somebody who's maybe like, ah, I don't know. And you always run the risk of like, this is going to get hung up and it's going to get snagged. And, and will it be frustrating? It's worth it to throw those if especially if you're with somebody that knows that body water and they're like, no, you'll be all right. Just cast it and immediately just start reeling it back in Um, when you hook up on them. It is fantastic. Like I was throwing a small eighth ounce uh, rooster tail, a cocktail spinner, and I I caught a couple of big, like good size, like 
thick rainbow trout, 18 inch plus. And they were, they fought like hell on like a super light setup like that. It's a blast. And then they were delicious later, you know, <laughs> so yeah. that's always yeah. good. But with the, when, when it comes to bass fishing, like those baits, those small baits, they catch everything. So yeah, it is, you get the bug and that's just how it, how it works. That's wild. Now there's another sort of, so you've, you've primarily been a bank angler through this whole time, but there's, there's something else that's recently happened uh, within, in your life that's kind of changed that a little bit. Go ahead and tell us that story. Yeah. So, um, Occasionally, I get to fish off the back of a buddy's boat for sure. like a little small derby. But for the most part, I'm stuck on the bank. Um, I've been looking at large bodies of water for a very long time, and yeah. I can only cast so far. Um, and I'm an incredibly terrible swimmer. Like, I'm super afraid of the water. I'm a panic yep. guy. Fair. But uh, there's too much fishing to be had out there for me to sit here and like be afraid for yeah. the rest of my life. Like, sure. I saw something the other day that says, Fear doesn't make death come any quicker. It just holds up life for now. Yeah. So oh, uh, wow, that's pointed to shit. That's crazy. Right. So uh, yeah, I mean, that wasn't the motivating factor. It was just one of those yep. Instagram memes. I was like, ooh, yeah, exactly. Um, how, how does this apply to me? But, ooh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I, I've always gone online, like just entertaining the idea of a kayak because yeah. everybody's like everybody that I listen to like kayaks and this. They're all kayak guys. Well, not all kayak guys, but a majority of them are kayak guys. And it's just always been really like in the back of my mind, I'd love to do that. And um, I saw something on Facebook Marketplace because I go on once a week just to look, Mm -hmm. see if I can get like a $100 kayak or just something, you know, junky. I don't care. Just get me out there. And uh, I came across some, uh, uh, I came across a kayak that I couldn't pass up. It's this this lovely, dude, this thing is loaded. It's a bona fide RVR. Mm -hmm. And the dude that was giving it or the dude that was selling it was incredibly cool and super patient with me because it's my first kayak so um i uh i hit him up and we talked and i drove three and a half hours to pick it up yeah picked up the kayak and i am now the proud owner of that's awesome beast of a kayak now i said the other day i was talking to i hate to drop another podcast but i I was talking to the guys at bass and bruise and i said it would be cool if one day i could get a kayak and kind of document the whole thing from the time I get it to my first send, mm-hmm. you know, testing it, all that stuff. I thought that would be cool. The next day, this Facebook thing pops up. Oh, wow. Is that quick, huh? The next day. Dude, so I was like, oh, this is really going to go down. Yeah. And so I've been trying to take videos of myself doing everything. Yeah. I've, I've seen time. some of those videos too. And like, I mean, you're, you're definitely going about it the right way. You've got... You know, I mean, uh, the, what's nice, the RVR, the RVR is a great boat. That's a bonafide, right? Yeah, bonafide, yeah. And is, yeah, it, are, are you pedal drive or is that so, paddle? So the RVR doesn't have a pedal drive option. I okay. looked it up and I almost, I almost like that particularly better because yep. I'm a new, because I'm a new kayak angler. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I deserve the struggle that everybody else had before pedal drives came around. Like, I feel like I need to go through that to yep. let other people know. Then when I get a pedal drive, I can start talking about the difference. But yeah, exactly. And that's the thing too. It's like the RVR is, is, is an interesting boat because it's, it was really kind of developed. Um, I believe, I believe they throw around the term party barge <laughs> with this boat. Cause there's, there's very little in terms of gunnels on the side sides of you. Like when you're sitting on this, it's, it's almost like a paddleboard, you know, um, it's really flat and it's really light and you're going to love that. Actually, yeah. you're, 
Uh, so you added the boondocks landing gear, which yes. And I will tell you on that boat, you're going to love those landing gear. They're rigid as hell. The install, I saw your install video. They're awesome. I'm looking around a 13 and a half foot native Titan fully rigged. It's over 200 pounds and they, they manage with that. It blows my mind. Like that we've had to do some, some work to kind of add some rigidity to it. But on, on your boat, dude, you're going to have a blast. You are. And I love the fact you're doing it right. You also did a video about your PFD. Abs- I cannot applaud that enough. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm death. Like I said, deathly afraid of the water. Yeah. So anything to keep me out of the water. Now I say I'm deathly afraid of the water. I'm a terrible swimmer cause I panic, Yep. but I have gone wakeboarding. Yeah. That cause it's, I, I used to skateboard. So it's kind of hand in hand. You got to try oh, it all. Of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I've found is even with a PFD on, I found this even with a PFD on and me in the water, um, it's kind of like one of those things. Uh, it's like sticking your, it's like sitting on an open bucket of scorpions. Yeah. Like you could get stung, but you don't really know. It's just scary. Exactly. It's just this fear that burns yeah. in the back of my mind. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I- I'm really interested to get out there and my buddy, Andy, he's willing to go with me, which I really appreciate his good friend. Cause I don't really, I know some people in my area, but yep. I, I go to the local tackle shop and it's big boats and it's, yeah. salmon or it's a this no one's it. really i don't know anybody in my area so if there's anybody in my area like northern california sacramento area that is a kayak angler yep. and that is willing to reach out like i would love to go out with you guys like i need to get on this thing yeah. um a lot uh to get not only break that fear but to learn yeah and uh, oh, yeah, my man. buddy andy's gonna take me out we're gonna flip the boat a bunch and he's just gonna watch me and make sure i don't die you know you know so. it, it's funny man like i'll, I'll tell you that is the the most important part when you're when you're first doing. It. Like obviously, you you want to have a PFD. Like regardless, you could be the strongest swimmer ever. But what a lot of people don't realize is, especially if you're if you're falling into water that's colder, your body has a natural reaction when you hit the water to go. <gasps> and guess what happens if your face is in the water? You start drowning. Doesn't matter how fast how 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 strong of a swimmer you are. It's just that's a natural like physiological thing that happens to humans. And you, you need to be prepared for that. So having a PFD is definitely huge and is going to you know help should that situation ever arise. But going out with people is also a big deal as well. Like when I got my first first kayak, the first you know handful of times I ever fished from a kayak, I was with Sean and I was using one of his kayaks. So that was it was built in. I had somebody to go with that had the experience, which was good. I got my own boat and um, it's actually it's funny. I didn't even have to practice flipping my boat. Because when I got my my own kayak, my Ascend 128T, did you hear the story? No, oh. but it's set. Yeah, let, the setup is amazing. Uh, yeah. I I had uh, I was fishing with with my buddy, my probably my oldest fishing buddy that I've got, my buddy Paul, and uh, we were fishing this one spot that we call Devil's Swamp. And you know, sometimes if they're up shallow, you can do great over there, especially with like big, fun, aggressive pickerel. But we kind of wanted, we weren't getting any bites where we were. And I'm like, you know, I, I got my kayak on the back of the roof or on the, on the top of the truck, on the top of the car. I'm going to go ahead and launch it and we'll see what happens. If I get on some fish, cool. I'll come back and you can go out and everything else. Well, I just being a noob, I had the bow up too far up on the bank. When I went to go sit in the boat, flipped it immediately in some of the nastiest, grossest water I've ever flipped that sucker in. 
Um, no PFD on because it was oh. midsummer. It was on the boat. It was on the boat with me. I wasn't even wearing it. Um, so I was legal. But again, legal is not smart. Uh, my, I just fell into like a foot of water with like another foot of muck. And it was disgusting. It's terrible. So that was one lesson. And then another lesson that I had was I went to go launch my boat alone. And this is fucking terrible, man. I'm a big fat fuck, <laughs> really, to be honest. You're going to see this for yourself when I see you at the Columbus show. And we're going to talk more about that. But I went to go launch my boat. And I've got, again, same thing. I've, I've got the boat in the water, uh, the the bow is up uh, in, in the shallows. I go over, and this boat is so small. I kind of have to straddle it, then sit down and push myself off. And as I go to push myself off, the the ascend kayaks like the seat just rests in these little like rounded out sort of pockets. I tipped back and flipped on my back like a fucking turtle, dude. <laughs> like a turtle. I'm over there, and I'm like, what the actual fuck? So I, I happen to have my phone because I was wearing my PFD, right? I had my phone in my pocket and I was like, okay, cool. So I call my buddy and he, he was nearby. I was like, yo, I need some help. I need you to come flip the fucking turtle over. And he's like, all right, man, I'll be there in about, you know, half an hour. I was like, cool. I think I'm just going to sit out here and take a nap. And uh, <laughs> there happened to be a guy hiking and he walked by. I was like, hey, are you all right? And I was like, I could use a hand. And he's like, so he basically had pulled the boat up onto the 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 uh, up onto the, uh, the the bank, and then just came over and like I, I had a, a piece of rope. I threw it to him. He just pulled, and I just leaned myself right up. So it was fine. Nice. But it was like there's there is learning, and it's shitty. <laughs> you know, it can yeah. be really really shitty. And it's a good thing to learn these things. Like I've learned. For me, when I launch my kayak, I like to always take my boat and put it parallel to the water put my foot, like my right foot, I usually get in with my right side toward the kayak, put my foot on the the deep side of the boat and then just sit right into the seat. And mm, it's- I, I see what you're saying. And that was, and that was after I had purchased, uh, or that was after I had gotten the, uh, the Titan, which is a much, much wider, much more stable, much more of a, of a significant, and actually the native and, and bonafide, Owned by the same company now. They put out the same stuff. So you got yourself awesome. one hell of a boat, man. I, I think Dude. that's awesome. I think you're going to love it. And it's great for the, you. Like, you're never going to get rid of that boat. Even if you were to get into something that was for, like, bigger water, like a pedal kayak or something you could throw a motor on so that you could get, you know, so, some of these other areas, you're going to find that small, light kayak so useful, you're never going to want to get rid of it. Yeah, no, I I, I plan on keeping this one forever. Because, yep. uh, trust me, okay, so... I'm a research, I'm an R&D guy oh, yeah. all day. Um, in fact, thank you for being part of my R&D. Like, you know, I, I listen to you guys pretty often. Uh, I'll get into that, that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but uh, by the way, the drugs and dicks thing is hilarious. I think that is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> drugs <laughs> sorry, and dicks, like, baby. I just, want, I just want to make a shirt that just says that. I think it'd be great. Anyway, so um, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna. My, I have looked and looked and looked at kayaks, and I've talked to many people about kayaks, and many like I reach out to everybody. Yeah. Like, hey, what kind of kayak are you doing? What are you doing? What are you putting on it? This, that, and the other. Before I even yep. was thinking about buying one, because I want to know what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. um, and I settled on my goal kayak was the Bonafide PWR, and there's a reason oh, because yeah. I have a pedal, I can I have motor accessibility, but for me, my my scared 
skinny self. I'm, I, I wanted a boat that would float me no matter what and no oh, matter. Yeah. And I am a tackle junkie. Yep. If I could show you my garage, I'm, I'm transferring stuff to winter right now. It's really bad. Oh, um, I believe it, but man. I want to load it up. So I needed a boat that I felt could float all of that comfortably oh, for yeah. me, like my yeah. comfort level. Um, and I was really looking at the PWR, but there's, th- th- I don't even know if you can get those right now. And if you can, it's, you know, somewhere that I can't because it'll be full price. And I just had a brand new baby and I got oh, yeah. tons of bills and I just can't, you know, afford that. Oh, I just can't, sure. but the RVR was my second. I was like, look, I don't necessarily need a pedal drive yep. because I'm not used to it yet. So it doesn't matter. And I don't want to do the, well, I didn't, I don't know what I'm missing, you know, by just jumping straight into a pedal drive. Mm-hmm. Like what happens if one day I go somewhere fishing with somebody, they have a kayak that's not pedal drive. Then, you know, my shoulders are blown out before I even get a cast in. So yeah, I would rather learn on the RVR and I'm really happy that it came around. Yeah, You know, like I, it was a luck. It was a blessing. It was, it was anything you want to call it. It just showed up in my lap and I couldn't say no. I just watched a video about that. Uh, the PWR, well, I think it's a 129. And yes. it's uh it's a significant boat. Like it's pretty slick. And they did a lot of planning so that like you could buy that if you find that, that that hull works for you and you're like, it's got everything that I need for storage, there's some stuff in there that's really, really slick. Actually, there's one feature that I think you would especially love. Chad Hoover put a video out, and in that video, he was sitting in there, he's like, the one thing that I've noticed, he's like, I'm not one of these folks that like puts plugs in my scupper holes. He's like, I want that water to just run right out. You know, he's like, this is a water sport. You're going to get wet. But he goes, this is a surprisingly dry kayak, you know, like it's, it's yes. very, very, you know, surprising how, how quickly it just evacuates all of that water that gets picked up in there. And he's like, it's unbelievably stable. The one thing that I think is sweet that they did was, um, in, a lot of the spots where there could be power that's running back and forth, where the wiring needs to come out, it seems like they put plates in that you can actually drill and put grommets in. So you're not drilling into the hull at all. Like you're, you're. They've actually made the laid out a lot of the work already for you. It's kind of slick, dude. Th- yeah, and this, it, it, I, uh, not only with the PWR 129, but this this RVR 119, they got mm-hmm. the similar things. Like I have access ports everywhere, so I never yep. actually need to put a hole in my kayak, except for where it shows you directly to. And any yep. kit that comes with this RVR or for this RVR yep. has plugs. So it seals the hole. It's yeah, that's awesome. I, they thought of everything. So that's awesome. It, yeah. It, I was, I was really, really stoked to get this thing. You were um, going to absolutely love it. <laughs> dude, I can't wait, bro. It's going to be so much fun. So, uh, like I said earlier, like you guys are part of my R and I just yep. like to get this out there. Um, uh, I fish alone a lot just because, you know, kids and my friends have kids and we don't ever really all get, Same you know man. how it goes. We're yep. grown ups. Exactly. We, we don't get that. Um, and I'm not necessarily a psychopath because I absolutely love music, but when oh, yeah. I'm fishing, it's like, I, I need to not need a buddy, but I like having a buddy there and there is nothing better than having a podcast. It's a one-sided conversation. Yep. I get to listen to my, I get to listen to somebody either teaching me something, making me laugh just general conversation where yep. I don't have to speak, but I can listen. And, um, cause you can tell I have no problem speaking. Um, so <laughs> I talk a lot. Uh, so I started listening to kayaks or kayaks. I started listening to podcasts when yep. I fish, you know, and, um, I was more than appreciative because I basically learned how to fish through podcasting and yeah. YouTube stuff. Me so too. 
COVID angler. That's, that's our curse. Um, and going out there and trying stuff, which is really weird because I will definitely Texas rig a rattle trap to get it down where I want it. And you can't tell me any different. Like (laughs) I have caught some bass that way. It's nuts. Anyways. So, uh, I just wanted to say thank you. And there was no other way that I could say thank you to the people that like were my buddies that I fished with. Like I fish with you guys all the time, whether you like yeah. it or not. Yeah. Um, That's what we want to be. You know, that's yeah. our goal. Yeah. So, uh, I had no other way to say thank you besides like, you know, everybody sends emails and this, that, and the other and whatever. And like, I just wanted a genuine, like, thank you. And like uh, some sort of thoughtful thing. So I sent out boxes to the dudes that like have been there for me, whether they know it or not. That's awesome, and, man. Appreciate that's that. all it was just a thank you it was a thank yeah. you it was something like not only a thank you to you guys but then also like i got those boxes from zach and josh so it, it helps them out like yep. it just so i'm just like you know what let me just send these out like i don't care um if they like it or not it's just a gift of a thank you yeah. you know that's it just an appreciation thing and i sent that's it amazing, to man. like i sent it to you guys i sent it to andrew well hayes is the homie like he's yeah yeah, he's, yeah. And by the way, that dude is goaded. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, that dude. dude is goaded. Yeah. So he's, he's the legit, like I've learned a lot of him, uh, a lot from him. Um, I listen to, you know, I, I quality control our show, but tackle talks the next one that I want that I listen to hundred yeah, percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So and, you guys, him and Bass and Bruce, I was like, thank you everybody. Yep. Like, I don't know how else to say thank you. Oh, so yeah. thank you. No, we appreciate it, man. It's, it's huge. It's, it's awesome. And thank you. I mean, it's like, what an amazing gesture while we're talking about dark horse though. Why, do, why don't we go through this month's box? Now you're a California guy, which, which is, is, is because the pony express takes their sweet ass time getting out <laughs> West. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's yeah. a little bit of a different thing up in new England. It's, you're like, oh, we got to get all these packages to Connecticut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So um, and I would say Connecticut specifically because there is a product in here that I used this morning. I used it yesterday and I probably used it all weekend as well. And I wasn't even on the water. That product is Andy's Heat Your Meat Seasoning. Oh my gosh, we got it in the box. It's dude. in the box. This is a uh, this is a yes. half ounce. Yeah. It's a half ounce. This is the OG. It's award winning. There's a cool little Andy's Heat Your Meat sticker in here. There's also a, a little a little card that's got a QR code so you can make your order and everything. But let me tell you something about Andy's Heat Your Meat, right? I am so I'm a spice guy. But I work with a lot of people like even in my own house that are not really super heavy on spice. Um I, I will go, you know, that show hot ones. Yeah. 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 My buddy's a, a camera guy for that. Everybody loves hot ones. I love hot ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. when, when I first discovered it years ago, I started doing like a hot ones tribute where I would just select the, my own hot sauces that I enjoy. And I would do like podcast or YouTube shit. I do this at trivia too, where I would just have people try some stuff. And I have, you know, I mean, I, we did a fishing challenge using the bomb, which was a big mistake for all five or six of us that were involved. It was a giant <laughs> error in judgment. Um, 
I felt bad for these guys and I was like, oh no, no, I'm being punished as well. This is, it was just a, it was like a bad trip. It was just ridiculous. Delirious Was it, was it a, a Jiggler's judgment? No, it wasn't a Jiggler's judgment. It, it totally wasn't. I was like so <laughs> new to kayak fishing. I wasn't fucking around with that then, but I was like, yeah, it was, it was myself, Delirious Angler and a bunch of the OG guys from Hookset Hoodlums. Uh, we yes. mistakes were made. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but I, it was, it was, it was Dark Horse that had had connected um, Heat Your Meat with myself, and I got to talking um, with, uh, you know, I, I basically what I ended up doing was ordering like a good spectrum of a lot of their their products. So this original Heat Your Meat. So what's nice about this is there's no salt in this, so you can season the way you want. But this is just additional seasoning spices and herbs combined in the the spice comes from habanero so it's it's pretty bold like it's not for if you've got somebody in your life that's like oh don't use too much black pepper it's spicy shut up bitch um <laughs> like if you've got one of those folks that's like oh no that's too spicy this is going to be too hot but i will tell you like you can add just a little or more and go as heavy. But because there's no salt, you're not re relying on this to season your food. You know, you're adding its essence, whatever it is that you want to add. There's a mild version. But what I love about this, and I had a conversation with the owner of Andy's Heat Your Meat about <laughs> how it went down. I said, listen, man, this was a jiggler situation. I'm in my kitchen. My wife and and daughters had ordered like some local, some rando pizza place around there. Just trying something new, terrible pizza, and I'm I'm just like this is not great. So I took out the original heat your meat and the mild. The mild isn't less habanero. The mild is a jalapeno. So it's a totally different flavor profile. Oh, and it that's fucking awesome. yeah, it fucking slaps. It's so good. So I went and I was shaking some of this on here. I also got uh, some of the Andes. Uh, this is award-winning as well. The everything but the bagel seasoning, ridiculous. My 19-year-old daughter is like, she's one of these that's like, oh, avocado toast first thing in the morning. And I'm going to add some everything but the bagel seasoning and a little drizzle of olive. She takes after her dad a little bit. And <laughs> she tried this and she does like spice. She's like me. And she's like, this is out of this goddamn world, dad. I'm like, uh, so good. Um, SPG seasoning, hot and heavy. Yeah, there's a little bit of spice to it, but it is fantastic. It's replaced salt and pepper. That's my go-to now. I oh, I wow. love this company. And I, 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 I DM today and I was like, what are the odds you guys have a Cajun seasoning coming down the pipe? And I just kind of got like a, an emoji that made me think maybe it's it's a possibility. Like this might make me leave the the flavor god uh, army entirely. Like this is my new go to right here, and this is going in my little Overland pantry box. This this half ounce, it's going to stay in there because I'm going to use the hell out of it, and I won't have to take from my kitchen to go <laughs> to when I'm camping. It's going to be great, dude. That's so awesome. You know, you said something that really caught my brain just because. Um, my my wife, she's wonderful. She's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love her to death. Um, but she likes doing different diets. Oh yeah, uh, mine, she's, mine a, too. she's she she's a very healthy healthy person. Like she's an ultra yeah. runner. She I was going to say she's a runner, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're and special. I, I love her, to, dude. I love her to death. And the best part about it. Side note: Before we get into this diet thing, go for it. My wife, my wife understands a person with a passion because she is one. Yeah. So when I want to go fishing, she's like, go. Oh, that's you know, awesome. It, you got a good one right there, man. Dude, I do, dude. It is yeah. awesome. 
And at the same time, she's like, I'm going to go running for the next six hours. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Have it fun. Does, like, yes, 100%. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so side note, she is really into diets and healthy and all this kind of stuff. Yep. And um, we have like LMNT around the house. Uh, it's LMNT. It's like a, a sodium, uh, potassium, magnesium packet. It's it's electrolytes without yeah. sugar. It's yep. It's actually cracked. Like it tastes really good. It's, it, um, but anyways, um, you can only have like one a day. I was looking into it and I was looking to like the stuff that, you know, cause she's really into what we eat. Yep. So I'm looking at, and she's a very low sodium diet person, Yeah. but she loves flavor. But most of our, most of our, um, most of our seasonings, cause I'm a huge Kinders fan. I'm yep. from California. Oh, Kinders, Kinders is great, great on the way. Yep. It's, it's great. Um, but, uh, I'm a huge Kinders fan. So we, I do a lot of Kinders. So saying that that has no salt in it. Yeah is going to change the food around my house yep. because a lot of food is less seasoned because of, of the, the sodium count in all yep. of it. Um, I could care less. I will literally eat dinner with her. And then when she goes to bed, I'll order Popeye's from down the street. You're like I'm my man. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I am that dude. And I'll pour syrup all over it. I'll just sit there. And I just love it. Like, anyway, so I'll destroy good food with syrup all day. Anyway. So, um, fair yeah, enough. So this will definitely, go like fire in my house. So the fact that that's showing up and I didn't know that they were actually sending a small yeah. can in the box. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad they did that. This is sweet. Yeah. You're going to love it. Like, like I said, I mean, it's, it's got, it's got a little bit of a kick, but it's not like I've eaten uh, in whole fresh habaneros and that's, that's hot. It's very hot. Um, it's, it's not, it's, it's a little bit spicier than maybe you're expecting, but because you can kind of be, you know, just you know, give it a shot. I think I think you're gonna love it. It's a good mix too. Like what what do we have in here? It's so small. So habanero pepper, spices that include garlic, onion, parsley, oregano, and basil. Ooh, yeah, fucking love it, man. It's so good. Dude, that's Dude, this sounds so delicious. Like I, I'm a spicy person. I come from Southern California. Oh yeah, I grew up in Southern California food, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, spice is my my get down for sure. For sure. Um, my oh. wife, not so much, but I don't like spice. So I'm really excited to check this out. So I think like the fact that this is in this month's Dark Horse Tackle Box, I think is is amazing. And I'm stoked about it because uh, Heat Your Meat is also one of the prize sponsors for the 200th episode. So we've got all kinds of great stuff that's available. Yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. Pretty, pretty freaking awesome. Um, All right, what's in the box, dude? What's next, in the box? Next bait. This is from uh, uh, Right House, a uh, Righteous Tackle, Righteous, but W R, and this is uh, a jerk bait. It's like I want to say it's like a ninety size jerk bait. Beautiful jerk bait. It's got the vector hooks. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is nice. This is nice. It's got nice, nice rattle. And uh, I forget the name of this color here, but I just I love it. It's got a dark back. That's really what I wanted. And, you know, that's this the the lighter color and the orange on the bottom. Yes. this is awesome. And this this time of year, we get into this. Uh, jerk baits are huge, but I I oftentimes like to get away from throwing that one ten size jerk bait and downsize just a little bit. And you park Absolutely. that sucker, and you just you just you got to take it. That's where it's, it's good to fish with a buddy and have a conversation. Because then you can yep. talk and go like, oh, I got to twitch this. Boom. And then that's when it's most effective. Uh, let's so, go. Yeah. I love I love downsizing. I love silent because everybody's yeah. throwing everything where I'm at. Like if you're going fishing anywhere near my house, you're uh, basically elbow shoving for room to fish. It looks like that trout fisherman when they stock the lake and they're all in a oh, row. Yeah. Like any pond is like that out here. So um, 
I like throwing silent and I like downsizing a lot. Yeah. I downsize yeah. a ton. And I found that like really when the bike gets slow, if you either downsize or upsize big time, that's when things kind of get shaken up. So the next An one. Obnoxious, oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Oh, go for it. An obnoxious one. I'll say, I, I fully back your obnoxiously large swim jig. It, it, oh it gets bit. It really does. <laughs> it just it gets hammered. Yeah, I so. I never thought that I never ever thought that that would be the move to in my swim jig game, but a hundred percent, it's made me a full believer in that now. I yeah, I stole it from you. I yep. throw a swim jig religiously. Mm -hmm. I have like this process. I throw a swim jig, then I throw a spinner bait, and then I throw a bladed jig. If I'm not getting bit on either one of those, I'm not going to throw moving baits anymore. Yep. You know, like, yeah. and I I do that specifically, and by upsizing that swim jig, it changes the game. But I downsize my spinner baits now. So I love that they included a, a new Ned head in here. This is from Madmouth Bass, right? And this oh, is yeah. this is a I got one. This was an eighth ounce with a two watt hook, which is important. Um, so this is really nice. But what makes it interesting is it's got a screw lock keeper, which is fantastic. Because one of my favorite things to do is to throw these neds within this is an open hook ned uh with a screw lock keeper and i've been looking for something like this because this year in the multi-species tournament series that we do i've been throwing a lot of really downsized swim baits targeting a multitude of species and there's this one three inch little swim bait that i use and this is this is money it is absolutely money. Like I needed that eighth ounce. I needed that size. The screw lock is going to keep it locked up there because this thing, it, it just starts moving when it gets crazy. And like this, this color is my jam. This little iridescent pearl with the black back. That looks like, oh, that's gorgeous. Oh man. And it just flickers just enough. It gets absolutely hammered. And I'm going to need to talk to you after this. Oh yeah. Because I don't know what that one is. Because that is, I'm, I'm, I'm eyeballing it with these, these. Bed, bedroom eyes right now that it, is a it, gorgeous little tattletale it'll surprise <laughs> you so and that this this madmouth bass uh the uh the the ned heads that they've got a partner obviously perfect with a traditional ned but then they included these somatis baits which i believe this is a massachusetts company if i'm not mistaken or or along somewhere in the northeast i, I want to say they're in the northeast these have and i can tell yeah they have so much oil so much garlic scent in them, <laughs> dude. I, I my wife hates if I'm going through my tackle and I come in the house. She's all, "You cannot touch the baby. You stink." Because I'm oh, touching all these yeah. baits. <laughs> like, yeah, it should be all right. Makes her smell nice. Oh, this better is, than a diaper. <laughs> this is nice, man. This is really nice. So dude. these I've seen these before, and it's it's kind of mm -hmm. like a TRD, but it's got this ribbed section right here which allows mm -hmm. it a, a whole lot more motion. But the end right here, this is, I think they call this a hollow tail worm. There's a little yes. air bubble in here, right? Yes. And that keeps it floating. And I mean, it is just like you, you dead stick this. And when it hits the bottom, it'll, it'll, it'll drag this back up, but that's going to get absolutely hammered. What is this? Like a smelt color? This is beautiful. Dude, that's going to get smacked. I, you know, uh, spoiler alert. I got to see him a little bit like, um, being part of the pro staff, Dark Horse Tackle, mm -hmm. you get to kind of see stuff ahead of time sometimes, which is really cool. So oh, I got yeah. to see these, and I already know exactly what it's going in my next BYOB box. It's it's because I'm going to get it in the box, which I get it in my Weekend Warrior box mm -hmm. for sure, because I see that you got it in yours, so I'm getting oh, it in yeah. mine. But uh, I, I'm definitely going to have to 
get some more of these because come winter time around here, you need something that just looks different. <clears throat> Let's talk winter for a second before we go to this next bait because this next bait is like a winter staple for a lot of people around here i saw it get to used in in actuality or used by someone with with a good skill set just on tuesday but um what's winter like where you're at in california you guys because you're northern california do you get ice uh oh yeah um so we do i live in what's called the northern valley Mm -hmm. so i get all the weather of ice and snow without getting ice and snow. I do get a little bit of ice, gotcha. but it's, it's, it's very rare. So, but I will be fishing and it will be 25, 29 degrees outside. Yep. Yeah. And I will be out there looking like a fool, like just looking like the kid from, uh, from Christmas story, just bundled up, barely hold my rod, you know, but yep. at least, uh, at least I'm fishing, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. And so it, it does, it does get cold, but no ice. It does make it that much more special when you do hook up, you know, like if you're if you're in like January, February, you know, you're like, holy shit, I caught something like it, yeah. it's a real vote of confidence. You know, sometimes that's all you need. Dude, and, and I love that's one thing. A lot of people don't like winter fishing. I don't like the cold air, mm. but I kind of love winter fishing. I'm not a grinder. I'm super hyperactive. I think yeah. that's why I took to bass fishing so well yeah. is I'm constantly moving. I'm constantly throwing something. I'm a bank angler. So I'm walking up and down the bank. So oh, now yeah. that I have a kayak, chances are I'll be paddling more than fishing, but either way yep. I'll be moving, you know, I'm that kind of hyper, but in winter, I love it. Cause I can move stuff around, move stuff around. And mm-hmm. once I find a fish, I know that I found a group of fish Yeah, exactly. cause they don't just sit by themselves in winter. They, they hunker down together. Oh yeah. And that's what I really like about winters. I know they're not going anywhere. Yep. Once I find their spots, then it's a matter of what do they want to eat? Yep. What do they want to eat? How is this going to flow? It's, it is kind of crazy the way that like winter can affect the fish. They just want that little, just a little snack. That's where downsizing is huge. You know, yes. you throw a drop yes. shot or you throw a, a really, really subtle Ned or, you know, I mean, cause they might, they might not chase a swim bait. They might not chase some of this stuff, but you know, if you're dragging something on a Rocky bottom, real subtle, real slow, and it can, comes right across them, they're opportunistic and they'll take a, take a swipe at it. That is freaking amazing. So for you, this next bait might be beautiful. It might be perfect because you're not dealing with ice or anything. And that is a blade bait. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, I, oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, this is from Fit uh, Fishing Lures. And F-I-T-T is the brand name. And they call this, I think they call it the Rattling Cheeks, which I think is great. <laughs> Clapping them cheeks, because if you look where the weight is on this bait, there is two glass inserts that have some really, really small rattles in there. And I'm going to I'm going to hold the, the hook so they don't make any sound. But you can just 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 hear real, real subtle, subtle, uh, which is which makes it unique because you don't often get a blade bait that rattles like this. I love this is a half ounce. And uh, I'm still trying to dial in like the technique for blade baits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have a couple of different combos that I I lean to when I throw uh, a blade bait, and uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty psyched. I was actually throwing a very similar blade bait on Tuesday, um, just in a different color from the one that was getting smashed. And I'm wondering if it was that one subtle change that was enough. But uh, 
Yeah, I think that this winter, if I'm around any really cold open water, I'm going to be giving this a go at any point. I have a tendency to lose a lot of blade baits fishing from the bank, which sucks. Same. same. I I fully back that the same way. Um, But what, so I'm sure, you know, most people, they do the yo-yo or the straight retrieve or the retrieve and pump, you know, whatever. Um, I heard this technique before and because like I said, I learned everything from podcasts or or YouTube Mm because, you know, I'm, I've only been doing this a few years, so I don't have the years of experience that some of these people do, but I listen to people who do have years of experience and there is one that I think that this blade bait specifically is going to shine versus others. And I like throwing a blade bait out. And in winter around here, it's the one time all the ponds don't have muck. It's just mud and rocks. That's it. Yep. So I love throwing it out there, laying it on the bottom and just one pop. So it flips onto its other side, like a dying fish, just back and forth. It's just subtle twitches, nice light spinning rod, nothing super crazy. Uh And just, just a quick pop and it doesn't flutter up. It just over occasionally one flutter. That's it. Yeah, and exactly. It looks like a dying fish on the bottom and they suck it down. No shit. No they shit. Suck it down. I'm going to play around in, with it. If, if they're in the area, they suck it down. Now the fact that it has a little rattle in it might bring them to the area. Even better. Yeah. 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 Might so, be enough to just kind of shake it up just a little bit more. Are you a big yeah. jig guy? Uh, I am a, uh, I, I could pull down my boxes of jigs. Yes. Okay. All right. I I love a jig. And of course we have a jig in here that is from, uh, Winkhart tackle, uh, Winkhart lures. This is a nice little flipping jig here. It's a three eighths ounce flipping style head. It's got an interesting hook on it that has a little bit more angular, not so much of a round bend. Um, it's pretty big gap, actually. It's pretty nice. Nice little keeper on here. And uh, they're in there. I'm going to actually try to rig this so it looks good. And I discovered the uh, the lure that's leaking all of the scent all over this box. It wasn't the <laughs> Somatis baits. It was the Lake Fork Trophy lures. They're, yes. they're, it, this is pretty sweet. Um, this is what they call a magic. Uh, uh, the, they call it a flipper. Um, it's a flipping style bait. It kind of looks like a, uh, like a beaver style. Wow. These have so much scent. Wow. Oh, look at that. They do have some edges on here. So this right here, this color that I've I've got is called Magic Crawl Swirl. I'm down with the swirl. And oh, yeah. uh, it's pretty freaking sweet. It's got a nice, it's like a four-inch size bait. Um, I'm going to rig this sucker on this flipping bait. And uh, usually when I do my jigs, I like to take like, like the top third of the body and just yep. twist that sucker right off. And then creates uh, off every time. Yeah. You know, just, just take a little bit off the top and then, uh, feed this sucker right through and we'll see what happens. Now I was under the impression these had like really flat claws, which in the winter I kind of want because I don't want them to do too much. I don't want too much action. Uh, so I'm always trying to do like more of like a, like a chunk style bait for the most part, but I like the look of this and we'll see how this goes. You know, there's exceptions to every rule, too. Like, you know, oh, yeah, you want to throw a trailer that has less action. You want something that's a little bit more dead. But at the same time, you know, if maybe they kind of are looking for that or you it, you need to get their attention somehow, yep. mix it up. Uh, you, the, first, the first thing bass will do, the fish will make a liar out of you the moment you get out there. That's like what, the truth. <laughs> whatever you think is going to happen, it probably ain't going to happen. Dude, you know? Look at that. Oh, that's gorgeous, That dude. is sexy as hell. 
Let I, the love, color. I love swirl baits. I don't know about you. I love like swirl patterns mm-hmm. in uh, soft plastic. I don't know if you've ever looked underwater or in the pool before and looked down at the bottom. And oh, yeah. Just the sun with the ripples gives that swirl look across the bottom. So I just feel like swirl is really natural and, it, and soft. Plastic. Yeah, it's, it's almost like because it's almost like living tissue. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. see that and you're like, okay, so there's something, there's depth to it. There's something about it. Oh, this, this son of a bitch <laughs> is getting thrown on my jig rod immediately. Dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I love. I do. I love a flipping jig. Like, I don't think I live in California, so I can't speak for the rest of the nation. You mm-hmm. guys are probably gonna hate me for saying this, but I don't think there's been a season out that I haven't brought a rod out and just pitched around and flipped. Like you, the flipping bite never dies here. But I will say, like you were talking about trailers with action. Yeah. If I only have trailers that have like little flipping craw hands or whatever, um, I will cut the trailer down shorter. To yep. where the craw arms are actually obstructed by the skirt, so they don't flip so much, oh. but it's still the same profile. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's 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 not a bad idea because usually that's the thing. Most people are trimming that skirt down real low to give the most action. But yeah, you're right. If you kind of bury them a little bit, or sometimes I've used skirts that have. Maybe it's because I'll I'll put them on backwards, but they're they're not like the 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 tie isn't right in the middle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and if you put them on one way or the other, the interior is the skirt material is sometimes longer. I like that for like spinner baits, stuff like that. Yes. Or, or even, yep. even it would work great on a chatterbait too. Because then yep. you don't necessarily have to put a trailer on. You know, it's sort of if you want to shorten it up, like, yeah, you just run it without a trailer and, and you're good to go. Yep. I am stoked. So that uh, that's the box right there uh, for November. That's a that's a great November box because you never know where they're going to be. They're going to be eaten up, but they could also be deep. Yeah, exactly. I love it. It's a little something it. for everything. And I mean, a lot of the stuff that's in here is going to transition into the other end of like you get into like pre-spawn and stuff. So this is this is a great, great box. I, I'm stoked for it. I'm going to go out. I'm probably going to try and go out today. I got a little heads up from my youngest daughter that she is staying late at school to work on some science project. And I'm like, ah, oh, bought me a little bit more time. Maybe we'll go ahead and do that. But let's get let's get back to our interview. So the Dark Horse box, I'm stoked yeah. with. Let's talk about uh there's a couple of things that I'm interested in from you because you know you've you're you're kind of limited in this. Walk me through like your tackle setup. Like what does your arsenal look like for rods and reel combos for a typical day? Oh, for a difficult day? Oh, no, for for question. for a typical day, like your general oh, kind of day. Yeah, like your go-to uh, stuff. Dude, um, I fish Dobbins rods almost exclusively. Mm-hmm. I just, I got a couple, and they've literally just outperformed the other rods that I've had. Yeah. So it's a great. I brand. like a soft, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, Dobbins are softer. Or they give a little bit. I don't mind. Yeah. I, I don't mind. And in fact, like if we really want to get into it, technically, if I'm, if I'm getting into a kayak, I'm going to need softer rods anyways. Cause I'm a weird guy. I did a lot of, um, construction in my life. So physics is a normal thing in my brain. So yep. when my body is the fulcrum of the turning point, setting the hook, if you're a bank angler and you want to understand what standing in a kayak and setting the hook is like, put on a pair of roller skates and set the hook. Yeah. So when you pull, your body being the fulcrum, the fish doesn't necessarily move too much. You will move towards the fish. Yep. So a softer rod will actually keep them pinned better no matter how hard you set the yep. hook. All right. So I, I don't want to say that Dobbins has all soft rods, but they are a softer rod that yeah. really benefit me in the future and on the bank as it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And I, so I usually throw, I'll do my, uh, Champion 744, I'll do the 734, yep. um, which are both heavy rods. One's a worm and jig rod. Mm-hmm. We're, like we're talking about, I love pitching yeah. a jig all day. Um, I do the 733, which is a medium heavy. Uh, that's the 734 and 733 are my all-around rods. Yep. Those I can throw anything on. And I'm yeah. telling you, I could throw a frog to a spinnerbait to mm-hmm. Uh, a quarter ounce net and I can belt it out there a quarter ounce. No yeah. problem. Oh, I yeah. use, I usually use uh, a lot of people really into Shimano. I'm a gearhead, So I have a lot of everything. Oh yeah. Um, Me too. I'm the same so, way. Yeah. So I have some Corrado's and I have, I love, I love my BFS Corrado. I'm just going to say that when oh, it comes okay. to small stuff, I love BFS. Okay. Um, That's what I'm looking I to get throw, into next. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love throwing the Shimano's, but I've really got hooked on these Daiwa's lately, these Tatula yep. SVTW, um, uh, SVTTW. Yeah. Something like that. Um, they're great. The one Oh three size yeah. is, is perfect. And I have less arm. I, I use less arm and the, and it goes further. So I don't know oh, no if it's kidding. that little T wing or whatever it is in the reel. Yeah. They really, you can move, you can move a lure, like you can huck it. And, uh, the retrieve on them is great. Yeah. Uh, I also use the 736 glass rod. Yeah. That is my chatterbait spinnerbait annihilator. And gotcha. if I want to throw crankbaits, I throw them on that rod too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it just, that's my basic, I sound extra, whatever. Yep. That's my basic setup. I run around with four rods. Um, dude, that, I think, I think three to four rods for a bank angler is where you want to be. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, mm-hmm. it's great if you're sometimes I'll get a little like super technique specific and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm throwing. I'm going to bring two, you know, and I'll, if, I, if it's got to be really, really light, but then I'm kind of picking and choosing a little bit. I'm going, okay, I'm going to bring a medium heavy and a medium light, you know? Yep. Uh, and, yep. and this way I'm kind of like, I can kind of do, I can do a lot, you know, but there's some stuff that I obviously can't do. Like if I'm frogging or something like that, or they're throwing you know, buzz baits or whatever, I'm going to bring different shit. If I know I'm going to be throwing a jerk from the bank, I actually have a specific rod. I like throwing jerk baits from, from the bank versus when I'm in the kayak. Um, Absolutely. And which, yeah, sorry. Which, it's odd because I also, that same rod, I will throw poppers on regardless that same <laughs> combo. It's just, oh God, I'm such a train wreck when it comes to tackle. It's crazy. No, no, you're not. Yeah, I, you're speaking my language. Like yep. I have a walking bait rod, and my walking bait is also my jerk bait rod. Those yep. go hand in hand to yep. me because being a bank angler, I need a specific length, yep. or else I'm just slapping my rod tip on the on the ground. Uh, exactly. And that is, yeah, no go. That's so, my thing. I'm, I'm short, so I'm like, yeah, like throwing a seven two, you know, a seven two rod with a jerk bait. Like I've got to have a good drop off in front of me, otherwise I'm going to ruin the tip of this thing fishing for a whole day. I mean, I hate to sound like a salesman, but the Dobbins has a, the six eight yep. rod that is phenomenal. For oh, yeah. it's literally coated the bank angler jerk bait rod. Um, but anyways, uh, if I'm in the creek, I'm throwing all spinning rods. Yep. You know, uh, I have a creek by my house, and you can ask my buddy Andy Dwyer. That's like mm-hmm. my it's my dog and uh, I'll take him down to the Creek. We'll have 20 fish days, 50 fish days, just depending like they're not big fish. So we throw like yeah. little bluegill rod setups, super we'll light like stuff. little worms. Yeah. Yeah. Or something, dude. Oh my gosh. I'll throw it on my BFS and it doesn't matter to me, uh, yeah. but I prefer the spinning rod just because of the, just the Creek. It just feels better to throw a spinning rod around. Um, I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I mean, that's that's part of the reason why I want to get into BFS is for a lot of the creek fishing stuff where I'm throwing more downsized things. Um, also for the multi-species element to it, you know, um, I realize that one of the rods that I rely heavily on is a, a 7.3 medium light uh, with an extra fast tip that I try to keep dedicated to drop shots. Like I've got a drop shot jock on there so I can have the the weight, you know, held in place while I'm traveling with it. And I just don't want to have to retie a drop shot rig every single time. So I'm thinking more about the idea of, well, I'm kind of been into throwing these really small swim baits, like really like crappie baits um, and just super light stuff that's in that wheelhouse of like one sixteenth, one thirty second ounce, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um I think I think that might be the move is to look into BFS. And I've been looking at um, there's a, a reel that I think it's called the Dark Wolf, which is super affordable, but it performs at those light weights. So I I am uh, I love because I fish the creek a lot. It's yep. literally I could throw a stone and hit it from my house. Um, I love BFS. Oh, yeah. uh, I've done all sorts of stuff with it. And it's not just the Corrado. Like I'll, I yeah. have the Dial Air and a couple other things. It's really fun. But just for an example, this is a half ounce flat cider. Yep. I'll throw that all day on my regular reels. This is the crankbaits that I throw. On a BFS. With, on a BFS. Yep. And I can still belt them 20-something yards, 30-something yards. Like it's, it's a no joke. Now, for affordability... I'm yeah. going to tell you, I, I hate to be this guy because I'm totally for supporting local business, for sure. small business, my local tackle shops. <clears throat> I can't find it anywhere except for Amazon. You can get a Daiwa SLX 6.3. Or not Daiwa, excuse me, a, a Shimano SLX 6.3. Yep. 6.3 to 1 gear ratio. So that's because most, most uh, BFS reels still come in 8.3. I've noticed that across the board. They're oh, yeah. all like eight something to one gear ratio yep. and I want something slower. So yeah, SLX makes a six, three to one that I you can get on Amazon. I hate to say that, but really? you can totally get it affordable. Yeah. It's, it's really affordable. Wow. And, um, I made a video fishing one the other day. Um, well not the other day, like months ago. Yeah. And it, I was throwing that, uh, dark horse tackle Creek box and that Creek chub colorway I got from Robusto. Yeah. Hammered them. Oh, hammered them at six three. So and it's affordable. Look it up. I can send you the link if you want. Yeah, I prefer to support local, local. business. Sure, sure, sure. But it's but it's, I also it, am a junkie. Yeah. So. Oh, a hundred percent. It's funny because like so this year I picked up an SLX reel. Um, I've got a, a Corrado that was like the first nice reel I ever was like. I'm doing this. Like I'm going to spend some money, and I've heard so much about these. I want to try one. So I bought one that I use on my jig rod. It's uh, uh it's a Corrado K. Uh, it's an eight speed reel, and that's why it's on my jig rod. I'm like, yeah, I want to pick up that line quick, shit like that, and. Yeah. I love this reel. It's fantastic. This shit's not for everybody. You know what I mean? Like some people they need or they want those exposed adjustable brakes on there. I totally get that. Um, but I then was like, I think it was Debo had put a video out and he was like, is this really the best $99 reel for the money? And he was talking about the straight up SLX uh, line. And I picked up a, a 150 and it was a seven speed. And I'm like, this is, this is kind of the, what I throw on my sort of my react, my, my moving baits rod, something that I'm throwing, you know, uh, my chatter baits and my, you know, um, 
cranks and things like lipless and things like that. Cause I like, I generally lean a little bit faster with reels. Cause I find you have two different people. You've got folks that are either, I can slow down as slow as I have to go. And that's me. And then you've got other people that are just like, I'm better off just burning it. Cause like I've got mm -hmm. five speed bait casters as well that I use for like, I throw a mag draft on. Yes. And it is like, you have to crawl it so slowly. Otherwise it just blows out all the action. So I'm like, I'm going to throw this five. And even there I could probably go up to a six because I can go a little bit slower. But anyway, I, you know, getting back to as far as like the BFS stuff goes, like I'm looking into that and I, I've, I want to put the money in the rod. I don't want to put the mm -hmm. money in the reel up front. Always, always. Cause I think that also the rod is, you know, I, I see a lot of folks that are out there that are like, oh yeah, I'm throwing this medium light or I'm throwing this, you know, uh, you know, six, six medium. I feel like medium's just way too heavy. Uh, medium light. I, I I have a medium light spinning rod, and if it was a little bit more moderate, I could almost see going with it. I think I want to go light, or maybe even ultralight. I'm not sure if I should go ultralight though. If that's so, too light. No, 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 no. So it depends on where you're. Well, I guess I could tell you a bunch of things just because, yeah. like I said, I'm re, I'm an R and D guy, so I yeah. do it all. I will check it all out. I will play with it like nobody's business. Um, I like ultralight rods. I like yeah. ultralight rods for only specific situations. So yeah. if like you're talking about, you want a BFS reel and you're going to be throwing those crappie baits, you're going to have a blast on an ultralight rod. Yeah. The hard part is when you get that fish, that's a little big. I'm talking. That's what I'm I know, thinking. I, I haven't figured out the inches thing yet because mm -hmm. um, that's new to me. I've always done by weight. So when you start looking at three, three and a half pound bass, or yep. I, I've never caught a pickerel, so I don't know how gnarly that is. Um, I know that if I have a high speed gear ratio reel and an ultralight rod, that fish is winning for a lot of that fight. Oh, yeah. Um, which is fun. Yeah. But when I'm trying to get them in, I don't have the torque or the backbone. Yeah. To bring them to me. Yeah. So it's it's more along the lines of I'm just waiting for that fish to get tired. Tired out, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you're you're relying on the drag of that BFS reel to kind of, you know, play it out as much as you can. It it is yep. wild. I had did you hear the story about that big ass pike that I landed on this tiny little finesse jig? One of those Giltech finesse jigs from Dark Horse. Yeah, I heard you talking about it. I was like, <laughs> I have, there was, I, there was literally nothing I could do with that until that fish got just absolutely worn out. I fought this fish for what felt like 10 minutes. It was crazy. And uh, I would have loved to have gotten them in the net, but uh, it bit right off right at the leader. I was like, you son of a bitch. But like those small baits, it like that's part of the risk that you take. You know, you hook into something that's so big. You're like, okay, now I've got. Now I've got a separate set of issues that I've got to deal with. Now I've got a really strong, powerful fish on this really, really delicate stuff. I've got to be smart and play this thing out. So maybe light is the way to go. Maybe I should just go with something that's like a light, like a little bit uh, moderate, fast, you know, of, of a tip. Something that's kind of whippy. Um yeah, yeah. Well, the I'm, buggy whip, the buggy whip is definitely a fun way to go. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I have had more fun on fish with a buggy whip than I have like just horsing them in. Mind you, I love horsing yeah. fish, but uh, I think the buggy whip. I, I agree with you. I think the buggy whip is the way to go. It that just, might be the way to do it. It depends. Depends on how much fight you want. Yeah, you know? that's exactly it. Now that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of those those small small situations where I'm like, oh, I got to find a decent sized rock bass. This that might be the way to go. 
Um, You're coming into the perfect season to start with small baits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk now about, like, you know, fishing in California, right? I, I love this. I, it's a goal of mine to be fishing in California soon. But I want to fish with you. I want to fish with Cupcake Coley. Coley's <laughs> like, yes, rad. I love Coley. Dude, she's, she's the best. A, I was just talking to her last night. She is so sweet. She is a yeah. homie. She is great. And yeah. I, I like, yeah, I want to go and I want to fish in California. And, you know, I want to go and, and, and fish with like the, the cast and crank guys. <laughs> like, I want to fish with those guys oh, and throw yeah. giant swim baits and shit like that. I love that. <laughs> I, I need more like... I need more niche fishing friends that are into specific. I guess I have a good collection of friends that fish different niches. Like, you know, Todd Grubb, if I want to go out and, and fish, you know, for carp or any saltwater, like he's the guy. I've got a couple of friends around here that throw big swim baits. Um, I got to I got to build more confidence with that as well. Uh, you know, I give them their due every time I have that combo with me. But I got to take some some sends and just go and say, yep, this is what I'm doing. I'm throwing this. This is my one box. This is the combo. I'm going to go ahead and make it work. And yep. dude, hey, you know, if you if you make it out here, like you have a home base. Fucking like, I got a guest room. You have a home base here. Like, well, no and, sweat. And that's the beauty of it. Like, I'm going to be when I do this trip, I'm going to be going hard because I dabble in the overlanding a little bit. So mm -hmm. I, you know, the, the going out West is like the promised land for all that shit. You know, there's all this <laughs> BLM land and there's all this public stuff that you can go and camp. So be ready. We might go and uh, take a little adventure. You and I, you know, and camp in death Valley or some shit. Who knows? Dude, I'm here for it. I love, um, I love that it. shit. And if we, if you're anywhere near SoCal, I got a home base for you there too. I grew up there. My Beautiful. family's house is like a hotel. They love everybody. So so let's talk about, so you're out on the water, you're doing your thing and, and, and it's either a great day or a terrible day. How mm. are you ending that day? What is the meal that you're going to end that day with, whether it's in celebration or defeat or are they two separate <sighs> meals? Some people oh, are like, there's... I'm going to punish myself with this fast food or, you know, <laughs> Oh man. Um, yeah, I am. I'm one of those people. I won't punish myself with fast food. Like smart. I'll punish myself with you're not eating, dude. You're going to go home. You're going to sit there. You're going to eat when you get home and you're going to think about what you've done. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah, saying? There like, you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, because I had that day yesterday, to be honest, like I oh. went out the spot where I caught my PB. I'm doing a side job there. So I yep. went out after for about a half an hour before the sun went down. Of course, mm -hmm. it's raining. And so what do you do in the rain? You throw buzz baits. But, sure. um, uh, yeah, I threw about everything I had at them and, um, no bites. And I drove home and it's an hour drive. Oh and yeah. I, I, yeah. No podcast, no music. I drove home in silence. I didn't eat anything. I went home. I got home. I kissed my baby. I kissed my wife. I felt sorry for myself. I didn't tell them a dang thing. I nope. ate a small bowl of like shrimp and rice and just chill. Like yep. now if I have a good day fishing, Oh, Different so the great thing about where I live in Northern California is everybody's really about the mom and pop food spots. That's the um, best. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a big deal. There's tons of chains here. That's not a short sure, California. Yeah. There's tons of chains, but, uh, around the capital, everybody's very, uh, different. Yep. Uh, they, they're, they're very much about small, small things are better. So, uh, I will hit 
South for some fried chicken. I will. It's a restaurant. Um, or basically anywhere that sells like decent fried chicken. Yeah, I'm an I'm an, I'm going to be there. I'm so I'm just going to say, if I win, it's it's a fried chicken meal for me. Hell yeah, I'm 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 a junkie for it. I want um, I want to jump in on fried chicken for a moment because uh, oh, I, please, I let's I, go. I did a little listening to the Bass and Brews bo- bo- <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> shit. Sorry. Yeah. How uncultured are those two dipshits where they don't understand the glory of maple syrup on fried chicken. Can I get an amen? Oh Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like, he's speaking the language. Like if nothing else, I am born in, I bleed, like I bleed East coast, like water. You know what I mean? I am an East coast guy, but even I know the glory that is Roscoe's goddamn chicken and waffles. And my like, dude, my that's, dude. that's what I'm saying, oh, man. Like dude, I was, I was in Columbus in a Roscoe's fried chicken waffles t-shirt. People did not know what the hell was going up. on. No way. Yes, dude. I grew up on that stuff. It was literally a few miles from where I grew up. And as I got older, I, dude, I would go there by myself. Many, I do not care. Yeah. Many late nights after a few pops and you're just like, you know, it sounds great. Chicken and waffles, baby. Dude. So <sighs> the one in Long Beach is actually attached to a bar. So you can do what you want and then oh, walk into fuck. Roscoe's, dude. It's. The security there's pretty gnarly, but it's sure, still really sure. good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. There are two things. Go, go on. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say I've definitely had a few drinks a few different times and somehow wandered my sloppy, sloppy ass into into Roscoe's and sat down and enjoyed dude. They have like different tiers of lemonade. Like there's tiers. Really? So yeah. So I, uh, I come from sk- skateboarding. Like if oh, yeah. you really want to get into culture, um, I come from a skateboarding culture. Um, so skateboarding is what I did with most of my life mm-hmm. until I found fishing. Um, and I took some of my buddies, we were on a skate mission down to SoCal and they've never had the glory of Roscoe's. So I took them to Roscoe's and one of them ordered a lemonade and one of them ordered the sunrise, which is lemonade uh, with raspberry and, and peach and something else. Mm-hmm. And I ordered the sunset, which is, orange juice, peach, raspberry, and lemonade. Wow. And so it's, and if you ever have that with chicken and waffles, it is something more quenching than water. Oh yeah. It is. Oh dude, it's, it's delicious. So, um, and they were mind blown. I'm like, here, just take a bite, take a sip, take a bite, take a sip. Like I don't mind sharing germs. I'm not afraid enough. And, uh, they all, everybody ordered it. Everybody was like, this is the best. I'm like, Roscoe's has uh, their own batter and their own batter for their yeah. waffles, and it's a signature batter that nobody will get anywhere else. So when you get, when you actually get a chance to have Roscoe's chicken and waffles, it will change your mind about chicken and waffles, no matter yeah. where you go. It's funny because everybody tries to do chicken and waffles, no matter like you can go to IHOP, no shit, you can go to IHOP right now and get chicken and waffles. It's it's not the same. It's it no, it, no. it it totally isn't. It's just crazy to me because I I don't know a hundred percent that it's Roscoe's that invented that combination. Uh, or necessarily the history of where it came from, but I feel like they perfected it and so much that it's in the common vernacular everywhere. I mean, I say Roscoe's chicken and waffles to anybody over here. They know what I'm talking about. They know it's a California thing, which surprises me that it, at the Columbus show, that wasn't the situation. No, I think I maybe got one person that was like, oh, sick shirt. And I was like, 
Thanks. <sighs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know, like it's Columbus. It's a whole it's a whole different ball game oh, out totally. there. I was so so let's talk about this just for a quick second. Yeah. I've gone to I've gone to expos here in California. Yep. Right? There's a large expo out here in Sacramento. And I've talked to a few guys, like small little like G Rat. G Rat Bates is out mm-hmm. here. A few other bait companies have booths, but it's a very not bass oriented um oh, yeah fishing expo so when i went to columbus my mind i couldn't wrap my head around everything like it took the entire time the entire weekend i was there walking around trying to just see everything yeah it was amazing and everybody there is so cool you i walk around the california like hey what's up man hey what's up man and a couple people would like chat you up but it was very much like this is our stuff and you're like cool I'm really interested in your stuff, but I'm a person who likes to talk with people. Exactly. People, people move mountains. A, a good conversation will move mountains for me with the, with uh, tackle purchases or whatever. Yep. Just a general relationship moves mountains for me. Then, yeah. then, um, then just your product's great. You yep. know, like it just, I don't know. So when I got to Columbus, like the relationships that I built there and the guys that I met, yep changed the game for me. Like I have more, I hate to say that I have more friends in Columbus, Ohio than I do in Sacramento when it comes to fishing, but it, it, it it's kind of true. <laughs> I, I don't, I yeah. don't know that we have that many friends in Columbus after this last episode that we ran. Did you hear all the <laughs> shit? I don't know if you've heard it yet, but uh, oh, I, I, I the, heard it. The one yeah. we dropped or Joe's just like, yeah, Columbus has tons of meth. It's going to be great. <laughs> It just sounds like, okay. So, I, I, and that's my fault. I started that train rolling and all that. In fact, I put something on my story today that was meth related. And I'm like, oh God, what am I doing? I am so <laughs> stoked for that show. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, in a way, I'm kind of like, oh, I wish we weren't doing the live show because I could just party with all these amazing dudes. But I, I, we're just going to bring the fucking party to Old Fields is what's going to happen. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. it. Dude, I'm so down and and coming from the experience of last year, like, yeah, we're going to be doing the expo. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. But dude, there is so much time after. Oh, yeah. It, it's going to be hard to get up the next day. Yeah, I, 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 I hate to say it, but last year I was Mother Goose with, with Zach and Josh. Yep. I love them today. Oh, yeah. But I had to, I had to Mother Goose. I'm like, get up. We got to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am so stoked for this trip. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, there's folks that are going to be making appearances there. Uh, Dark Corner, I believe, is going to be there at the Link's show. Gonna- yeah, I believe so. Um, yes. There's also uh, a couple other podcasts that are going to be in the house that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I get the cool thing is that now, did you hear the description of what's going on with the booth this year for Dark Horse Tackle? Yeah, I kind of got a little bit of a layout, um, but I would love to for you to elaborate because I only got a little bit of a layout. So they doubled their booth size is what they did. It's much, much, much la- larger. And half of that they're dedicating, obviously, to the brand and, you know, promotional, everything for that. But the other half of it is basically, have you ever seen that Zach Galifianakis uh, Between Two Ferns? Between Two Ferns? Yeah. Yes. That's pretty yes. much what's going down with me. Is I'm going to be there interviewing people all day long. It's going to be absolutely insane. I'm going to have like like a like you know people go order or go to a bar they order like a bucket of beers. I'm going to have a bucket of like lozenges just because I'm going to be talking nonstop. 
It's going to be insane. This is, we'll be doing some live streams. We're going to be, uh, but a lot of this stuff that, that this content is going to be for the previous weeks coming up because we're gonna we're gonna work this as much as we can. I want to get bait makers on there. I want to get anglers on there. I'm trying to get uh, a couple of guests for the the live podcast recording that we're doing on the Saturday night. Um, yes, two people th- that are in the fishing community that are Ohio locals that are just absolute hammers. I just want to make sure that they're cool, you know, jumping on. And it's, it's one thing to do this and record a, a segment. You know, I could do this with yeah. anybody. Put me yeah. in front of a full bar room. I'm comfortable as shit. I do it five nights a week. Other po- folks just maybe they're not, you know, maybe they don't want, maybe it, it's a little bit uncomfortable for them. So we'll see what happens. But fingers yes. crossed we can make it work. But I, I'm stoked. Dude, I'm, I'm so stoked. I can't wait. And mm-hmm. that little castle that we're going to be staying in, dude. Oh, my God. Castle. <laughs> Casa de la Derelict, dude. I'm so stoked, Casa dude. De la I can't, I can't wait, dude. <sighs> oh, but uh, I tell you, I, I, just one thing. It's just a personal request. Yep. I don't know if it'll actually happen. If you can corner Ryan Dahl for just a minute, yeah. just get a couple, at least two words out of his mouth. Yeah. You're gonna. Oh, dude, he is. Like that, that the Ohio myth, like yeah. that legend in Ohio. He's, so he's the young version of that old guy you're afraid of when you go on the water because he knows everything. I've gotten that impression. I've been following him now for a couple of months, and I'm like, oh, this dude can fish. He knows what's up. Yeah, he knows what's up. Oh, dude. Yeah, no and joke. He's the nicest guy. That's he actually awesome. responds to me in DMs, which I totally appreciate because I'm just some cool. nobody from nowhere. But he's he's the nicest dude. That's so. awesome, man. I want to ask you a question on this because you had said before, and don't don't feel pressured or anything like that. No. I, I saw a video today that kind of I don't want to say it grinds my gears so much, but I don't. I the one thing I I cannot stand about the bass fishing community, if there is only one thing, it's the divisiveness over brands. I don't see the point of it. So. I watched a video today because it caught my attention because there was uh, it, it featured uh, a product that uh, a, a, a soft plastic actually that I've been using the last couple of months and it's performed like a motherfucker for me in the uh, multi species scavenger hunt it really has and uh, it's the crappie line of baits from Guggen so I'm I'm curious what your your take is on Guggen and and especially because you're you're in the age group and you started angling around when you did that, that was a big buzz. So I got nothing against them. In fact, uh, those, those dudes really came through in in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, that was like one of my first things that I got in fishing was, uh, some stuff like from Guggen and, I still have some of them like those okay. until I got that, that new, uh, Z man rattle snaker thing. Yep. Um, they're rattling Ned's home run hummel fish. Yep. They, they pummel them. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, that relationship, I, I talked to the, uh, my buddy, um, and he doesn't really, they, those dudes are really rad. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. I got, I got no brand hate. I mean, we could go as far as Guggen versus uh, Berkeley versus whoever. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I don't care. Yeah, I don't exactly. care. You guys shouldn't care either. Mm-hmm. I know that there's like a competitive thing because everybody's a specific brand, 
But let me tell you something. I saw that in skateboarding happen and there was yes. a divisiveness. There's a divisiveness between board brands, shoe brands, et cetera, et cetera. You know what happens? Brands die and so does the sport. Yeah. Sure. Skateboarding's grown out of control and it, it's a massive thing now. Hmm. But what happens is this divisiveness that separates these companies, yep. separates their fan base. The companies don't necessarily dislike each other. Yep. They don't. In fact, they probably fish each other's baits. Not going to lie. Definitely, definitely. But like pros aren't going to tell you all the time. I mean, now that there's live feed, they might, you know, not be able to hide the lure as much, but they're not fishing their sponsors all the time. But let me tell you something. The fans take that up in tenfold arms. Like I'm surprised we don't have like boycotts for certain brands already with people with the giant, you know, flyers and billboards. Oh yeah. And the fans will actually argue harder than the brands themselves. Mm Mm-hmm which is now putting a divisiveness not in the brands, but in the anglers. Yeah, and if there's and anything the I've part. noticed about an industry like skateboarding, mm-hmm. when they start to divide, large things come to play. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say the brands that took over certain things in skateboarding or, or fishing or anything, because yep. you know, far be it for me to really know. I just look at the patterns over and over again. Mm-hmm. And when you divide small subcultures, large corporations come in and monopolize it and then we lose the love yeah it becomes it becomes something completely different a whole different animal the cost drives through the roof everything falls apart and then Mm -hmm. everyone's like oh my god i got this bait caster on sale it was great it's 500 dollars for this corrado k because shimano daiwa guys have argued so much to the point where one brand is completely eliminated now i'm not saying shimano or daiwa is going to be eliminated but i'm saying you're, I, I know this sounds like a bunch of nonsense because I can't really use specifics, um, yep. but I can tell you that if you like a brand, yeah, like it. You know, if you dislike a brand, yep, don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. But it's don't that easy. sit there at the boat ramp or in a circle with your buddies and be like, "Oh, you use that stuff? They suck." Yeah, that's that the might worst. be that dude's PB lure. Yeah. You never know. And he might, yeah, and he might never get to fish it because he's like, oh, I can't use that because they suck. They don't suck. So I'm gonna, None of the fish brands suck. They I, wouldn't be in business if they sucked. I'm going to tell you what what it was that I saw. I forget the, the dude's channel, but he was creek fishing. And he was like, the beginning of his video, he's like, all right, guys, so I'm going to try these new uh, baits uh, that came out from Guggen. Here they are. I'm hoping nobody sees me with these. And I'm like, okay, obviously, obviously, you're just kind of poking that bear to like work in your favor or, or maybe you've had some negative feedback from other folks that are just like, Oh, that shit doesn't work. It's for kids. It's not durable or it's not such, they don't catch fish or whatever. Like, you know, Marling Bates had already proven that you could take a block of wood, put hooks on it and catch fish. Like, I mean, we know that they will eat whatever, you know, that it's not like if it works for you, fantastic. But when I saw that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, who cares? Like if somebody sees your video and you're, you're using, you know, such and such, it's like, and and then there's a lot of people out here. A lot will say like, oh, well that Coogan stuff, it's for kids. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it is, but you know, who's going to be around longer funding this industry that we're in? Those young kids than the boomers or the Gen Xers like my generation that are just like, oh, that shit doesn't catch fish. It's just like it is what it is. If you, if you like Guggen, awesome. If you like Sixth Sense, awesome. If you like Berkeley, I know Berkeley's controversial, too. I love Berkeley. Awesome. You know, 
Dude, exactly. Who yep. cares? And, and and if you really want to get into, like, I, I heard you say that they, they tear fast. They do. You know what else tears fast? A Yamamoto Senko. Mm-hmm. You know what's not $7 a bag? The Lunker Logs. Yeah. You know? It's Those true. are a Guggen band. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not knocking. Um, yeah. I will say, sitting there telling someone that they shouldn't be fishing something or they shouldn't be doing this or they shouldn't be doing that, unless it's harmful to their health. Like my son occasionally yeah. will like, he's eight years old and he'll do something where I'm like, don't do that. That yeah. is harmful to you. Other than that, like I have always been under the guise of fuck around and find out. Yeah. A hundred percent. You like something, whether it's the package that catches you or the idea or the scent that catches you. Yeah. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. Throw it. Like yeah. There's nothing. And, and like you said, the future of fishing is looking at us now. And if we're mm-hmm. sitting here telling them that something sucks or something is bad, yep. that takes X amount of money out of the industry and puts it in a larger corporation's pocket yeah. somewhere down the line. Yeah, exactly. And it will ruin something. It will ruin something for the future. It's, it's, so, it's crazy too. Like I know that those dudes get a lot of, get a lot of shit. I know that they do. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've become very good friends with fishing with Becca and yeah. you know, she bleeds Guggen green, like yeah. l- quite literally, like she is all about Guggen. And, but at the same time, she's never shamed anybody for using anything else. Like I was, when was the last time we were fishing? I guess it was when we camped in early October and she was throwing one of their like uh ribbon tail style worms and she mm-hmm. got a three and a half pounder man out of this tiny little pond next to where we we're camping. I couldn't get bit. I mean, granted, yep. I was like cooking and taking a few casts, then going back. So I was barely fishing. I couldn't get yep. a bite, but I was just like, holy shit, that's freaking amazing. But I've thrown all kinds of stuff. Like I don't, this is why I don't like to paint myself in a corner with different brands other than dark horse tackle, because dark horse tackle kind of umbrellas, everything. Like I look at dark horse tackle is they're the, they're that punk rock zine. That's getting you all that information uh, about the bands that you wish you knew about. Like that's what they're, yeah. they're maximum rock and roll of, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Dude. Perfect. Perfect example. So yep. I'm a pro staff member for Dark Horse Tackle. Yep. I love Dark Horse. They have introduced me into some of some bait brands that I would have never learned about. Yeah. And actually smack baits, smack fish. These baits smack fish harder than some of the stuff that I've been throwing that are like come out of these Tried large businesses. Yeah. Now, I am not anti-large business. Sure. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you guys and say, I only throw the Picasso shark blade because I got it out of my Dark Horse Tackle box. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. If I threw a jackhammer... I threw a jack tell you. Yeah. And I tie but I tied on, you know, the Prodigy Craw from Prodigy Baits, yep. you know, on the back of it. And there's a perfect trailer for it. It just happened to work out that yeah. way. Um, I'm not anti anybody, but I am totally pro Dark Horse. And here's what I have learned. Have you seen those hog molly baits? Did you get the box with the hog mollies in them? Uh, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. Okay. okay. So let's talk about a technique I hate and I and it started in my state, drop shotting. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I am not a drop shot guy. I do not like drop shots. And in fact, I went on a tournament with a buddy of mine and my homie Andy told the guy to take a picture of me if I picked up a drop shot because I dislike it that much. It wasn't going to happen, yeah. Yeah. Hog Molly made these baits. Um, I can't, hang on one second, sorry. Uh, They made these baits. I just made a whole drop shot box uh, a second ago. Can't find it. Here it is. Um, uh, I just want to get the bait name right. I'm really sorry. 
No worries. Of course, man. it doesn't. Of course, it doesn't say it on the package because you know I'm that guy. So go to hogmollybaits.com. They made a a bait that is hands down the drop shot king. It is flat on the bottom. It has these small finger trailers on the back. So you literally don't even have to bounce it. I don't know how much you work a drop shot. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. The small fingers on the back have such a good secondary action that you literally can throw it out there and let it sit and just slowly drag as you float. That thing will get smoked. I've had tons of lip hooks with drop shots, tons of hooks with drop shots. These are down the throat every time. Every time. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's freaking yeah, sick. Um, yeah. I, um, it, I have not set the hook on a bag of seven. Seven out of seven are halfway down their stomach. Like, they, they suck it in. They suck it in. Oh, like, yeah. So, these are all It's almost like a fingers. tube. It's Yeah, it's almost like a tube on the tail end. Almost, but then the bottom is completely flat. Yeah. And I like throwing a, like a, a cover shot hook or a, 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 flipping, a small flipping hook. Yep. Oh, instead yeah. of nose hooking. California, yeah. there's tons of weeds, dude. Everything. is Everything you go is vegetation. Yep. So I'll throw like a cover shot hook in here and it's down their throat every time. I don't know the magic. I don't anybody know anybody knows the magic of this bait, but I got these in a dark horse tackle box. And I literally hit the dude up and I bought I bought a bunch of bags. Like it's it's dumb. Um so sorry, sorry to get so sidetracked on that, but uh oh no worries. I feel like there is a certain stigma when it comes to dark horse tackle. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. erase this stigma right right now. Okay. We yes, I'm curious. We fish. We fish, we support local American business mm-hmm. we support small companies that that's what dark horse tackle does um that whole virtuous cycle that they're talking about oh yeah that's real thousand percent i'm one thousand percent for it yep but we fish so we're not i don't go out and only grab a dark horse tackle box yeah fish. some days i do yep but i don't do that every day yeah i still throw i still have uh stick bait worms oh, i for still sure. have uh, Rapala DT10. Um, yeah. I still throw those things. I am not against getting some. I got a whole handful of uh, lures from Graham from Robusto. I yep. love the colors. I love fishing them. They're great. That doesn't stop me from throwing in a couple DT10s in that box. Oh yeah. We are not elitists. Exactly. We are not. This is the this is the stereotype. Is I, I feel talking to people that we it, 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 initially when the company began, um, it sounded more elitist. And now that Zach and Josh are at the helm, it's a different vibe. Yeah. It's a totally different vibe. It is that, it is that underground punk scene that you're talking about. And I really hope that that stigma stigmatism gets out there. Like I can't push that message enough. We're not elitists. Yeah. We're not better than anybody else. We fish dude. Try these out. Yeah. Check this bait. And check this company, support your local American business. And and that's the thing. I think that a lot of people get it a little bit twisted when it comes to the idea of a subscription box, just in general, like it, I'm going to tell you that first and foremost, it is a great way for a new angler to fill their box with baits that are proven, you know, and to Absolutely. learn as they go 100%. But you know what else? 
it is also a great way for a seasoned angler to sample a small sampling of baits regularly that are not available just anywhere. So you're getting exposure to specific, you know, like like you were talking about, like Robusto. You're getting, you know, Giltek. All of these brands, Martins, you know what I mean? They're not necessarily everywhere the easiest to find, but you're getting to sample some other stuff. Maybe it's not exactly a technique that you're using, but you know what? I guarantee you, I guarantee you the vast majority, and there are exceptions. There are people who are just like, I buy what I buy. And that's what I buy. We have one of those guys on this show. You know what I mean? <laughs> we do. I've heard, but yeah. the vast majority of anglers are going to go out to a retail establishment, be it their local mom and pop or something else. And somebody's going to say, Oh, you know, what's freaking pretty amazing is this you should try it and they're going to buy it and what's going to happen is if yep. you do that you're going to spend more money on baits that you're not going to drop the 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 cost of your your you know weekend warrior box or your dabble pack you know you're not going to just drop that there you're going to probably drop three times that over time you know what i mean yep. uh, on baits yep. that you're, you may never use but this way you get regular monthly you know presentations that'll show up and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot. And you do it for really like the cost of like, what, like uh, you're, you're a subscription to like, uh, only fans or whatever. You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's like only fans and a happy meal. And you, you that's know, what you I'm got saying. Um, Come on. No, no. Okay. Here. Perfect example. Let, let me, let me encompass everything in a nutshell because I tend to rabbit trail a lot of my thoughts and mm -hmm. got hyperactivity in my brain. I'm sorry. I feel like that's um, why you and I get along so well. I really yeah. do. So <laughs> we're kind of all over everybody. We're about to talk about kayak again. No. Yep. Um, so every pro angler I've ever heard talk about their tournament series. They always go to the large, the large lake that they're about to fish in a tournament. They go to that local tackle shop. And there's a wall of baits on there that they can't get online. Oh, yeah. And they buy those baits. And they buy the heck out of those baits because yep. they catch the fire out of the fish in that lake. Oh, hell yeah. What Dark Horse Tackle is basically is that coming to your front door. Yeah. Automated. So not only can you get the, the sub box, the sub box is a great way to just not have to think. Yep. But if you have a plan or you're going somewhere, the BYOB box, you're still saving so That's much beauty. Money. Yeah, a hundred percent. I have actually been like, okay, I'm maybe thinking about taking a trip to Texas. My sister lives in Texas. Mm -hmm. What baits do we get? What baits are in the dark horse tackle box that are in Texas? Because I mean, I could go there and grab some Rapalas, but everybody on the lake is throwing Rapalas. Yeah, you know. Then there's that one local shop that's got that one thing that the local makers make. Yeah. Sometimes I find that right there on the website. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, well, I'll just throw that in a BYOB box yeah. before I go to Texas. I'll get a couple of Texas BYOB boxes and I'll go out there and I will catch the fire out of them. Yep. It is awesome. So it, it's the same idea, just instead of traveling and going to these places and spending thousands of dollars. Yeah. Comes right to your front door. Exactly. More convenient. Yeah. You don't have to worry about like, should I get two or three of these? Ah, we'll do that. And then it just adds to the bottom line. So like for yeah. everybody, like, and I love the fact that you, you nailed it. Like this isn't a group of elite, you know, elitist tackle junkies. This is everyday anglers that are looking to diversify 
their exposure to different baits and really kind of like reach out to that next level. That's freaking beautiful. Um, right. I mean, Zach fishes from a canoe. Yeah. Yeah. That, hey, I fish from the, go ahead. I was going to say, it's a lifestyle. You know, <laughs> like Pocahontas. Yeah. Um, I fish, I fish from the banks on my Chevro legs. That's how I get everywhere. On so. my Chevro legs. <laughs> I got, I got this vision in my mind of Zach paddling and going up around the river bend. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's broke a harness all day. He's broke a harness. <laughs> <laughs> I have photos of him like in like the the George yes. Washington pose. Yes, and I've seen like, that. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love it. Oh, I told man. him he needs to black that thing out and give it like the skull and crossbones and just make it wicked and just show up to some kayak tournament ready to rock. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> man. You know, and 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 that's what I love about fishing. Like it really is like punk rock. Do what the fuck you yeah. want, you know? Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> so, oh, speaking of kayak tournaments, dude, like, dude, Dark Horse is going to be sponsoring the kayak Adventure, Adventure Kayak Series. series. Yeah. Bro, that's going to be so awesome. Um, Zach gave me a little bit of insight on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not at liberty to say any of it, but I can tell you this is going to be awesome. So if you guys are ever interested in anything Dark Horse Tackle, like check out the kayak adventure series. Cause it's probably coming to a place near you. Have you seen that schedule? I have. So we had drew on the, on the, on the show and we talked about That's it right. in depth. And uh, this is unlike any other kind of a, a kayak tournament trail that I've ever seen. Like this is, it's more focused. I genuinely think on the community and having fun. I really think, and, 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 and this is what I would love to see personally. Like, I understand there are people who are, they fish competitively. That's just what they're wired to do. And it's the way they enjoy. And I'm not hating on that at all. Like if that's what you want to do, do it. That's awesome. But at the same time, like, I think that there is space where you're going to see competitive or fishing events. Not even like, of course, they're going to be competitive at some point or another, because you got to gauge there's, you know, something about it or, or, or put a quote reason to be there. But really, I think the primary reason with the kayak adventure series and and really, honestly, even with the multi-species scavenger hunt stuff that we do, like, I mean, we get some of these anglers that are just absolute hammers and they just absolutely kill it. But they're the minority group, you know, they really are even competitive anglers in general. If you look overall, look at the amount of fishing licenses in any one state. Look at the amount of licenses that were sold there. And then you divide that amount, you figure who is a competitive angler and then who is just recreational angler, would be a weekend warrior, they're out there hardcore like 4 days a week like I am. You know, it's it's all you know, I mean, it, there's there's it's a very small ratio that is that into one and then when you niche it down to just kayaks, it gets even smaller, you know? I mean, that is a growing leg of it. But anyway, what I'm getting at here is that the, like, I do think with Kayak Adventure Series, that, like, uber competitive, like, it's not a KBF event. It's not going to be a Hobie event. It's more about the experience overall. And I feel like the fact that he, that, that Drew's including, like, activities and live music and things like that uh, says a whole lot. It's, it's just going to do great things for the community. And there are people who are just, they're never going to understand that. And that's okay. You know, 
That's fine. They want to roll up in their $20,000 kayak rigs and, you know, and, and fish, you know, gamble professionally for money. Great. It's okay. I'm not hating on that. I just know that I'm going to be hanging out at the taco truck with all these fucking cool homies that probably outfished me, but we're going to share stories. We're going to have a good time. And I'm going to leave with fast friends that, uh, you know, relationships I'm going to carry for the rest of my life, you know? And I think that's, that's what's more important than anything, you know? Yep. You know, yep. I, I really do. Where are you on that competitive scale? Like, I know you mentioned that, that you've, you've, you've played co-angler before in some tournaments. Oh, yeah. Like, where are you on that, on that spectrum of like recreation to tournament? competition oh man that that's a good question so i i do a lot of co-angling mm-hmm. i can get if there's a derby that i can get to and i get to it uh i try and get on the back of anybody's boat who's willing to take me um because i don't i didn't own one at the time mm-hmm. um i love competition the problem is i'm overly competitive so yeah. i have to actually ratio that out for myself because I will quickly lose sight of how fun and how much I love fishing because I'm not catching the correct bag. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm, I'm clicking 13th or sixth or whatever, you yep. know, it's, that's great. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And like, that's something for me to talk about. But then I feel like I'm doing that more for like myself, like pushing myself. Cause I love skateboarding my mentality. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's just you and a board. So it's just me and the fish. Yeah. Sure, I'm on the back of the boat with somebody else, but that's me and the fish. That it is. Uh, I am pushing myself. I am always yep. constantly pushing my limits. I love the drive and push of a healthy competition. Mm-hmm. I can't be a healthy competitor. Yeah, I'm not. I don't cheat. I don't uh, take anybody else out. Like I am not against anyone else. Mm-hmm. But if I, like I said, if I have a bad day. I'm driving home in silence, you know, yeah, like I yes. will beat myself up more than anything. I relate. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to look into fishing competitions, especially derbies with kayaks involved. I oh, really yeah. want to get to know the community better out here. Like I really want to get into it, but at the same time, I'm going to be like you. I will be right there next to you at the taco booth. I will, cause I like food. Yep. I will be eating, stuffing my face, trying not to choke over laughter. You exactly. know what I'm saying? That is, yep. That that is the most important thing that I've found in fishing is the community. Yeah. Like nothing there is nothing better than going out and just beating them up. Don't oh, yeah. get me wrong. I love catching fish. But the community that I found in fishing is bar none one of the most close knit and friendly, open minded groups of people. Yeah. Like it is really rad. So I appreciate it um a lot. But when it comes to competing versus fishing regularly. I fish regularly more than I compete because I want to continue to love it. Yep. That's smart. That's smart. You know, we have a good friend of the show, um, Lauren, formerly from Three Bells Outfitters, had had said one time, she had said, you know, Bobby, your fishing is different than like Sean's fishing. He's on a mission. You're on a journey. And that resonated with me so much because I feel like, and this is going to roll right into the next question, but- I feel like for everybody, everybody's got a journey and everybody's got a tale to tell. And that can include the wins, 
You know, um, I want this year, I won a very little bit of money, but I placed in the money in a couple of the scavenger hunts, which was fucking amazing, you know? And it's, it's the growth from when I look at like, okay, so where was I in 2016, 2017 to now here we are 2023 and I'm regularly entered into these multi-species tournaments. I've entered, uh, an online, you know, tournament, which was, it was, it was humbling. It was, it was really, really humbling. It did not go at all the way I expected it to, but it was something I could cross off my list. Now I'm, I'm looking into just, just to try and maybe even compete at one of these kayak adventure series events. Although it's, it's possible that we may end up just being there as a podcast, as a media source at multiples, you know, so I may, I may any fishing that I do down there might just be for fun when I'm able to squeeze it in. Dude, that would be rad because yeah. that would be so perfect for you. Because not only are you setting aside your your uh, uh, business side, the, the podcast and yep. media side, oh, yeah. but you get to go out there and you actually get to fish for fun yeah. and you're fishing with other people. Like that's, that's kind of cool. Like that's almost the perfect storm. Yep. Um, I will say, um, you guys did throw a competition back in the summer, I believe, early yeah. summer. It was our first Just time a bass doing fishing it. competition. Yep. And I was so brokenhearted. Like I wanted to compete so bad. Oh yeah. I had uh I got my PB baby. So oh, okay. um, I couldn't I couldn't go fishing. I literally Fair just have my daughter. Yeah. And um, so she's my PB daughter. I have a PB son and a PB daughter. That's and, perfect. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't go. I was super bummed because Zach's like, "Are you going to do it?" I'm like, "I'm kind of in the hospital right now." Um, yeah, that's you get a pass. Although I'll tell you what, nobody in uh, the Northeast in New England fished that day. Nobody. Really? Uh, there, I take that back. There was a handful of people, but um, it was we got ridiculous thunderstorms that were coming in and tornado warnings. And I was I was at the launch, and I'm like, "Okay, this looks good." And then I got an alert for a tornado warnings. So I was like, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to risk my life." I'm like, "It's fine." But we're doing, um, I'm going to try actually to do, I think this year we're going to try and do two of them, one in the spring and then one in the late summer or fall. Uh, ideally, I really want to do three. I want to do a one that's around the spawn, one in the spring, one in the summer and like the dead of the summer. And then one maybe a little bit later, like maybe in October or something like that. Uh, I would love to do it. And I think it's a great concept where it's like, yeah, it's a, it, it gives kind of a, 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 that slot limit I think is huge. And I, yeah. I think that that makes it, it, it levels it out so that you can, you can have fun, you know, just go, just go and catch fish. Like, you know, and, and I think what we might do is lean toward making those derbs charity derbs where we'll utilize that as like, okay, so we're going to take a portion of every single entry that comes in and make a donation to probably like an environmental charity or something like that, or we can do something positive with it where it's this way we can just get people to go and go for it. Um, and this way, also, we can bring in even more sponsors and maybe give away more raffle prizes and things like that to kind of really make it blow up. So who knows? Dude. You know, it could be I insane. Mean, you, you guys could take over the Dink City. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did you remember? Do you remember that? Dink I do. City tournament? Yep. Yeah. So that's how me and Zach got to know each other. Oh, really? Like, it, dude, like we were on the pro staff. Hey, hey. Like mm -hmm. there's a bunch of people. It's just chatting. Um, and then the Dink City from Dark Horse Tackle came out and me and Zach teed off on each other basically is what ended up oh, happening. Nice. Um, he won. I, I, no one remembers second. I was yep. second. Um, but, uh, dude, that relationship that me and him yeah. built through that, like it, this was before he was even a co-owner. Like 
Yeah. It was just me and him fishing, dude. And like we would go back and forth all the time, 20 here, 50 there. And it was 10 inches or under. And like my son took 13th, dude. He was eight years old. Dude, that's awesome. That's that's the that's what I loved about that's when I really fell in love with Dark Horse Tackle was they were not like that they were trying to eliminate the elitist mentality of big fish matter all the time. Yep. Yeah. It was all fish matter, kind of a joke. Yeah. And let's do 10 inches or under. And whoever has the most at the end wins. And they ran it for a month. And dude, that was the funnest time I had fishing. Oh, I believe it. That that's all. And it's funny, like to bring it back to kayak adventure series, they have a micro bag division, which I'm all about. I'm like, and it's a sizable pot. It's just, it, you know, it's not like you're, you're winning like a bag of plastics or something for winning this. Like it's a sizable pot. So if you, if you get a bag of, I think it's like 10 inches and under. And yeah. if, if you get the smallest bag of, you know, of five fish, you can you can take the duck. I think it's the smallest bag. I'm pretty sure it is. And yeah, five inches or more. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's it's there's it it it's nuts. But like, and th- there's no extra pot. Like you enter and you're in it. You know, yes, that's amazing. Yes, and then thirteen fishing has a tagged fish that's worth like a ridiculous amount of money. Like if you catch Dude. this tagged fish, I think it's worth worth like thirteen k. Can you imagine just? Yeah. Hanging a bunch of dinks up, like man, I guess I'm going for the dink bag, and yeah. then just pulling out that tagged fish, like. <laughs> oh, what if you did the trifecta? If you were like, oh yeah, well I I killed it. You know, we got a bunch of you know for the regular entry, we got a a, a great five limit ba- uh, or a full limit, you know, for for larger fish, and you win that. But you also were just slaying them in general, and maybe you won the micro, and then one of those fish that you caught was the tagged one. That's like that's amazing. <laughs> Like that, and that shit could happen. I love it. I love it. I I love this whole kayak adventure series. I think it's awesome what Drew's doing. I got to meet that dude in Columbus. He's a really nice dude. Yeah, Um, nice. I I really looking forward to seeing how this goes out. I probably won't be able to travel for it. Oh yeah, it's way out there. They're all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. but I I I really like. I'm gonna follow it like the junkies follow Bassmaster. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna be on the website daily. And it's really awesome. The beauty about it is that he really does like one of the questions I asked him was like, where do you see it going in like the next like five years or so, five to 10. And he's got some vision for it that he wants it to kind of go to. Um, But I love the fact that they're going to be shuffling up these areas. So this is going to travel into different pockets of the country and it could be really, really interesting. So I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be awesome. But I bring up, and I said that this whole thing was going to transition to this next question. You know the question. You know what this question is. Imagine you're at like an event, you know, something like that. You Or maybe you're at the Columbus Fishing Show, and then like somebody, oddly there, it would be weird if somebody was like, oh, you fish? That's weird. (laughs) You know what I mean? But somebody says like, oh, yeah, I hear you fish, you know, and you're at an event or something. And and what is that story that you're going to share with that person um, that either you're most proud of or, you know, whatever that, that, that story is that you're going to lead with. And then on the other end of it, we want to know the story. That's the greatest because there's a laundry list every angler has, and it's so hard to choose. Oh, I'm going to have to think about the second one for a minute. Go for uh, it. So there's a couple that come to mind when it comes to my best moment. Um, mm-hmm. one of them selfish, uh, 
because <laughs> you know it's about me. And uh, sure. it was probably when I when I caught my my recent PB. Um, nice. I was you know where I'm at right now. I was doing a side job, mm-hmm. and they have some ponds there that are behind gates. You know that people don't really get to touch too much. Um, but there's one that is a feeder. It's off these two lakes and a golf course, like way on the side, like way out in the boomies. And I was like, well, that one's accessible. I'll go check that one out. And I just got my box. And so I was throwing <laughs> stuff from my box. Um, cause it, like I said, every now and then I will just go out and throw stuff from my box. Um, I did not, I expect three, four, five pounders out of here. Like, that's that's my expectations. So I started throwing that Jawtech snatch on that that Dobbins the seventy forty four the mm-hmm. jig rod and um, that rod can handle some fish like yeah. it can handle some fish. Yeah. Um, and I'm just throwing it around and I'm twos fours fives. I'm like, cool. This is a great day, dude. Like this is an awesome day. I'm really glad I came out here and did this. I guess <clears throat> one more cast, quote unquote, of but course. it literally was, let's just throw one more out there and I got to get going. I got to go home, baby, wife. Mm-hmm. And I throw it out there. And because I'm a social media kid, I look at my social media for a second, whatever. And I put it away and I twitch and I twitch and I, I'm like, oh, I must've, I must've hit something. Yeah. And then I hear people talking about this all the time. I have never experienced it yet, but when it moved back, I set the rock or I set the hook. And yeah. when I set the hook, I threw, I ding near, I'm 41 years old. I almost threw my back out. I set that hook and that rod tip. When you reel down, it's yep. supposed to come back with you a little. It didn't. Did butch, dude. I mean, I went rock and I knew it wasn't a log because it pulled back for a second. Yeah, exactly. And when I set that hook and that rod didn't move, I was like, oh, Oh, and I'm running a seven, seven, uh, seven, five to one gear ratio. Like mm-hmm. just trying to crank this in. And this is a thing that I've heard people talk about that I've never experienced until this day. The underwater head shake. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've felt the, you know, threes, twos, dinks. They wiggle a little. I mean, my entire rod loaded up was going whap, whap, whap. And I was like, what is he? doing like yeah. i thought i was running him into something it's just dude doing when i boom, pulled, boom boom when that thing came to the surface like just you know how they shine you they'll give you their side as oh, they're trying yeah. to fight the side <laughs> just didn't end i was like whoa dude and then again the boom boom yeah i was just i mean i was shaking i was like oh it's, it's the best feeling so Dude, and of course being a bank angler like you get in the mud dude that's what you do so yeah. i get down there and i and I reel them and I'm reeling them and I'm reeling them, but there's a ton of berry bushes. And I'm like, how far am I willing to go into this thicket to get this fish out? And I said, all right, man, we're it doing is it. Zero or zero time. Yeah. Yep. And I took, and I, dude, I just lifted as hard as I could. And I basically land flipped a nine and a nine and a quarter on the bank. Holy like shit. Over berry, over berry bushes, over the tulies, and right in front of me in the grass, dude. Didn't Holy break the rod, shit. didn't break. I mean, it was one of those things where I'm either going to lose it and be the biggest loser of my lifetime. Yeah. Or risk it. I'm going to win because I'm not letting this fish go, Holy but I can shit. only go so far into these berry bushes. So. Holy <laughs> Jesus, dude. That's your, so I'm assuming that's your PB. 
that's my PB. That was my PB day, dude. Oh, <laughs> it was one of those shit, moments man. where I was either going to be <sighs> really dumb and then have to tell everybody how stupid I am or Fuck. I got some good photos and a lifetime memory. Yeah, that's so. insane. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey. It, it just, it, it worked out. So I was, yeah, that's, that's my, and that was relatively recently, wasn't it? Yeah. No, that just happened the other day. Um, <laughs> so the other day, uh, last month. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing so, the picture. I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. It doesn't. So I, I'm looking at the photos. I'm like, this doesn't look like nine, but the scale shows nine. Yep. Um, it was a long fish, yeah. but it had a huge, it was just, it was fat just feeding up and was just, yeah. 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 So I was really excited about it. Um, of course my Instagram got, you know, put on timeout, I guess. Of course. So I don't have the photo. I mean, I have it in my phone. I'm going to repost it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but my other moment was, I think the, I was very proud of myself for that moment, but I took my eight year old son, um, fishing at a, a pond. And, uh, he was five at the time and he was okay with catching bluegill and stuff. You know, kids, they just want to catch. They That's don't care. Exactly it. Yeah. They don't give a shit. And, um, it was, I seen, I seen a three and a half pounder swim pretty close, pretty close to where we were at. Mm-hmm. All right. So I favorite thing, flip the jig in there, just flipped it in there right in front of it. And I watched the fish follow it down. Oh, and I was like, yeah. okay, cool. I just wait for the tingle. And my son's five. So I just lifted the rod enough, just enough to pin it. And I'm all, here you go, set the hook. And I gave it to him. And he, <laughs> five years old, he, he just it. took this rod and over his head, wham, the reels behind his head. And I'm like, no, 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 reel down. So he like reeled down and he fought this. I wanted to film it, but we were on such a steep bank yeah. that his feet, as the rod was bouncing from the fish fighting, his feet were slowly dragging towards yep. the water. Yeah. So I just wanted my hands out there in case it pulled him you in. You can catch him for sure. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And, and uh, dude, he pulled out this three and a half pounder. And dude, that's awesome. I I mean, he had no teeth, so he looked like a goofy jack-o'-lantern, you know, like the oh, little yeah. kid look. Oh, yeah. Dude, he was so excited. I was so excited. You could hear my voice squealing with excitement for him. Like, Bar none, my proudest moment watching him pull that fish in and how excited he got over it. Dude, there's nothing better than when your kids hook into a fish. It's just like proudest moment, like slow-mo. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, unbelievable, man. So as for my worst moment, oh, dude. um, I mean, there's so many. Like I've done that hero to zero many a times. Oh, for sure. Zero a lot. Comes to the territory. Yep. So I guess my worst moment is I was fishing a pond with my son mm-hmm. and we were, you know, just throwing jigs around and stuff like that. And I was letting him, he just, I give him like the Panther Martin and the spinner and the, and the spinning rod and he's yep. happy as can be, you know, I hook into a fish and I can't tell you the size. I know it's, it's probably five give or take yep. somewhere around there, three to five pounds, decent fish. Um, but this is my, what we were talking about earlier with the BFS reel and the ultralight rod. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I am now trying to horse this fish that 
ain't going to be horsed. And yeah. this is not the setup to horse it on. So I'm letting him run. Yeah. I'm letting it's him all run. you can do. Yeah. And I, yep. He ran under a bush and I just kept tension on him. He came out. He ran over some lumber, kept tension on him. He came out. I just kept trying to let him play it out. I was waiting for this fish to be tired. Well, I don't know if they sprinkle meth in the pond or what this fish it is. had a Red Bull. Fish, yeah. Yeah. This fish was not oh. getting tired. Um, and I finally get him. I finally get him to the bank. I mean, it's grass in front of me. Like there's no obstructions. There's yeah. nothing. And I get this fish and I get my hand in his mouth and I shove my thumb to lip him. Yep. And the hook goes directly under my thumbnail. Fuck. Yeah. So I have the hook under my thumbnail and most people like, Myself included, if I get poked or something, ah, it's a quick reflex to pull back. For sure, yeah. Well, when I did that, it pulled the hook that's in the fish's face and in my thumb and me lipping him. Yeah. I didn't want to let him go. It didn't pull him out. It yanked it to where the fish started to slide up my hand and the hook goes deeper into my thumb. Yeah, because I'm smart. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, hold there. And I'm yelling every obscenity known to man. And my son just keeps repeating the word hot sauce over and over again because we have a deal if I swear I get hot sauce. He doesn't know I love hot sauce. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But he hates hot sauce. So it works. He won't repeat them. Um, And so I have a thumb. I have a hook under my thumbnail, a fish in my hand. I'm pinned to this fish, like pinned. That sucks. I've been there. uh, Not with a big fish, but I've been there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you, this fish is decent size. You know, he's a fat three-pounder or a skinny five-pounder. And I'm holding him over the edge of the grass, and I start using the pliers to pull the the hook out of my thumb because, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to kill the fish, and I I don't want a hook in my thumb. Of course. And as soon as I pop the hook free, it's that instant pain, and I reflexed again, ah, and the fish drops, lands on the ground in front of my son, he tries to catch it, gets the back fins in his palm. Spines? Oh, God. Yeah. Gets the spines in his palm. And so he screams. So I have a screaming child, the fish flopping on the edge of the bank. And I don't know who to go for. Well, I mean, I know who to go for because I immediately go to my son and yep. I watch this fish just flop, flop, boom, right back, back in the water and off it goes. So me and my son leave this pond, both of us bleeding out of our hands. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is a, that is my worst <laughs> biggest want want moment oh yeah that's pretty i mean th- you did catch the fish like it was it was in your hands it was out of the water that's a catch yes that is hardcore that is oh man wow yeah dude that yep. sucks i can't even imagine when you're trying to lip the fish and you get the hooks and try that that just sucks when it happened to me it was i caught a small yellow perch ironically on a yellow perch uh rattle trap <laughs> And uh, I went to go and I was actually lipping this fish and I was trying to get the hooks out of its mouth and it just fucking shook free. And as it dropped, one of those hooks just sunk right into my thumb. (sighs) It sucked. (sighs) Yeah. Yep. It's we tried the braid trick, but that didn't work. No, no. I just grabbed the pliers and rip. You know, it's the only way to do it. But I did end up getting a new thumbnail out of the deal. So, hey, there you go. There's a little win. Yeah. (laughs) That's rough. Brutal. Dave, this was awesome, man. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Like this is, this was a great, great segment, and we're gonna have you back on, especially after you get out with the kayak to kind of get some feedback about how things are going. Um, I I know you're gonna end up getting a second kayak. You know why? Your son's gonna end up in that RVR. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. All day. And then <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Cause then you can go out now you're both out on the water. You know what I'm saying? I see, yep. I see Sean and, and, and his youngest son, they fish together and I'm just like, yeah, that is, that is awesome. That is freaking awesome, man. dude! It's great. Thank you for having me. I, I'm I'm so glad we did this. This is this is absolutely yeah. fantastic. I mean, we we unboxed the dark horse box. We we caught up on all kinds of good stuff. We had an amazing conversation about the glory that is Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Like yes. this was an absolute home run. I am psyched for February. This is going to be. We're going to have ourselves a good time. Dude, we are, dude. I'm so stoked. And trust me, we'll probably be a lot less uh, censored when we come to the Castle de la Derelict. It'll be great. Um, oh, but, fuck yeah. <laughs> dude, I just appreciate you for having me on here. Like, I feel really honored. And like, I listen to you guys all the time. And so it's it's just, it's it's a pleasure to be on. That like, that thanks. means the world to us, man. Thank you. Like, that's the part of the whole reason why I started even doing the interview segment stuff is because... It was it was it was an opportunity for me to have conversations with all types of anglers and just that's where the real growth kind of comes from. You know, like you learn little bits and pieces here and there. And and it's just it's great to just hear like how people do things in different areas and everything. So that's freaking dude, awesome, dude. Can I just fan out for just a second? I mean, Go for I just it. I, ha- I have to say this because I'd feel remiss if I didn't. Yeah. Um, I said this to Alex and Paul too, but like mm-hmm. I genuinely, you guys, I genuinely appreciate you being on here and here's why. Not only do I fish with you guys, yep. but there's tons of other people that listen to you guys on a regular basis. And and I'm sure you guys know this. And if you don't, when you guys have episode after episode after episode, there's yep. small things that are revealed about each one of you guys, whether oh, it's definitely. you or Sean or Joe um, so that creates a, a, a genuine relationship, a small, small amount of vulnerability where we feel as fans and listeners, yep. we get to know you better and better. And yes, you don't know any of us. A lot of us are blank faces or there's the beefsters or whatever Josh called them, which was hilarious. The beefsters the, is fucking great. <laughs> right? The jig heads. Um, we, you get to see them, but uh, for the most part, we're a bunch of faceless people. And I just want to say on behalf of the rest of us, like, yeah. Thank you, dude. Like you've created a relationship and a community that is uh, open-minded, friendly, yep. kind, That's funny, awesome. hilarious, and uh, I genuinely, as a listener, a- appreciate you guys. Like your, we have a relationship. You've created a relationship with thousands of people that are faceless, and I, as being as being one of them, and actually getting a chance to have a face on here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Dude. Dude, that's I appreciate awesome. everything you do. That is that is amazing. Thank you so much for that. That's that's all we ever wanted to do is just create, you know, like you said, community. It's it's the biggest thing. It's ironically, it was only a, a few years ago that it was kind of revealed to me that doing when I do my trivia nights, that's what I'm doing. It's not about yep. the game or whatever. It's about the community and 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 you you get like you know these and actually if if anything if there are beefsters they're my trivia <laughs> fam. That's the beefsters right there. I might have to throw that out there. I'm starting a new bar tonight too, so this could be hilarious. Dude, like, what's up, awesome. beefsters and beefettes? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nerds and virgins, how are you guys? Dude, dude. <laughs> I love that. Oh dude. man, fucking well, great, dude! I appreciate you having me on here. Thank you so much. Oh, this is really um, awesome. Do me a favor though. I need yeah. you to send me send me that picture with the PB, so oh, I can yeah. u- use it for the artwork for this episode. I could also send you a picture of the smallest bass ever caught. Oh really? Okay. I could. I'll send you both and let you just pick. Nice. 
I don't know. I think it's, I think that, I think smaller fish is just funny sometimes. Um, I, I agree, man. I've thrown yeah. a beetle spin so much this year that I have caught some ridiculously small fish, ridiculously small, large mouth. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize this, but like their mouths are so like differently developed than more mature bass that it's hard to keep a hook in them. When they come up and they thrash, they've got a lot of force there. And those light baits, they'll just fly right out. I've had, had have it happen so many times. So getting them in the boat is a total win. You know? Yeah, dude. Every time, every time, um, me and Zach actually had a conversation about how hard it is to get a hook like in. And then if you can keep it in, yeah. get it out. Because their their mouths are so like, <laughs> just in there. Oh yeah, Got little pliers and oh god, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's freaking bananas, dude. I love it. Well, hey, I'll let you go. I know you got stuff to do today. I saw your schedule. That's a pretty gnarly schedule. Dude, it's fucking um, insane. <laughs> so I'm sure you got tons of other people that you got to talk to besides me. So. We got a bunch of shit going on, but dude, I appreciate you, Dave. I really do. I'm looking forward to seeing you in February. Uh, we're gonna have a blast. It's gonna be good stuff. Absolutely. If you guys are interested or whatever on mm-hmm. this journey, this kayak journey, it's I'm a first timer. So yeah, let everybody know where they can follow you. Like if they want to catch up with your your journey with the kayak, or they want to, you know, all that. And also feel free shout out anybody uh, that you're working with. You know, obviously Dark Horse Tackle. But if you have, you know, anybody else that you work with, let let people know. Promote yourself a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, my Instagram is Free Wolf of Walmart because I had to start a secondary account. Um, my TikTok is the real Wolf of Walmart because somebody already stole Wolf of Walmart. Um, YouTube is Wolf of Walmart. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm going to put all my kayak stuff there. Um, yeah, this is good. If you guys have any uh, opinions or, or, or advice, like mm-hmm. feel free to reach out because I'm new and yeah. I just want to learn everything. Um, and Dark Horse Tackle, Zach and Josh. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Like this was just something that we just started or they started and, and I just jumped on for fun and, mm-hmm. and it's become like a lifestyle. So thank you guys for creating a family for me to be there. It's awesome. Um, Bryce over Dobbins. I call him all the time. Thanks mm-hmm. Bryce. Like I appreciate you, dude. You take my phone calls and I know I'm a nerd. So thanks for, you know, dealing with my, dealing with my, uh, <laughs> constant opinions. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Dude, thank you, Bobby. Like, Jigs and Bigs, you guys are awesome. So, thank you, man. Uh, I'm going to keep listening. Like, you guys are, you guys are in my, my five fishing buddies is Hayes, Alex, and Paul, and you and Sean. Well, yep. six because Joe's there now. And actually, Joe's really nice. Joe, Joe's it, fantastic. Also, if you guys are uh, interested, you can DM Berkeley all day and you probably won't get a message back. But if you DM the guys over at Jigs and Bigs, they respond. Yeah. So, oh, it's true. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. So, yeah. Unbelievable, man. This is going to be in uh, Tuesday's episode. So it's going to be a real, a nice quick turnaround. And and that episode is a doozy. We've got you on. We've also got um, Christian from Veterans Inc., who's the the charity that we're working with. So he's going to be in in segment one. We'll have you on segment three, man. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Dude, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful, dude. You have yourself a good one, man. We'll be in touch. All right. Yep. Take care, bud. All right. Bye bye. Yep. It is Thanksgiving 
And uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this the day it drops on Tuesday, you're probably like, oh, we got to we're going to be on the road all day tomorrow. And then we got Thanksgiving and Black Friday crazy craziness, you know, then the, the weekend and then there's Cyber Monday. The holidays are here, folks. And you know what? You know what? You know what? I think the angler in your life really would appreciate, really appreciate a dark horse tackle gift card. They want to build a box. They want to subscribe. Go for it. You know, it's the way to do it. They want to. They want to just go on and 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 pick whatever bait they want because we got a bait shop going on too now. That's what I'm saying. That's that's a that's, right. that's a good good thing. You um, know, I just asked. I just asked my kid last night. Yep. I said, I, I I I'm not I'm not big on 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 holidays dictating when i should buy people things um but yeah. i asked my kid i says hey what you know what can i get you for for christmas and stuff like that i was talking i said i think i'm just going to get your brother uh, like some cash so he can take his girl out for dinner or whatever sure, yeah i said i know that's not the greatest gift he said dad stop cash is an amazing gift it's the best gift it's the best gift yep <laughs> and 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 you know if 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 you're if you're buying for somebody and, and, you know, uh, listen, I, I know Bobby, I know Joe, I know Sean. I would not presume to know what the hell you would want to buy. For sure. As far as baits and lures go. So the best thing to do is if you're looking to get somebody something, yeah, just get them a gift card, man. It's the best way to do it, you know? And it's a great way to introduce them. Like specifically in the Dark Horse situation, that's perfect. Then you go, you, you build a box, you try it out. Maybe you love it. Then you subscribe, and then you're like, I've got this, you know, going on. Then, as you get other baits that you're just in love with, you maybe build another box. Or, like me, what happens, we get some amazing baits. Baits from Giltech, baits from Picasso. And I go to those websites, The Virtuous Cycle, and oh, I yeah. spend oh, godly yeah. amounts of money. You would not believe the dent I put into Picasso's shock blade and in their uh, uh, tungsten ball head jig inventory. Oh, my God. It's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. Dude, Picasso is like... Oh, it, it, Picasso is like the Willy Wonka of, yeah. of, of, of bait makers. This guy has so much stuff on there. And all mm -hmm. of it is really amazing. It, yeah, 100%. He was a great guy to work with, a great guy to talk to, and we will definitely be working with him again, man, as, as well as Guild Tech, as well as like most of these companies yep. that we work with. I got to be honest with you, in this year that I have been a co-owner of Dark Horse Tackle, I've had nothing but like amazing interactions That's awesome. with the people that we work with. That's freaking um, great, dude. And, and you know what? Like, when, when, when people go on and, and they buy from us or, or they, or they have our subscription box and they, and they take, and they, they, they realize that, Oh, I've never knew of this company. I saw this company. And then they go and they buy from that company. Like you're supporting people that are out there, like getting it, like mm -hmm. they're getting it every yep. day. They're out there. They're getting it. And these people are working hard for what they do. Yeah. And I mean, that, there's something that's one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons that's one of the reasons why I remained as a customer of Dark Horse Tackle. Mm -hmm. That is exactly the reason why I bought the old owner out, went from pro staff, went from customer to pro staff to owner is because I feel good about it. Yeah. Like I feel good about where my money's going. You, yep. you know what I mean? Hey, just like, just like the jigs and bigs 200th episode. Absolutely. You know, 
a lot of that money and, and, and stuff is going to these veterans to help them out. Like, not only can you have a great thing or a great time, but you can feel yeah. good about what the hell you're doing with your money too. Exactly. I love that, man. That's that's huge. Cheryl Bentley chimes in. She goes, my sister got me a Dark Horse Tackle gift certificate. Yes, it was the best. I think that is like, that's a great way because it, it is tough. You know, we've done this before. I don't, I don't know how we're going to manage the uh, the uh, uh, the angler gift guide this year because we're way behind on putting that sucker together. But it, it can be tricky to get gifts for an angler in your life because you don't necessarily if you don't have an understanding of of their style of fishing or or just even an inkling on on what they may might need, you know, Um it's definitely Dude, there's nothing things. there's nothing worse there's nothing worse than someone handing you a gift and you opening it and it being a complete piece of crap that they are so excited about that is like the worst situation yep. in the world <laughs> or like, like or it's amazing <laughs> but it's in like a, a, a an insane like weight or size where yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. all right i gotta figure out how to work this or you know yeah, it can be it can be tough. So it's like that's why we try to do that with the gift guide. We're like, yeah, these are some things that like any angler is a hundred percent gonna love. And you know, sometimes that includes a gift card. You know, that, that's that's the that's the way she goes. What an amazing show this week, guys. Um, I have uh, I have I have a lot going on this week. Um, I have I, I'm one of those lucky folks that. Uh, I, I have uh, an amazingly talented wife. We were asked to bring a vegetable and a dessert, and she's like, I got this, homie. I got this. She just needs me to do the grocery shopping to brave brave the store for for these items. Um, so I, I'm going to try to get out and fish as, uh, as often as I can this week because it ain't getting any warmer, and uh, it, pretty soon it is going to be all about the ice up around here. Um and then, you know, Thanksgiving, and uh, I think I might actually make a send oh, next weekend back to Wachusett. Nice. Yeah, we'll see. I'm heading out, uh, I'm heading out Tuesday. Um, that's, my, that's, my first, that's my first day off in, in, in 13 days. Um, and I am going to meet, um, we're, doing a, we're doing a collaboration box with Drew Gregory. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go out to Cambridge, Ohio to meet up with Drew yep. Gregory, which is right near a whole slew of fantastic ponds. Now it's going to be 31 degrees and raining, but the pressure is perfect and I'm going. I'm yeah. getting in the canoe. Oh, I'm go going. I'm going. I'm going. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit myself. Nice. That's awesome, man. And you're going to be going. You'll be you'll be out there with good company too. Drew is I mean, having him on the show is absolutely amazing. He's a neat dude, man. Yeah, he neat really dude. is. Very, very like un unbelievable. We were talking about like some of his kayak designs and stuff. And I think, am I mistaken? Was he on the development team for the RVR or uh, no, no Crescent? So he's he. That's what it is. He Crescent. actually he's, yeah, he's he done designed the Sholey. That's right. Yep. That's yep. right. It wasn't the RVR. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, and a little bit of other news. Um, did you guys hear about this? Jeff Little is uh, taking a position with Boondocks. Yep. He's leaving Torquedo. He's going to be taking actually a position just, with Boondocks. I just watched that today. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, no shit. That's awesome. It's a great, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's a great pickup for Boondocks. Like, because mm. if there's a guy who really does understand rigging and uh, everything, J Jeff's the guy. 
you know that guy that guy's awesome. brain as far as as far as uh, probably a lot more than what we see that guy's brain is, yep. is nuts like yeah. it's nuts it is it's it's absolutely crazy Cheryl says, Drew's my hero. Can't wait. <laughs> That's awesome. Guys, I think, do you guys have anything, Sean, Joe, that you want to throw in at the end of this? Um, I got nothing. Let me go ahead and say this on behalf of the entire Jigs and Bigs fam, as well as the entire Dark Horse Tackle fam, uh, and all of our other partners as well. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your holiday. Have yourselves an extra slice of pie. You know, choke down a little bit of green bean casserole if that's the only time of year that you want to enjoy it. Fantastic. Have yourselves a great one. We hope you have a great one. Uh, don't lose your minds on Black Friday. It's not worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, there's plenty of time to get the shit that you need to line up for the holiday season. Uh, appreciate you guys more than you know. As always, if you could do us a huge favor and go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. If you want to get a little bit more out of this show and maybe you want to see how the sausage is made around these parts, you can join the Jighead fam. Do that. Just go to jigsandbigs.com. There's a little button there that says join our Patreon. You can subscribe right there. It's a $5 a month subscription. That money goes to help us as far as advertising for the show. Keeps us, you know, really kind of keeps the lights on here at the Jigs and Bigs HQ. And uh, it's it's a really, really good thing. We appreciate it. And you guys get some additional benefits as well. You get some a additional discounts. You know, some additional Dark Horse discounts. If you're looking for a subscription or BYO, we got you covered. The Jigheads, just go ahead and search for that stuff there. We also have some really good stuff, too, uh, from A-Bay Lures. We've got some great stuff from Reaction Tackle. I mean, you guys are amazing, and we love you. Uh, but if you want to become a Jighead, it would be fantastic, and uh, we'd love to have you on Do board. It. And you get to see the the show and engage with us during the recording, which is kind of cool. So it's a little bit of hey, exclusivity. I'm a Jighead. It ain't free. I pay, and yep. it's totally worth it. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. We appreciate you, Zach. You guys are awesome. And uh, here's to uh, here's to another 10 years of Dark Horse Tackle prosperity, man. We're loving it, dude. Oh, A-Bay Lures chimes in. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. You guys have yourself a good one. We will see you in seven days with more Jigs and Bigs goodness. I'm hoping I can get a bite uh, from the bank. I don't care if I have to go to Scuzzy. I'm making it happen. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if my goddamn largemouth smells like a Havana omelet. I'm making some shit work, damn it. You know what, what I'm saying? What'd you, catch, what'd you catch this week, Bobby? Pink eye. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pillow farter. Pillow farter. I'm messed up. I'm messed up. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next week for more Jigs and Bigs goodness. As always, you know how it is around these parts. Like we always say. It's an ass.